Wardcast episode 139. Go! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! That's right, it's our post E3 show. I'm Dylan Vento. Joining me today, Joe Wetmore. Oh, I've got feelings about games and stuff. Oh, wow. Are you ready to talk about them? No, I haven't thought about, you know, these games for my entire life. Well, that's mostly true. Yeah. I didn't know about most of them for my entire life. Hmm. Yeah, it checks out. It now checks I out. do. Also joining us, Joe's bride to be, <laughs> oh, Kenny hey. Kim. Keep that under wraps, okay? Can We're not announcing it yet. Supposed to be a surprise. Love uh, uh, Chris- you definitely want your families to have that first like reveal moment at the party. <laughs> you don't, yeah. You don't He's not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lying to you. <laughs> Just like I love kimchi. No, it's what are you talking about? I do love kimchi though. Uh, with Chris Dwyer, um, who just announced his new publishing label at E3. He, he hates um, kimchi. He hates, he hates kimchi. <laughs> Not today, Joe. He, he's getting and married in like a week. It. And I don't know why he did that. That seems he's, why he's like, getting married. No, <laughs> that, but why would you schedule it immediately after E3? Oh man, yeah, that Keep is the hype up. Should have scheduled it during E3 so they could stream it during the service. Master Chief, like, yeah. You know, oh, just, officiating the wedding. Yes, yeah. I've seen those screenshots. Oh, man. Wow, what a time. Who else do we have on this? Last, but certainly not certainly least. But last. <laughs> Nick Nundahl. Yeah, man. How you doing? Hi, I'm feeling good. Yeah? I'm, uh, yeah? I ate a lot of pasta right before I came on here, so I'm going to see how that plays out. That's the way to do it. <laughs> do you, have you known these games your entire life? Uh, yeah, every one of them. I've been waiting for this E3 and I am so excited to talk about kept them. The knowledge of the games. It was mm. I was under in his NDA. hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally got to hack it off. And then took it all shed off. That yeah, lost to the all world. The knowledge. Man. Well, but now it's out in the world, you know. So I think it's Kid. better to share. Finds yeah. a loose strand of hair. Yeah. On the streets, consumes it, and he has that knowledge. <laughs> like. It's the Jump Force now. This that is, was the Jump Force well, strand. Are we so bringing like, in a Hero Academia reference here? <laughs> are we? I thought this was about games. If, you can uh, get, if, if that's one of them animes, then I ain't talking anymore. Any, any, I, any I, don't, I, don't, I don't like them animations from the Eastern countries. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, this is our E3 show. We're going to be talking about everything that happened during E3. What's E3? <laughs> 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 Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> the, the Electronic Entertainment Expo is um, uh, gaming's gaming's uh, Super Bowl, uh, oh. Christmas. I don't know whatever metaphor some you kind prefer of to use. Holiday esport. Yeah, something. <laughs> yes, is well, it's 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 a, a P sport. It's physical. Oh, it's it's a it's a fee. It's gaming's most important hype machine. No kidding. Where uh, Will likes to call where you go see all of the commercials. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It did feel like that at times. Um, It is that every time. Well, I mean, there's more. At least what I look at when I look at E3. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. more to the the press conferences. Press conferences are obviously a big deal, and what we're going to be focusing on. But you know, there's a lot of extra stuff that comes out afterwards. You know, 
Waypoint puts out a lot of content. Giant yeah. Bomb puts out a lot of content, and I watch a lot of that. I got Call of Duty Black Ops 3 for free. <gasps> Same. Oh, wait, also, that, was that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Sony <laughs> Didn't you watch that. the Sony press conference? Yeah. Aren't you a true Sony fan? Come on, dude. <laughs> I see a DualShock 4 right there. Should we just... That's for, that's for show. That's for the set. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the set, nobody <laughs> sees. Work. It's actually styrofoam. <laughs> we want the audience to believe this is the real home of a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> we style it as such. <laughs> it's like with the connect when they first announced the connect and they had the fake mock homes yeah you'd go in and, and test it out in yeah just like your real home let's talk about games all right well let's get going starting things off we're just we're gonna go we're gonna go in chronological order. Go chronological order we're just gonna go through stuff um major things we're gonna showcase i have a shit ton of show nuts in front of me uh show nuts here. show you nuts so enough <laughs> uh everyone here has highlighted what they want to talk about the most um, so we'll focus on kind of longer conversations with things we're really excited about. Other things we'll kind of go through pretty quick. Um, to, st- to start off, uh, I-, I think it- I think it's good to preface some stuff uh, with a little prologue. Um, so before E3, um, our friends at Walmart Canada <laughs> made a very special yeah. announcement. The yeah. first announcements of E3, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, E3 happened we had, we like two e- weeks e- before. E2. Yeah. And then yes. E3. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Electronic entertainment happened on Twitter, yeah. Where a major, you know, retailer fucked up, um, but basically Walmart, the Canadian branch, our our brother, our brother into the north, um, did they do? They sometimes retailers do this where they like put a bunch of you know fake box art out in before you know something gets announced properly, and then people you know pick it up, uh, and then it spoils that it's going to be out. Um, they did that with a lot of games. Um, it's Harris- a big list. It was a big list. Yeah. Uh, Harris and I talked about it last episode um, because that was like where the whole Rage Two thing happened. Mm. Like Rage Two was not a known quantity before this thing came out, and Bethesda kind of rolled with the punches and just announced it uh, before before their press conference. Um, most of the things that were on that list were then verified. You know, were actually announced. Um, some of the major highlights on this list, uh, just cause four, uh, what they call dragon quest two, <laughs> uh, borderlands three assassin's creed, which they spelled a S S a S I N S creed. S as Asian creed. S as as in creed. S as in creed. I'm confused though. Borderlands 3, he said. Right. Well, so Borderlands 3 is on this list. So it's a Splinter Cell was... Sam shown- Fisher. Oh, wow. Sa- Samuel L. Fisher uh, <laughs> did not make an appearance. And then the other things, Destiny Comet, um, which was then Destiny 2 Forsaken. Uh, Lego DC Villains, which I liked how that took, you know, top billing with these other <laughs> major yeah. you know, yeah. AAA releases. And then obviously Rage 2. And then other stuff that was already known. These were the things that... We're not known about, but other things are on this list. Division 2, Last of Us 2. But no Bloodborne 2. Shadows die. Blood dies once. <laughs> um, Actually, I think blood dies twice. Mm. I, I think blood is Final actually uh, more of a substance that awakens you to beings that are at a higher functioning level of existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not about dying. It does help you potentially resurrect yourself through the state of dream. About living and parallel traveling. Uh, yeah. And Gods. I thought this was about gaming. <laughs> Anyways, well, enough of uh, Joe's philosophical talk. Um, leave the religion <laughs> at home, if you will, Joe. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll start with the press conferences. All right. 
First on the docket, Electronic Arts. Wow. Ooh, Great EA. conference. It's just, it's just yeah. knocked it out of the Fantastic. park. Andrew Wilson. Um, so, that, no, there, I mean, there's some good stuff about this. Um, was there? <laughs> and Andrea Renee did a good job hosting that, I will say. The lady, she was the one who was going into the, the interviews. Mm-hmm. I just think the style was not it was, good. It was, it was awkward. Um, like I, I think she was a fine presenter. She was clear and unseated. She had a good energy, but I, I felt bad during her interviews. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't like. We'll get to that. Um, but let's start with the first thing they showed: Battlefield Five. These these Battlefield numbers, they don't tell me what year they take place in, and I have a <laughs> so, lot of trouble with that. Flying right over my yeah. head. <laughs> like, what is this? Is this twenty seventy seven? Is this? It's year five. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's going to be Jack some intense and warfare. Michael Sarah. And- <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my god, uh, that movie was sequel. erased from my mind. Now I'm just going to think about it for like the next week. Um Yeah, so they announced it like before the show. A lot of, a lot of a lot of studios are actually doing this where they're just like we're going to we're going to front load it before the show. Like mm-hmm. can't compete during E3, so we got to get it out beforehand. Um so they had like an announcement trailer that uh had some cool stuff in it. Um, I can't remember. Was the announcement trailer the one with like the female, uh, the multiplayer one? Was that the one when they like stormed into the house uh, and I then think, the tank drove so. through the house mm-hmm. and then she beat the shit out of a guy with a cricket bat, cricket yeah. rat, cricket bat, cricket rats, cricket rats. Yeah, yeah. big fuck off crickets with tails. Yeah, that you don't want to mess with. Beating exactly. someone with a cricket, bra- uh, cricket. Bat, brat, <laughs> cricket, bat is cricket very, rat? It's very British though. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm yes. very pleased with that. Uh, I can't say that I, I have like, like I'm happy that they're doing lots of cool destruction things. Like that's what I love about. That's what I'm most excited about. Stuff yeah. breaking apart. You, you yeah. drive, drive, but I can't. Like I, I don't know. I haven't. I don't. I need more. I need something. Do you need a lesbian couple as your protagonists? I could, that would in, help in the, in the campaign. Up. Okay. Well, yeah. good news. I would like <laughs> maybe more Spider-Man villains in it. Also, yeah. I want a really vague Hideo Kojima trailer for it mm. with lots of babies and stuff yeah. in it. You know, yeah. yeah, naked Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman fetus. Honestly, Norman just, Reedus and the funky fetus. Norman Reedus yeah. should just be in every game. Exactly. Uh, he could be the one of the lesbian characters. Is Norman Reedus' character good in Walking Dead? Or do we just? Yeah. Or is he a good guy? He's a good character. He's a quality character. Yeah, I think so. He's yeah. one of the redeeming factors of the show, in yeah. my opinion. Okay. He's a little bit of like the the enigmatic bad boy who's like also just kind of great and awesome and always he's always he's always on the up and up usually. But not to knock Norman Reedus, but a lot of Norman Reedus fandom came out ever since Death Stranding was announced, and I'm like. Where where is well, this it started from? with walking like well, like so, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. It started with Boondock Saints. Yeah. But, but wait, no. he's in Boondock Saints. Yeah, he's, he's in Boondock Saints. That was like first. He's thing. one of the brothers. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the main characters. But that wow. fandom was much smaller. Mm-hmm. There was a much tighter core group. The cult movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he was Virtual in Walking Sacrifice. Dead, and he became a sex object, and it's okay. huge. See, I became a huge fan at the end of the PT demo. When, when it was revealed that he was, I was like, okay. oh my God, this is going to be When did he amazing. become a sex object for you? During, During the, PT the PT demo. demo. Okay. All right. <laughs> Remember that fetus During that was the in demo. the sink? Like, yeah. that, that's, you know, that's when yeah. it happened. <laughs> um, that and, whole entire demo was a sexual awakening for me. Oh, yeah. Kenny, you have right. highlighted here under Battlefield 5, uh, Battlefield 5 fans who failed history are mad that the game has women in it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, it's very upsetting to me because the stuff that I've read online, and I'm open-minded to why people aren't okay with this every reason is terrible yeah any reason anyone has put forward was like there shouldn't be women in this game 
is terrible. Mm-hmm. The realism thing, whatever. It's it 32 doesn't apply. Verse 32. Literally in the trailer, the woman that they're focusing on dies and then respawns and kills somebody. <laughs> like you can't argue for realism or historical accuracy because it's a video game. If right. it was historically accurate, you would try to join the army, find out you have polio, and then not be able to join the army. But not <laughs> that only would be that, the game. <laughs> there were women who participated exactly. in World War yeah. II. So right. yeah. I mean, it's obviously just the same kind of nonsense shit we've been hearing lately. Mm-hmm. I did I did like uh someone quote tweeted like or you know put in quotes like you know battlefield 5 is being historically accurate and then they just had a gif of battlefield 1 and it's like three guys standing on top of a guy riding a horse (laughs) and one of the guys has a flamethrower and he's just like putting out spouts of flame as they're just like riding across the battlefield they did do like a technology like alternate history thing with battlefield 1 right did they? I thought that's. I, I didn't play it, so oh, I thought they. So. I no. thought they like. No. <laughs> I'm just making claims. Well, well, what <laughs> they, they had like blimps and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Like blimps in Battlefield 1942, weren't there? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but one of the, one of the things they always do in the Battlefield games is like they always like 90 percent of the weapons in the game were experimental weapons that were never actually really used in battle ever. Right. <laughs> just because they need to add that variety right. of gunplay yeah, and different things to you unlock, can do. Something to yeah, play yeah. With. Like if it was just all the guns that the normal soldiers used, that would be you would have like four guns yeah. to choose from, I think. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a historian. You'd have a bolt action rifle, but, yeah, maybe Thompson. some sort of like early, yeah, automatic gun, yeah, that whatever they had in 1914. The M16, that was World War AK-47, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. yeah, RPG, okay. RPG. Uh, Laser um, blaster, yeah. Ferrari that was around. Yeah. Gatling, yeah. Ferrari yeah. with a Gatling gun and Mi- mini nuke launcher. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, one Double of gun. one of the other arguments that someone tried to post forward was from a mechanics perspective, which is also stupid. Trying to say that oh, the well, women should not, run slower. No, well, <laughs> well, they were saying that like the like silhouette, kind of like you know when you're playing like Overwatch or TF2, for instance, they do very good jobs of being able to tell what class someone's playing just by a glance because of their right. silhouette yes. and what the character is. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to make that argument about women versus men. I'm like, if in the, if you play Battlefield One, the silhouettes all are like all exactly the same. The thing that differentiates them is what gun they're using. And for instance, medics have a huge crutch on their back, but all the characters like look pretty much the also, same. Don't they have nameplates over their heads? Exactly. If they're, if they're allied, yeah. And, like, and then they were trying friendly? to say like, oh well, when you're playing the game and someone uses like the call medic button, you're going to be more push to restore people that have the women's voice because it's high pitch. I'm like, that is ridiculous. That is just ridiculous. Some bad arguments. Yeah, yeah, that argument in it of itself kind of shows like a sexist angle. It's like, oh, I'm more willing to resurrect someone because they're playing a female character than a male character, which is stupid. Turns like, out people on the internet are sexist. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And ignorant. There's no what? There's no argument. There's no Not argument. Not only is there no argument, but like we're in this weird position where we're commenting on something in defense of EA, which is the greatest offense. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, I'm si- I mean, I'm sitting here being like, you idiots, EA is doing a good thing. Oh, okay. Oh, well, no. I mean, there's EA and then there's, <laughs> there's dice, dice like, of course. Like, but EA is involved. <laughs> sure. Uh, you're really rolling the dice, Nick. Ah, but I'm don't. Fired. I'm really excited about this next game. FIFA 19. <laughs> 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 It's gonna be free on Origin Access. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't, I don't know. know. It's free. I, it's okay. been in like a week. You can they just yeah. free <laughs> <laughs> ah. They just really are like, please, somebody use Origin Access. And if it's the fanatic 
World Cup soccer fan players who will actually play FIFA, then then yeah, they will do. <laughs> well, if you really want to play Origin Access, you can play Origin Access Premier, an all-in-one subscription where oh, you can play all neat. the new games at launch. For only $100 a year. <gasps> that's not that bad, actually. Wow. That's terrible. Like, if I didn't want to, like, I mean, that's two, that's less than two games. Right. Like, if I wanted Battlefield Day 1 yeah. and I wanted... FIFA. Uh, just, yeah, or, you know... Uh, <laughs> we were scrolling through this list. Anthem. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it would it would be, you know, it would it would be attractive. It it is weird though because they're they're further stratifying that, you know, origin, you know, model. Yeah. Origin is their Steam competitor, right? And Origin Access is their subscription but it's their, service. It's their Steam competitor that I just don't care about. Yeah. Well, if you want Sims, let me tell you, I don't. I, I bought Sims for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You put it playing does. it a little while ago. Okay, I, I would love to get a chance to just ask, like, just want to get just one question to ask EA, and it's like, you know, do you understand that I already have a games library on my computer, and branching out is a bother? Like, you know, like, like to a different like, like to another library, more, having, to more, having more, an like, origin launcher library. platforms, like going mm-hmm. into but origins. Flip side of that is, do we really want Steam to yeah. be? A yeah. monopoly on this stuff. True, yes. it is better to have competitors for them Gave for them. the market. They should just have something attractive there. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, EA like EA's whole like thing is that oh, we have our games, which is what Blizzard's doing, right? Yeah, like you have to have the Blizzard launcher yeah. to play Blizzard. So what you games. guys are saying is that the good guys are getting too powerful, and we need an evil guy to like make sure that we level. There them must out. always there are be no too good sick. guys in the corporate structure of are these you, are you publicly traded companies. Yeah. That Steam is not a pure wholesome entity. There must always be balance to the light side and the dark side, Joe, and Look. you can find out about that balance. In Jedi, the Fallen Order. <laughs> oh my God! Coming now soon, this is something this holiday, I actually want to. Next well, holiday, I want to actually kind of focus on. Yeah. Because holy shit, was that interview? Oh, bad. It was terrible. <laughs> like you know, I I I don't really know Vince Zampella that well. So okay, so this is what happened. So they they show like they talk about Origin Access Premiere and whatever, and then they cut, and so Andrea Renee is now in the audience. And she turns, and the person sitting next to her is uh, Vince Pella, who is uh, one of the co-founders of um, Respawn. Uh, used to be at Infinity Ward. He was one of the guys, one of the main guys that caused the huge kerfuffle with postmodern warfare. Z- Frank Post- Zampella. Postmodern warfare. <laughs> it's a new, new Call of Duty game. Yeah, um, Black Ops stuff. That, that would be yeah. a good one. The um, uh, him and I forget the other guy that that left at the same time. Frank something or something. And like it's the other respawn co-founders who's actually not respawning anymore. Frankie Muniz. Um, yes, the uh, they really wanted to make. Um, they wanted to bring Malcolm Middle back, and, and Activision wouldn't let them. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> they wanted to add Frankie loot Muniz boxes and will not be able to tell you anything about Malcolm in the Middle anymore. He's lost his memory. <laughs> Wait what? Yeah, yeah, read about it. It's what? crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he said, <laughs> "Yeah, read about it." Yeah, read about Come on, it. Dylan. Wait, are, are you supposed to? I thought you were a freaking Muniz fan. <laughs> the actor genuinely does not remember his time on Malcolm in the Middle. I was or, it a race car accident. Like he, because he had a really my theory like brain injury. My theory is that he's lying. <laughs> 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 Trying to keep himself relevant or interesting. He, he spent years talking about how he hated being asked questions and being called Malcolm. Uh, and I just have this thought that what if he was just like, I'm going to pick a brain disease. And <laughs> hey, I got hey Malcolm, where's middle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no memory. Anyways, 
I'm not talking about Frankie Muniz right now. I, I think we should have the Frankie Muniz podcast no. sometime. The um, not talking about Big Fat Liar. No. So Frankie Muniz was working on the post w- with this guy <laughs> with with Vincent Pella. And so Andrea Renee is in the audience, like sitting on a chair. She turns to Vincent Pella. And she's like, so Vince, I hear you guys are working on a new game at Respawn. And Vincent Pella A doesn't know like on-screen decorum, like on-camera decorum, because <laughs> he keeps looking at the camera. And he's just like, yes, Andrea, uh, we're working on the new Star Wars game. And she's, and she's like, oh, that's cool. Like, what can you tell me about it? And he's like, well, it's called Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> and it'll like... Nick said it'll come out the holiday 2019. And that's everything. Yeah, there's like no. And then they were like, well, can you tell us anything more? And they're like, well, it'll be in a dark time. No, yeah. No, Andrea is like, sounds like a good time. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark no. time. Like, it takes place between, like, the end of the prequels and New Hope or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've never right? had, like, a dark story about Jedi between three and four before as a single player experience. Right. Yes. Or a sequel to a game just <laughs> like yes. that. Yeah. Never have we had that that niche of Star Wars explored. Well, and I'm just so excited for the creativity. I'm to excited like, for the force. Yes. To be unleashed. unleashed. <laughs> yeah. What, what, if, what if it's like dark and not in terms of like, it's a dark time in the universe, but like it's someone being like, I'm combating alcoholism as a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. like, that would be great. Actually. My children hate me and my wife left me. <laughs> I was the apprentice of Darth Vader. Oh. <laughs> Everyone left me. I'm just surrounded by all these death sticks. I can only, I can only find pleasure in death sticks. I tried to I use the to force on myself. Tried to use the force in myself. Didn't work. Force choking himself. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those auto autoerotically. Asphyxiating. Garth did it one time and I just loved it. And literally everyone was like, why didn't you show a title? Like, why didn't you show a logo? Like, yeah. this is what Nintendo did last year. It's like Metroid Prime 4, logo, Yoshi, logo, yeah. logo, mm-hmm. logo, logo. Just use the same video. just as bad to me. Just use the same video that Elder Scrolls 6 used of the panning environment and then just put Star Wars on top of that. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right buddy. <laughs> like, like, like put, a it, oh, put it over <laughs> Starfield? You know, the actual sci-fi game uh, that they announced? <laughs> Make it confusing. Anyways, not a lot of meat on that bone. No. Um, All it did was make the audience uncomfortable. That's that was the only thing that did. We're just like uh, 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 uh. they should really just hire spokespeople. I don't understand why they don't like get people up. I don't know. I think Andrea Renee is is a good is a good spokesperson, and and she benefits from being not a part of the EA corporate mm-hmm. machine. Um, she felt like she well, was just being genuinely like energetic as opposed to some people who feel like they're hyping things oh, up yeah. unlike, unlike andrew wilson their ceo who like came out so so last year everyone made fun of him because he wore like like a suit like a like a a, a a jacket um like a sports jacket but it almost looked like it was made of like lizard skin like it's <laughs> like it, he seemed not of this world right yeah ea equals lizard people confirmed yeah so so I guess like their fashion consultant was like, all right, we gotta mix this up. So instead they they put him in like a Steve Jobs black turtleneck. Oh no! And he walks out and he, just doing the shame stick. He's like, we're very happy, you know, you know this this. So a lot of the a lot of the you know him and Phil Spencer they were focused. They were like, this is about creativity. This is a creative uh, industry. It's about the creators, which you know felt authentic, right? Mm-hmm. What he didn't Dep- do depends on who was saying it. What yeah. he didn't do was 
So immediately after they do the Fallen Order thing, they do another Star Wars thing. So Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. And they send this guy out. I forget if he was a community manager or a designer. I think he was a designer developer on the game. He looks like a developer. <laughs> yeah. And he was a little True. awkward, like tall, yeah. scrawny white guy. Um, kind of kept his hands in his pockets. Very dry hair. And, you know, they made some announcements. But before that, he basically apologizes about the loot boxes. The whole loot box fiasco yes. last year. Yeah. And it's like, why is this guy doing this apology? Why is not the C- it feels like, CEO of the company yeah. coming out and apologizing about this? It feels like somebody drawing the short straw kind of thing. Like, it, yeah, you're going to take the shit for us. And then I'm going to come out and have a happy smile or about good things. Or EAPR was like, hey, developers are authentic. They're not going to mm-hmm. get mad at the developers. Let's send yeah. the developer out to make the, That's true. the shitty apology. Because, you know, no one's going to blame. No one's going to get mad at that guy. Yeah. He sent Andrew Wilson out. People can get pissed at that dude. Yeah, he's gonna get yeah. crucified. Get really sad though when like you 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 uh, acknowledge that there's a team that has to work on a game that people just hate or like the the, the numbers yeah, just dropped life. on that's it. That's their career. Like, oh, we need to keep this MMO afloat that we made, but the first week like killed it. You know, that just makes me sad to think about. Yeah, I have no idea what the number the pop, like server numbers were on Battlefront Two, and I'm sure it was decent because it's a Star Wars game. Well, even theater. you know, it's not like it was free to play, so it's still right. sold. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right, but still, but like to still work on something that you know so many people are like, I'm never gonna touch that. It's got it's got like, a picture enthusiasm yeah, for sure. and and not that you have like a ton of like, I mean, if you're working for a company like EA, you're probably very like, all right, do this specific thing, you know, probably not as much room to. It's this weird thing where like you know they needed a monetization strategy, and we talked about when it first happened. We were like, why don't they do cosmetics? Well, apparently Disney said you can't do cosmetics because um, they have you know obviously they have friggin star wars by the throat jar jar binks like they're like you know they have a pretty iron tight grip yeah, on, on, like, on the representation know, the, of their characters right and, and canon having to be a certain and story way. and like you know the the story group for star wars is like much more strict than like the story group for marvel at least when the, when it existed yeah. i think there's been a reorg on the marvel side but so i think it was the only play they could make even though they shouldn't have made the play of shitty monetization strategy to begin right. with. Yeah. But they're like, we're committed to doing monetization, so we got to do it this way because we can't do it any other way because Disney's restricting us. Uh, but then they made some, you know, Battlefront announcements. Uh, the Clone Wars are coming in. Which is, they announced that last <laughs> You're year. You're just like, huh. Well, I mean, like, you know, they're doing Clone Wars era, which, you know, I like doing the Clone Wars and original I didn't Battlefront. know the Clone Wars wasn't in Battlefront 2. So they announced it last year. Yeah. They said last year. They said E3, last year would be all eras of yeah. the Star Wars franchise. Right. Yeah. So I guess they've just. Well, they had to put Wait. the giant fire out. Because I remember like, seeing like the, the little droid troopers and the battle on Naboo and stuff, right? I think maybe this is specifically hero units. Oh, okay. Because they're talking about General Grievous, Obi Wan. Or, or, or maybe it's like the. Uh, what was it? That cartoon show, the 3D, the CG, Rebel the Clone Wars, show. Sorry, Clone yeah. Wars, yeah, Clone Wars. Okay, maybe something like that. Yeah, we're cutting you know. into that. <laughs> that, yeah. that design, yeah. but with the realistic like yeah. clone trooper Tapping next to it, that that fucking like ATA. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I want no. If they're going to do that route, they should just do like the cel shaded, mm-hmm. like uh, Samurai Jack guys, Clone mm-hmm. Wars cartoon. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When it comes down that was to a it, short, two EA short dice, cartoon. EA dice is just a bunch of move milkers, you know. Yeah. So. Is that a Star Wars reference? Is that a Nerf herder? No. Is that a Nerf herder? <laughs> Are you <laughs> is that kidding one me? Nerf um, herders? Excuse me, sir. Is that is that one of those rumored Nerf herders? Do you think a moof and a Nerf are the same thing? Do you think? I think we're on on shaky ground right now. <laughs> <laughs> to, to just to, to one one last Star Wars thing, if I may. Do we think EA slash Dice 
uh, is upset that they have to use the Han Solo they have to use. Oh, the 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 <laughs> Solo the, movie. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, because on the other those hand, sales have tanked. Uh, the, the, the ticket sales are bad, right? On Solo. Not, well, they like have bad compared to a Star Wars bad movie. Bad for a Star yeah. Wars movie. It does have the original Han Solo in it already, though, yeah. right? So. Does it have old Solo? I don't know. Oldo? Noo. Moldo, Oldo. None Mold- of this will change my putting money into EA Dice's Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yep. So. Mm. Which is to well, say, that Jedi Fallen Order. Oh my god. Uh, oh, game set between three and four? Focusing on a Dark Jedi story? That sounds interesting. Next up, uh, they announced sequel to Unravel called Unravel 2. Spelled out. Well, spelled T-W-O. out. Do it. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Well, actually, creativity there. I yeah. when you spell something out, it is a little more elegant. Like, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I think there's a reason to do it I'm in not this particular. Unravel. I never played the first Unravel, but it it's, seems... it's cute and it's gorgeous. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it was one of the few games they showed that had like live gameplay. Right. Yes, they were, it was maybe the only game that had like live gameplay on stage. You could, you, you knew because they literally went into debugging mode and like and like reset the level or or whatever. Like they when they paused, they went into like mm. the debug screen, mm. showing that they were actually yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. You're right. So uh, it was, it was, yeah. Uh, it's good that they were actually playing, and that you could see them like their energy was actually like, oh, the bird's coming for well, us. I hope they were able to live demo it because it's available right, right now. now. <laughs> oh, pick it up. That that it's was a available. big announcement, though. Like, sure, mm-hmm. it's just funny. Like, like everyone at the same time, like across the press conference, was like, "What if we did the available right now thing?" And mm-hmm. then people would love that. Yeah. And then, like, True. over the course of all the conferences, it was just like, "Oh, everyone's okay." Yeah, it's true. But but for him to do the first conference of the of this year's E3 and to do that, I was like, "Wow, that was bold. That's yeah. cool." Yeah, I'm not gonna buy it, but it's cool that it yeah. exists. And this, and this, you know, they're still supporting indie devs. So as much as we can knock EA's bad monetization strategies, they're, oh, still, we can. they're doing stuff. I mean, it was that game and then the other indie-looking game. I don't know how big the team is for SOS. Sea, sea of Solitude. Solitude? Yeah. But man, Sea of Solitude looks really pretty. Looks pretty good. I don't really mm-hmm. know what the overall gameplay is like, but I was very moved. I bet you this could be like an ex- exploration. Explore, find a thing. Maybe yeah. 3D platforming a little bit kind of thing. That's what um, it seems like. Yeah. It's definitely the thing that EA brought that I know you and I, Joe, were most excited to like learn more about because you yeah. don't get much of anything right <laughs> from what they gave like us. A little, yeah a little tease yeah. um a very earnest developer she was yeah. my favorite presenter yeah. of most of the shows mm-hmm. yeah because she wasn't like a perfect presenter but also it I like i felt like her her like she was very genuine and like she just had a very conversational tone that felt like it was reaching me, the viewer, mm-hmm. and everybody else just felt like they were talking to the crowd they were imagining, not the crowd that was in front of them. Right? Ah, you know, just trying to sell something. Did she, did she yeah. sound like someone? If you were one on one talking with her, that she would be genuinely enthusiastic to talk about the yeah. project that she's working on. Well, she was just like flabbergasted. She was up there, like she like was like nervous, and she's yeah. like, I just got calmed down for a sec. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was it was a but that's kind of endearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and ultimately, that was the one game out of the EA conference. I was like, I'm actually, I might, I might get that. I'm interested. I'm interested. I want to see more, but yeah, I'm hoping it'll have a very like journey esque feel to it, where you're kind of exploring these cool, pretty colors and figuring out what's out there in the world. What's next? Next up, NBA Live 19. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yep. What's next? Madden 19. Uh, Madden 19. <laughs> I, oh. I do have something to say about that. That was one of, it was perhaps the most obnoxious thing. The Madden one? Yeah, I've oh. ever seen. Oh, with the, with the, oh, oh little, my little God. Keeve, yeah. little Kiv, little Kiv. 
The the guy who oh, won the tournament the or whatever. Belt? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's oh like, my God. represents the worst of the worst of any content creator. Yes. Yes. Like, well, you know, he's an esports guy. Isn't yeah, he? right. Like, which I didn't even know they still did Madden tournaments. Of course, he like, does. Of course, they do. It's crazy. All of E3 in the in the Twitch comments, it was a lot of cringe, 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 cringe. <laughs> this was very much like a like I went and typed in cringe as well here at this point <laughs> because man, just like the like the 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 banter that these two guys were having oh, about him the, and Juju, the belt. we yeah. out there making that money. Yeah, I'm gonna but, just steal this belt from you. The, the, I don't know. I felt bad for Juju because Juju. Don't Juju care. is the other guy on there. So he he's um he's part of the Steelers. He's a footballer. He's oh. a footballman. He's from the video game. Uh, I think he, I, I guess he would be <laughs> in the video game. Wow, live action, it's, a, a it's real cool life video, video game developers could do that these pull days. Him out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I felt bad because he's just like, all right, gotta you know, you know, bullshit with this guy who thinks he's on my level. This esports dude. Yeah. Oh. Um, horrible yeah the guy was the 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 esports guy was obnoxious i think that was the lowest point for me personally watching e3 and yeah. the entire show like there are points where i was i was like oh this is kind of cringy this is awkward but at that point i was like i'm actually like kind of angry like, it's so strange <laughs> it actually makes me mad <laughs> they i mean like we all know sports games are a massive part of ea's hold on the gaming mm -hmm. market like they use that to make money right. and it works for them and it's good. But the people who attend E3 who are in the audience reacting live to what's up on stage seem to never any year I've ever watched any of these conferences give the slightest bit of concern about a sports game. It's just crickets. They just, well, they every have, time they have to give the people something that are like streaming it and being like, whoa. I but, mean, we talked about FIFA, but FIFA had a ton of those moments, too, where it was just like, here's this trophy, and guess what, guys? It's coming out next week, or whatever it was, and just nobody and they, and yeah. just no their arms out, and it's like, uh, <laughs> like I feel and, like they just more. need to drop that stuff in a video at the very end, yeah. Sure. Yeah. and like people know it's over, and it's time for sports, and they can click away if they're not interested, or get up and walk I out mean, Ultimately, room. I'm with you, but we're going to get to a, uh, a press conference at the end of this. That's very much very polarizing in terms of either you really cared about what was happening, or you really didn't care. It's um, tough. That's real tough. Next up, uh, the Bring Command Conquer back, guys. Oh my god! Okay, oh. This, it's it's oh. a mobile game. Oh. I was just looking up to see where this was. This oh. was maybe the lowest point of of, of the whole thing for me. We can't keep picking lower points. You can't be like, no, this. Well, well, this. They keep digging. Yeah, we keep thinking <laughs> they can't yeah. get worse. They can't get worse. It, I, I mean. Wow, we are, watched... you, are you a big CNC guy? No, but I respect the franchise. Okay. Oh, but this even... was a live demo. Yes. No. <laughs> but the two, two esports yeah. dudes. It almost certainly was not a live demo. Like they had talking points. Sure. They had oh, the announcers yeah. that had yeah. like scripted moments, more or it, less. It, but like, they pretended it was a live it, demo. Yeah. No, I think it was live. They just EA was like, "Hey, you gotta do this during the." Yeah, I mean, it could have been scripted that way. Yeah. Or it could be that the game is so goddamn boring and bland that they could predict it. <laughs> I mean, it All does look through. really boring. I mean, it's yeah. like two things to do in how, the whole how game. How predictable is Clash Royale? I don't touch it, so I couldn't Anyone? tell no, you. No? Okay. What is Clash Royale? It's basically this game, but for Clash of Clans. Oh. Which is another game I've also never played. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't play any mobile games, really. So 
Either way, it was like it felt like it was just going on forever. Like, and, and the idea of like pushing this like esports style mobile game, like, and you're just like, this is gonna work. We're gonna convince people that this is the the next big esport by <laughs> by having an announcer doing a play by play. People are gonna love it, and man, did people love it? Dylan loved it. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've never played Command and Conquer. Um, I was watching Giant Bomb oh, stream so of this. Oh, so this is the perfect game and, for you. And well, <laughs> well, let me let me. So, uh, Giant Bomb is like very excited about any sort of command and conquer anything. Um, they seem like I mean, obviously they were like, eh, okay, mobile game seems kind of a waste for that franchise. Um, but you know, I, I'll try it. I probably mm-hmm. won't stick with it. I Dylan, usually don't those kinds of mobile games. This but is the new lowest point of E3 for me. Me <laughs> being here with you. <laughs> you telling me that you're going to pick up so, that game. <laughs> so, so I did it's play. It's free. So I did <laughs> play Command & Conquer a lot when I was younger. Because that was like pre-Star uh, Starcraft, like one of the first like, yeah. real okay. big yeah. RTS. Yeah. They Westwood had that bald Studios. guy with the goatee on it. Yeah, they had like, Kane. Was, I it, was it turn-based back then? Or was it? No, it was, it was just no. a real-time strategy okay. game. So it's, it was by... It was by Westwood Studios, and they had originally developed uh, the, like kind of the first, or well, not first first, but one of the first big RTS games. They made a Dune RTS game, which was oh, really good, really, yeah. really good, really fun. And then they did Command & Conquer, which was also really good, really, really fun. And then, of course, EA bought out Westwood and kind of just cannibalized it. And to see that pedigree go from like one of the best like known RTS genre, like, genre-defining yeah. games to being a mobile game where you're pressing well, one of two we'll buttons. Maybe we'll start to define mobile RTSs. How about that? Westwood <laughs> was a pretty fantastic company. They made a lot of they great games. They also made Knox, Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Theme, did they, God, no, they didn't do my, Theme Hospital. Did they do Theme Hospital? That was Bullfrog. One of my favorite mm-hmm. action RPGs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was really fast-paced. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Diablo, but it really jump smooth. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I'm sorry, Dylan. We disagree. <laughs> I'm, I don't care. I'm... Whatever. I'll play it and I'll be like, eh, this might be kind of boring, and then stop playing. You're gonna love fine. it. Yeah, gotta mind my. It'll be your game um, of the year. Tiberium. <laughs> gotta get my Tiberium. Yeah. So, so next up, the big one, Anthem. It is a big one. It's like, pretty big. It is, well, it's, I mean, it's a, it seems like it's Bioware's like last yeah, ditch effort. Yep. Being a VA being like, hey, Mass Effect Andromeda didn't do pretty well. So here's the thing, like. It looks so pretty. Looks very good. It looks so so pretty and soulless. Yeah, <laughs> like, That's what I, feel like. I got the feeling it was very very generic to me. It, like, yeah, it just lacks character for all of these okay. really cool that, things. I will I will acknowledge that. Well, that, and that's what I mean by soulless. I mean, like it doesn't draw me and make me feel like it's it's like gonna be a joy to experience, other than to look at. Well, so to that point, um, do you like Destiny? No, I, I never even played Destiny, so I've I can't speak to, them, to that. But I, I enjoyed them. Because I'm not a big Destiny guy. Yeah. Same. Um, and so fuck you, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've played both of them, and I enjoyed them, and I hate them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which I think is true I feel of like, like every Destiny player. I people have that relationship like, with Destiny. Because it, it, it has enough to draw you in and be like, and, and good crunchy gameplay, and then you're just like, fuck, why, does this, why is this out, like so bad Like as soon as you, it brings you in? Right. But anyways. Um. Yeah. But so what is, what is this? What is this? What is this tie you're making? Well, the tie is that it feels like third person destiny. Yeah, oh. it's like a loot driven online squad based yeah. shooter. I'm just like, man, I really don't want to play third person destiny. Yeah, I, yeah. All I want to be but, is is Iron Man flying through the sky in my rocket suit. 
I don't necessarily like I, like I, I don't the, the game structure could be a number of things. I do like the Iron Man aspect and flying through the air. I I I feel like I want that story to have more style and more like if this was like I don't know I just I wanted to have more character like you guys were saying yeah but also well, it's like we don't know what it is right yeah. like, yes. it's like they showed yeah. us but they didn't show us the, and they did that like, Q and A cool these toys so are. they brought out like yeah. Casey Hudson and some other people working on the on the on the game so um, Casey Hudson um, I think he was lead on Mass Effect two and then he left Bioware as Anthem was in pre production and he went and did some other stuff and then he came back to Bioware. Um, to kind of like see the project that he like helped initially create, see it to fruition. Um, so they bring them out, and Andrea Renee is like interviewing them and asking them questions. It's a very boring interview style, yeah. right? And like they're just playing this reel yeah. that loops. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like a it's two just minute like screenshots that kind of like zoom a little bit in. And oh, there's a little bit of footage out. in there, but it's the same footage over mm. and over and over again. And it's like man, and then and then once they finish that spiel, I think it was like 10, 15 minutes long. Then they show new footage, right? Um, but there's a good... Uh, Waypoint made a good comparison of like... You look at the way uh, Bethesda, which we'll get to Bethesda, but you look at the way Todd Howard talked about Fallout 76 and where he's like, you might have some questions about this game. Here are the answers to those questions. You know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What is it? How is this different from... Right? They answered none of those questions yeah, right. for Anthem. People were like, oh, it's online? Like, what does that say for like a Bioware st- type story? Didn't answer that question. Now and then it wasn't until after the fact that they were like, "Oh, no, no romance options," which that's fine. Isn't that big of the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's indicative of like, wait, how far away are we cutting yeah. from traditional Bioware games? And which answer, it's a question. weird thing, even because Bioware hasn't only made those, but that is what we know. Them well, that's by. what they known for. They known for Dragon then, Age and Mass Effect. This isn't Bioware anymore. It's yeah. a different thing than what it was when it started Dragon Age and even before then, you know, yeah. going definitely going back to like Baldur's, Baldur's Gate stuff. Yeah. But it's just it's it's been completely radically transformed by EA by their by by being under EA. The most of the creative teams are different people now. Like there's just so much about this that's not what it has been before that I can't like Bioware means nothing to me anymore. Yeah. As like their name on this game means nothing. It could still be a great game. But well, it better be because, I mean, like I said, it's kind of like their last-ditch the, effort. The thing that concerns me, and a lot of people are making arguments of saying, oh, well, this is going to be, like, the game. This is going to be, you know, the greatest game, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, when is the last time someone has looked at EA and be like, man, they made an amazing game? Battlefield I, Hardline. Yeah, like, I can't. Most people Tyler, that I know oh, that like, bad company, too, like... Most people can't. Which is why think. people are excited for Battlefield Five because it brings back like the destructibility Same kind of, like, <laughs> feeling. But like lo- looking at Anthem, like the thing I'm concerned about is like Mass Effect Andromeda. The problem with that game, looking back and like reading about it and finding out what I found out about it, the Spider Walk, where she's yeah. like bow legged well, walking through space. I was gonna that say they, the weird, endless, seemingly uh, number of glitches you could have yeah, well, for your character I mean, the big models. Thing is, they're like, we want another Mass Effect game. But we're going to pull pretty much every resource away from you so you only have like mm-hmm. a small handful of people actually working on it. So all the people that made the Mass Effect games what they were aren't actually going to be working on this. We're just going to kind of... we need to make Anthem good. Yeah, we need to make Anthem yeah. great. So we're just going to put scraps on this game. It's like, then it's not... There's not even a point of even making that game if exactly. you're not going to try. Right. Yeah. Which is what, what makes that so sad because Mass Effect, you know, now is, you know, 
It's, it's a like, pedigree. It's a, got a, a story. black mark on it. Yeah, there's like a long history there, for like over a decade. Like I remember playing Mass Effect One and loving it, and Mass Effect Two even, and Mass Effect Three even with the ending. Like I enjoyed those games, but seeing what happened to Mass Effect and now you have to always think about yeah, that's Andromeda what I think about. It. Yeah, and I'm scared that with Anthem and kind of like you said, I feel like EA is like giving an ultimatum, like this is your last chance when it's EA's fault that the last well, and they've few done things that, failed. You know, like look at Maxis or look at. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who are the dungeon keeper devs in uh, Nova? Um, Mystic, Mythic, Mythic, yeah, Mythic. Mythic. Um, look at Mythic. Look at Westwood. Westwood Studios. Westwood. Look at um, is Popcap still around? Um, like, <laughs> oh like, yeah, because they did they did the whole yeah. thing with Plants vs Zombies too. Okay, that was them. Okay, yeah. Um, it's just you know they have kind of a tradition of like kind of. Ruining things, yeah. yeah. It's like true. I mean, that destroying is what they've had one good thing. Like looking, they've ruined everything. Looking back at franchises that EA has touched, it's like Dead Space and even Mirror's Edge. Visceral and like, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Visceral is gone. Visceral Pandemic? went from making Dead Space, like a very well-regarded game, to making yeah. Dead Space Two, also pretty well. Battlefield, Dead Space Three, full of monetization yeah. that people hated, and then went on to try making uh, Amy Hennings Star Wars, and then. The yeah. last EA game I can think of that I liked was Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, that was decent. I liked it. That was 2014. Well, I don't know. I want to see what 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 <laughs> Anthem is. Yeah, I want more it's, info. It's coming pretty soon, but February 22nd. I don't expect I will buy it, and I don't expect that I will feel at a loss for not doing so. I want a 3D. I want a, like a full suit for that game that just like simulates the feeling of sweating on com- on cushion pads while you're in a suit. You know, just like getting yeah, really comfortable, moistened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how is like, how does like the Iron Man suit not just like open up and just like a wall of water fall out yeah. before Tony walks out? <laughs> eh, he's smart. I'm he sure it's air conditioned. It's in there. very well air conditioned. I mean, yeah. they did, they did somehow have that. What was that? That fire retardant foam that shoots out uh-huh. in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So fe- February 22nd, 2019, important date. Keep it locked yeah. for, for, it for important calendar. reasons. We'll get we'll get to that. I never would have noticed if you hadn't messaged me and been like, dude, <laughs> yeah. what is everything? That was the end All of EA, right. right? Yes. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, get ready, Joe. Get pumped. You, get excited for Microsoft. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, I, I think their their conference overall was actually pretty solid. I, just, I love Phil Spencer. It was a good conference. Yeah, it was a good good Phil presentation. Phil Spencer is a uh uh True man, he's honest, dude. I think true he, man, true man, the true man. man. I think he's he's genuinely enthusiastic. Um, I think he still is kind of awkward. His stage presence, yeah, he always one hand in the pot in the pocket, you know, kind of like mm, yeah. But, but awkward, clip. awkward's a little charming, right? Yes. Like it, yeah. it works. Yeah, I I like Phil Spencer. Um, all right, so we'll roll through this. Uh, first thing they show, Halo Infinite. Or they do a really interesting thing where like they don't they don't show they don't show the card until like thirty seconds forty five seconds into right, that trailer. you had to figure out what it's like it was roaming field you know and wildlife blah 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 and then there's like some ruins of like concentric rings and at that point I was like oh, it was a Halo game yeah and then they showed some Marines in like the traditional Halo Marine armor I'm like this, this is a Halo game well at that point and yeah it, you certainly yeah. get it well no because I saw some people who were like what is it 
<laughs> it's a Halo game. Yeah, what else are they going to be showing? Oh, Skate Four? Could it be Skate Four? Skate Four, Skate four? <laughs> on the on the Microsoft stage? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't on the EA it stage. So it had to be on the Microsoft stage. It didn't matter. They every conference was flooded with Skate the four, chat Skate was four. Skate Four, um, cringe, F for F. respects. <laughs> for respects. Yeah. My favorite I mean, it meme. was just flooding <laughs> them. It's oh, been on for a while, I guess, but I just now learned about the F for respects meme. Mm. Whoever owns, so is it Ubisoft who owns Skate 4? Who owns Skate? EA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, EA, right. Yes. EA owns. <laughs> they could they have own saved, Skate 4, the game that doesn't exist. Their, that entire content. Right. If they just announced that game, yes. just a logo. Yeah. Yeah. Or all like, take. Skate 4 colon suck it, Vince Sembella. <laughs> <laughs> What Skate games, 4, Fallen Order. What games did Microsoft have? Halo. Oh. Perhaps you've heard of it. Halo Infinite. I um, the first one. Master Chief's coming back, baby. Who? Master Chief. M- M- Master Chef. Iron Chef. Iron Chef. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Iron, Sh- Iron Chic. Yeah, Iron, Iron Chic is coming back, baby. <laughs> well, and it, Halo Infinite. <laughs> it's like, at this point, because I think the last Halo game I played was like Reach, which was good. It was a good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a very solid game on 360. Mm-hmm. But that Sniper level? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was it it kind of like really humanized the Spartans to me, mm-hmm. point, yeah, like story wise, yeah. which was really great. But the thing I'm curious, like they're bringing back Master, I'm like, what else? He's got to finish the fight again. Yeah. <laughs> like he's already like <laughs> just leave him be. infinitely. What well, a, no, like five was on a cliffhanger. Like yeah. five. What like, if he's going after a gauntlet? Hear me out on this. Hear me out. On this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Some I got. Gems. The uh, the last the, the last Halo interaction I had fingers. I watched the cinematic trailer which had Nathan Fillion's voice in it um, for, for five. So yes, 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 and I thought that was great. I like Nathan Fillion a lot. I mm. wish he would get inside of a good game. Have you seen the opening cutscene for Halo Five? Because nothing else, you should seek that out because it is fantastic. It's Nathan Fillion's team, which he's not the main dude. Yeah, it's Michael Michael. Uh, Michael Coulter, uh, Luke Cage. So it's, so it's Luke Cage and um, whatever the fuck Nathan Fillion's character is from Firefly. I can't even make this joke properly. Malcolm Mal. Reynolds. Ma- Mal. It's Mal. It's Mal and Luke Malcolm, Cage. Malcolm in the middle. And they're yes. <laughs> Did you guys okay. know? So it's Luke Cage and Frankie Muniz. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. He's like, we gotta, we gotta kill Covenant. No. So it's their team, and they're like the new Spartans, right? Because they like yeah. reinitiated the Spartan program, and they leap out of the Pelican or whatever the fuck ship they're in. And they fucking dive and they land on a mountainside and they skate down a mountainside with no special equipment, just in their Spartan Breaking uh, Skate armors. 4. <laughs> oh my god. And it's <laughs> look, you know, I, I give a lot of shit to like shitty, like over the top action sequences. That scene is th- thrilling because oh. they are just like sprinting down this mountainside okay. and there's like a jackal and one guy clubs the jackal and then they just like leap again and they're all just like fucking snowboarding on their you like love armor. This. It's it's great. And then they all like jump and then black screen, Halo 5, like just duck out all the sound and then it brings it right back and then they keep going. I don't care about Halo, but your presentation just now has brought great joy to my heart. It's the best part of E3. Seeing <laughs> you get excited about something I'm not excited about <laughs> makes me excited. I won't play the game, but I feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. Halo 5 is not a very good game. 
You just talk so much. Well, it's, not, it's not a good game. Don't get it. Don't buy it. It's, it's bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, wasn't Nathan Fillion was in a Halo game? Like, as a character. No, he's in he's five. five. It's his character from ODST. Oh, okay. That's what, I was he's one say, of ODST. the orbital dropships. He's also troopers. in Destiny, and he's got a great character in that game, but... Kate Destiny, six, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so Halo is a thing. Are you excited for Halo Infinite, Dylan? I need to know what it is. I think it's smart that it's not Halo Six. I think that's smart. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is is it? Get numbers out of video game titles. Let's treat this as a. Yeah. I like Let's numbers. Let's get this out of. A, uh, treat this as a real art form. Let's fucking get the numbers out. Let's I think numbers should be on movies too. Doom Eternal, all about it. Thor you know? three. Mm. I, I, here, here's the thing those things are, are when things are sequential numbers are fine if you have like Mad Max movies where you could watch any number of them in any order sure make them have individual titles any but, number but of Mad Halo Max Halo games movies. aren't enclosed stories I'm just saying Red Dead Revolver Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2 not takes place in the past doesn't but ring doesn't ring play, well could have been red dead <laughs> but you want to red play red dead revolution red dead you want to play red dead redemption red dead. first it's red good dead to know Revenge. it's good to know that there's a game that you should play before the second one or the fifth one wait are you talking to me yeah <laughs> i'm talking directly to about red know, dead Dylan. i'm talking yes do you know uh, about red dead redemption Yes, I heard about we, this. We talked about red dead the last have time you, you were on you heard about you know about game, this it's a cowboy frankie Munez isn't it Frankie Muniz energy. So you get like one or two more references. We got, well, we the rest of the, the show. The last one. No, no, no. As a group? cumulatively, oh, we get one more. Are, are Frankie you, Muniz? you, get, are you, you get to say this? Frankie Muniz two more times throughout the course of this. So you better make it fucking make good. good. What, what <laughs> if I just say Frankie, and on yeah. a separate instance say Mr. Muniz? <laughs> what if I say FM? Yeah. We're gonna find ways to use them. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Is the new game <laughs> from the makers of, of Ori and the Blind Forest? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. These three D models now. Yeah, mm. looks pretty. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sekiro. Here's Shadows one. Oh, die. Yes. Kenny, Kenny, hold me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm Going excited. Back, I'm very excited yeah. for this. It looks very good. Doesn't seem yeah. like it's going to be a Soulsborne type game, but. Wait, I little more combat wise, I think it's very much going to be um, the souls. Well, it feels more. It feels like there's more of a flow to it than yeah. looking at like tradition, um, especially with the grappling like hook. traditional souls. Traditional, <laughs> yeah. so it's aggressive and more movement oriented, but not in the way that Bloodborne is, I guess. But mm. I didn't see much gameplay. I, I only saw that You're one. You're zipping around so. on your bone hand. That was weird. <laughs> that kind of creeped me well, out. It, it's interesting because I remember when they showed the teaser for Just it. Just the rope like, tightening around yeah, the And everyone's like, oh, this is going to be a new Bloodborne. Because it looked very Bloodborne. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Isn't there like blood in the tray? Like, wasn't there like blood <laughs> yeah. on the rope? Blood. Yeah, it was it born from the blood. Skate but for. <laughs> skate for. Hmm. <laughs> Starring Mr. Muniz. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, one, one, one more. One, uh, one more reference. Uh, no, that get. doesn't count. Yes, it does. It's got to be the combination of first it. and last name, his legal name. <laughs> um, get one more. I mean, I, I, Miracle I, in the second lane. I think I'm probably Miracle in lane two. not going to look at any more Sekiro footage, trailers, oh, anything. Wait. I think I'm already sold on the game because Miyazaki, I think. 
his name right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting um, he has the same last name. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like I have one hundred percent faith in him as a developer. So, director. Fair enough. It's really interesting if you look at from software because for me, from software, their lineage, I'm all about the armored Metal core. Metal Wolf series. Chaos XD. Armored Core. That was the game that got me into From Software. And when I found out, I was like, oh, yeah, they make the Dark Souls. I forgot about that. When they're not making any more Armored Core games. But <laughs> but I remember tisk, on tisk, PlayStation, tisk. that was the game. And I remember some of them, I was like, oh, this is not good. And there was like one or two that were really good. But it's interesting to see how they've kind of transitioned from that being like, yeah, we make pretty decent games to like, yeah, we make these amazing make games. games. Like, it's, these are some killer games. It's just really hard being a guy who loves Demon Souls and and... But what's Be- the real difference? People say, people say you're just hipster, you you because you played it, and no one else did, and it's true. I, I am. <laughs> it the is hard being no, a hipster. No, I know a lot of people that play Demon Souls, and they love that series. It's really. That, I mean, that, Bloodborne that is my prequel. favorite now. It took mm. a while, like through all the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne was the one that actually made me say this is better than Demon Souls. Mm. But uh, I just the world that Bloodborne exists in that setting is so fun to live in for yeah. a time. A Victorian. Yeah, like yeah. I Gothic. wonder. It seems like Sekiro might be taking a more like plot, like like, like yes. narrative plot approach yeah. as opposed Certainly to a world like yes. mythology approach. Mm-hmm. Which I, I like. I kind of love the world mythology. Pro- oh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, yeah, it, I'll find I mean, out. that doesn't well, mean that doesn't mean that won't be there. Just because there yeah. is a linear plot doesn't mean world mythology well, won't exist. See, it kind of depends. Because yeah. like for me personally, like I love the you know, the Soul series and Bloodborne. But I didn't love it to the point that a lot of people do because I didn't like the fact that I had to go and seek out all this information and basically do a research to kind of learn what's happening instead of like having things kind of like narratively presented to me. And that's just a personal thing. I you know, oh. no judgment about anyone that is into that. Yeah. But like finding out like what are these orders and what is this like these like cults and what happened to this city, like and being like, okay, I actually, I have to put in a work and I have to dig to find this stuff. Like whether that's through item descriptions or like descriptions of enemies or doing online research. And I'm okay with doing that, but I kind of wish for me personally that there was more of a presented and like kind of progressional approach to telling me about what's happening. I think what they do well is that even without knowing the details of the plot, you get the emotional beats of the plot mm-hmm. often. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you'll like when the world changes in Bloodborne. You experience the same thing whether you understand what's happening there or not. Like mm-hmm. you, you realize, oh, okay, this is the truth, and this is what's insane about this, and and it's like, they, like it hits you with the emotional beats even if you've not gone through and read all the item beats. Mm-hmm. Versus a game like Destiny, which has no story unless yeah. you go and read Wikipedia entries on their on their main page or whatever. But uh, anyways. Yeah, Sekiro's are definitely one of my highlights of E3. I'm interested. I I don't like the combat in Souls games, but I'll. <laughs> Uh, I can live with that. The not for everyone. Very, very creepy though. A guy gets his arm chopped off, and then he wakes up, and he has like a bone and wood appendage that he can still articulate. And in the middle of his forearm is a fucking spindle of of rope that he can shoot out. As a, mm. it's like you know, it's fucking uh, imperialist Japan Spider Man, gory <laughs> Spider Man. Ooh, yeah. All right, he got me. I'm into this. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> like you weren't before, but like, now. No, I want Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> as a skeleton. Se- Sekiro, like in my opinion, isn't even the best Japanese grappling hook samurai what? game at E3. They're saying we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. We'll I'm get saying. There. Um, Fallout 4 is coming up. Game passed, everyone. 
You can get <sighs> Xbox Game Pass and you can play Fall Four three years later. Yep. It's a good game. You should play. A lot of people gave a crap. I thought it was good. Yeah, I'll give a crap. Dylan gave it some crap recently. I gave it a little bit of crap. But we'll get I was that. proud of you. And then you ended it with like, but it's still really a good game. And I was like, ah. Oh. We got we got we got too many games to talk about to talk about Fallout Four. Yeah, let's talk about Fallout seventy six. Not yet. So Todd Howard just like showed up. <laughs> he yeah. was like, I'm anxious. Comes to the Microsoft press conference like yeah. four or five hours before. He gives his own press conference for uh, uh for Bethesda. And he's like, Hey, we're doing a we're doing a little thing across the street. You might want to check it out. You know, it's a little show. We might like it. Whatever. What uh, what did he announce for Microsoft? And he was just talking about Fallout seventy six. Oh, he yeah. was just like, play the clip. And it was the same clip from yeah. no, the, the West Virginia yeah. Mount Mama. Take me home. Uh, it's uh, It will take place in West Virginia. What? What? Uh, and it's four times the size of Fallout 4. What? Wow. You know, you, what I love about games is when they're so big. <laughs> yeah. And then he left. Um, next game, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Is a uh, uh, prequel to Life is Strange Two. I haven't they said played Life is Strange? Fantastic. Have I. But it's this good. made me want to. Have you like th- this? Is like that? Like the emotion? Like the style of this? Where it's yeah. like very like wistful and and charming. Like that's very much the style of of Life is Strange. You have you like Telltale games or at least some of them, right? Yeah. And you like Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yes. You will like Life is Strange. If you like Donnie Darko, Twin Peaks, and Juno, this is good. You will like Life well, is, is Strange. Good, those games always remind me. Who's the director that you know? The like he's always compared to. He's basically like the director of like hipster movies. Like oh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Is yes, like whenever very, I've yeah. seen like Life is Strange and like those games, I'm like oh, it's like a Wes Anderson kind of. Yeah, it's like an indie rock, little bit. Like you know, yeah, I, I think small. Wes Anderson is a little bit more upbeat. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's quirky still. Definitely. Yeah. I think Juno is at least to me it hits kind of the yeah. same tonal beats as as Juno with with fantastical yeah. elements intermixed. Uh, this game looks cool. It follows a kid. Yeah. Uh, he calls himself Captain Spirit, like when he's like doing. I'm imagination. down for being a kid and playing imagination. In a trailer this, park, I'm down for it. Yeah, this is, this is actually like the game that when I was in like middle school, I was writing like on my notes, like, all right, you pick up a stick and you can take it to a box and you can enchant it and make it into a sword kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I always wanted to make a game where you played a kid, like, and then like interpreted the world. The, yeah, interpreted as the a, world. Yeah. yeah, and so it, it. I mean, it's gonna be a very directed experience, of course, because it's. Uh, you know, narrative. Yeah. Uh, respond to the bubble. Respond to the but events. I'm okay type with thing, that. That'll be fun. I mean, I'm excited to see it. It's um, yeah. yeah I'm 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 excited for it. That's the release date for it as well. Free. June 26th. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's gonna be free. Wow. So there's no reason not to pick it up. Yeah, Nick, I would say if if you're interested, I want to play all, Life is Strange first. And uh, then well, I mean, uh, I I feel a compulsion to do things in order. It's an OCD whatever level fair. issue. I'm suffering through I The Witcher right it. now. <laughs> Witcher one, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, and that's why that's, I haven't ever no, played The Witcher no, series. I want to get three so uh-uh. bad because mm. I've played one. I tried and Witcher gave two. Up. In fact, I tried Good Witcher two on this iMac, which was stupid. Because let me tell you, you can't play The Witcher two at ten frames per second. <laughs> what yeah. really? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's about as fast as Frankie Muniz's brain works. No, that was no good. That was a waste. That's a, yeah, you wasted our last need a mulligan. Uh, <laughs> we need to redo. Hey. Cut that out of the show. Yeah, oh. just cut this whole portion. I will. 
I will give you the mulligan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Joe, you better work hard to yeah. redeem yourself. But now. Joe can't make the oh, next okay. Frankie okay. Okay. Oh. That's the that's the that's the bargain. You've been shadow banned from. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be free. I'm excited. I'm gonna try it out. Next game. Terry Crews' Crackdown 3, oh. which is the joke I made last year, which I was like, oh, Terry Crews is in it. But like, no, this is fucking Terry Crews' Crackdown 3. Yeah. Like, that whole and like, trailer was was narrated and acted by Terry Crews. I love Terry Crews. I can't imagine ever, anyone ever, buying this game. It looks like two generations behind. Yeah, yeah they didn't show a lot. Um a lot of Terry Crews shouting, and I I do like Terry Crews a lot. He's awesome. This trailer felt like it was like four minutes yeah. long. What if at the very end it like became an Old Spice commercial? Oh yeah, yeah. just like it wasn't right. actually a game. Yeah. be really good. Like Old Spice bought some time <laughs> yeah. during yeah. E3. You get Isaiah I Mustafa. Love it. <laughs> you don't you don't collect agility orange. You collect Old Spice. God, yeah. yeah. So when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh, so it's like. They basically just made a new Saints Row game because this is yeah. exactly yes. what it looks like. Exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I'm like, it literally looks like the gameplay, everything. I was Except like, they didn't get Keith David. Like it. It's not yeah. Keith David. It's Terry yeah. Crews. This is one they've been doing for a long time, though, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. been in production yeah. hell. That's from my, my understanding. I mean, it's like it's. I think it's to the point where they should just stop. Yeah, like because the I mean, thing it, is, they can't. They can't because they've canned so many games. They canned that Fable game. They've canned mm -hmm. the Phantom Dust scale remake. Bound. They've scale bound. Like, well, why they, can't they do another? Because they, what do they have? What is on here that's um, not a third party game besides uh, Halo? <laughs> Gears, Gears, which will get the Gears, yeah. but it's it, like, like they can't. And because this is the thing, someone, someone made this. Uh, Someone said this to me, and it really hit the nail home for me. Crackdown 3 has been in production for the same amount of time as God of War. Think <laughs> about that. The quality, how much polish is in God of War. Same amount of time put into Crackdown 3, and this is what they showed. Like, it's like, come on now. Like, you should just stop. Like, if it's not going to do well, if it doesn't look good, then don't well, show it. Well, also, like, who has a passion for it? Yeah. Like Terry Crews will just throw his voice in. He's not. He can't be like a massive driving force. Yeah. He's well, just a people voice. People like Crackdown. Somebody who I know a lot of people <laughs> no, like Crackdown. Crackdown's Crackdown's a, a classic franchise. I'd call it. Yeah. Looking at this game, you think this is going to appeal to those people? Potentially, the, the people who were really, really into Crackdown. Why didn't they show any destructibility? Did they show any? They destructibility? showed oh. nothing enjoyable. Yeah. There's destructibility in, in last year's trailer where like. What's going on? There is a moment in the and I mean this the is the cloud. The Microsoft Azure has fallen. The, they 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 show Terry Crews grab a car, and then like throw it back. And I, like I just keying in on this animation alone, he grabs the car and just stops in his hands, and then he throws it back. Yes. There's no like the fluidity catch and like feel the weight of the car. The car just stops. It's in a motion from when it's been knocked off the ground and is going towards him. And he picks up his hands and it just stops there. And he just tosses it back. And seeing things like that, like that's just like you you know how much polish they're missing in this game, and that's going to reflect like all across throughout the it, whole thing. It, it reminds me very much. I recently watched a very good analysis comparing action scenes in movies, specifically superhero movies, and specifically DC versus Marvel. 
Here we go, Marvel fanboy. Let's hear it. That's that's not a fair comparison. Well, well, so the big thing is like if you look at like the action scenes in a lot of the DC movies, especially specifically Superman, there is no weight behind. Everything just feels weightless. Like whenever he's punching someone, it just feels like oh, you're just tapping and they're kind of flying away, kind of thing, like like a feather. I call it a ping pong effect because it's like, and I have no. No con, con, like like concept of what their relative strengths are. Yeah, H- how yeah. much that hurts somebody it, or right. not. Like, oh, I can't bleed. Yeah, oh, yeah I can't, I can't bleed. It's not really. They're not on the ground fighting, right? Yeah, like, but if, yeah. But if you're watching like a Marvel movie, like just the scene of like Thor hitting or like you know Captain America's shield and just that boom, and he's like struggling, like you get this sense of like, holy crap, that's a lot of power. Power is there because they're different people. And I feel like what you're saying about Crackdown, it's kind of got that same flighty like weightless feeling whereas like for instance if you look at like again god of war when you like hit someone or get hit you're like ouch wow like you could feel the weight behind kind of like wow wow he just cut that dude in when i get real hurt i say ouch (laughs) wow but you know like as an example like when he when you're fighting like one of the giants in the game and you like grab like the stone pillar and slam it down to kill them like you're like holy crap like that was crazy whereas i think think it is a lot about like uh, camera motion right because mm-hmm. like you know the the dc movies don't really like get intimate mm-hmm. during fights whereas like you know i think about like the the um crossbones fight right in civil mm-hmm. war it's pretty it gets pretty oh, right in, in the there. beginning of civil war yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so i mean like a good example is like that i think opening of I think Winter Soldier, when Captain America is like sneaking on the ship yeah. and he's fighting the normal dudes and he kicks that one guy and he goes flying and flips over the edge of the ship. Like, you're like, I have a sense of how freaking strong this guy is, like Captain America is, just by seeing what he did to that normal person and the fight that he's having. Whereas, like, you know, like Superman, it's like, okay, yeah, cool, he's really strong, but I don't he's, know. Like, he's exactly as strong as he needs to be yeah. for any given scene. Exactly. Well, what are you talking about, Crackdown? When does that come out? Uh, it comes out February 22nd, 2019. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, keep that date in mind. Interesting. What other games could we talk about? Uh, Nier Automata is doing a um, Become as Gods. I, become as Gods. Become as Gods. Ooh. Become as Gods edition. Careful on the subject. I, I'm really excited to play Nier Automata. I, I've heard there's big spoily stuff. I want to just play it without knowing anything oh, about it. I don't. So. I, I haven't played it, so yeah. I'm, I'm I, in I played it. It's a fantastic game. Not not the one on not the one that they announced, but you haven't played on Microsoft's well, this, platform. This is yet? the same version, right? Yeah, it's it's the same version. I think isn't there like in a? It comes with all the DLC. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just a game of the year edition. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, and also like this, it hasn't come to Xbox yet. So this is them right announcing it, that. It's a. Well, I mean, I I can only say what's already been said. It's a beautiful game like the presentation is amazing the music is amazing it's very clever high concept yeah the storytelling is exceptionally clever for a lot of games like it's a lot of stuff that you really that a lot of people me personally i haven't really seen in a game before when it comes to telling a story which is great um it's interesting because when we were at pax i actually met yoko taro because they were doing a poster signing event and he was really creepy (laughs) didn't say anything and just stared at me with his mask was like okay this is cool I guess we'll get a photo and you'll sign my poster. He, did, a, he did one of the PAX wrestling panels once in his, I don't know what his character was, but there, there's just like a clip of him walking onto the stage and then he just kind of smiles and just like this black liquid just like oozes out from his <laughs> mouth. And I'm just like, huh. He did a, uh, they did a live stream Q&A on Facebook 
and it was him just sitting on a toilet in a bathroom quietly for like 15 minutes. And then I think the interviewer actually comes out of the shower and then starts asking him questions. <laughs> I'm into that. So, this is yeah. amazing. Oh, these are the, the, the weird Japanese devs. It's like that or Sweary or Shooter 51. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. I, so I was going to. It's good. Uh, uh, Anya, who who works at Kickstarter, she was like, I went I went over to the PAX East like, uh, Kickstarter lounge this year. She was like, you want to meet Sweary? And I was like, I mean, I don't know what I would say to him. I don't don't really know his games that well, et cetera, et cetera. And then like a couple of days ago, I get a notification. I was like, you got a new follower on Twitter. I was like, who did I get? It was like, Sweary. I was like, what? <laughs> Why is Sweary following me on Twitter? And to be fair, he follows like 60,000 people. Yeah, so I yeah. think it's just like a, a thing. An aggregate from some kind of bot or... But I feel better having Sweary followed me than like the Chocolate Rain dude or, <laughs> or the voice of Siri. <laughs> yeah, so Tazon Day followed us early on when we used to run instant replay live and then i was like whoa on day followed us that's crazy right like at the time i was very new to twitter and i was like oh this is interesting so i direct messaged him and i was like hey uh i see you followed us that's cool um we run this show here's our show we'd love to have you on as a guest and he was like oh yeah maybe and and i thought this could be crazy we could have the chocolate rain guy on our voice-based video game show and have his voice on our channel and that will make all of this worth it so we went back and forth a few times and he's like well i haven't been doing any streaming or anything lately and i'd have to dig out my microphone and stuff so i, I probably won't do this um but maybe if i ever do i'll contact you and that was the last he ever spoke to me <laughs> and what i a jerk yeah well and then like a couple months later i saw he started streaming on twitch and i was like Hey, Tazon Day, I see you're streaming again. We still have our show. Never a response. Not one. He must have watched us. Fuck Tazon Day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tazon Day. Snubbing us. Rain. Um, I mean, maybe he like can't remember Fuck Tazon Day. Said <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was going to stream with us one day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tazon Day. As much as I'm excited for Nier Automata and love... The, the what you just told me about the developer. Uh, microphone's I, over. I can't say that I, lo I love these moments in, in press conferences where it's like, and here's a port, you know? Sure. It's like a very bland It seems like me. it's out of place. Like, they could just announce that. Not yeah, it doesn't have to be a part of the premiere section. But they are trying to just build a show. portfolio where it's like, yeah. look at all the cool things on our platform. Look at, look at our parody, right? Yeah. With, with PlayStation. You could have replaced that segment with, like, Todd Howard playing ping pong with someone. That would have been pretty good. I watched that. Yeah. Todd Howard and Phil Spencer. Yeah, they should just like make themselves celebrity. I mean, they already have, but like they should just know. play and have fun. Have a, have a I know, character. We saw what happened to yeah. Cliff Blazinski. That's true. Um, it's true. Yeah, you're right. So what's good, next? Good point. Uh, Way to bring it down. <laughs> Metro, Metro Exodus. Yeah, uh, good. Still very excited Most interesting for... thing about that game is when it releases. Come on, Nick. You got to make this more natural. <laughs> Yes, it is also coming out February twenty second, twenty nineteen. That date before. I, I keep it in mind. Yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. keep it in mind. Um, we'll we'll talk about it later. Um, I don't know. I'm still excited for Soviet steam train yeah, I mean, going across the landscape. Like it does look cool, and and those games always look cool. Right. Yeah. So it's like our class system in it. So like the people that don't live in the metro hate the people that live in the metro, and they especially hate the train because I guess mm. the train they view as like a mobile metro and like this kind of yeah. You know, the class elitist stature um like these people survive like the radiation or whatever um i mean, I mean interesting I, I love that series because it kind of fills like a a niche that was filled previously by like games like stalker 
and even yes, like absolutely. some of the older Fallout games, and that's been kind of missing. So I love that Metro is kind of filling that dark gap post-apocalyptic, like really dark, serious, like you know, somber kind of games that are like, yeah, like Fallout's kind of transitioned into this, like, haha, yeah, it's the post-apocalypse, but it's really funny and there's like funny things happening. Really hollow to me. It, as it's like not a, only, I mean, your Twitter post, Dylan, my tweeters, your tweeters <laughs> were accurate as hell. There's so much color and life to fall out now. Mm. No matter when it's set in the timeline, everything's just like, let's go have the happy forest romp. And and it doesn't feel like Fallout doesn't feel like a post apocalypse. They done but did a Metro, Diablo three. Metro feels dark. It's yeah. what it's, I also yeah. like about Eastern European devs is that they find inspiration in games or games and other media. So it's like, oh, let's make a game based off a movie. And all these Eastern European devs are like, let's make them off books. Yeah. Metro, yeah. let's make a make that book into a game. Yeah. Witcher, Witcher, let's make yes. that book into a game. Cyberpunk, that's a tabletop game. Yeah. Let's make that Love. into a game. That's the one I am so um, excited about. Uh, is is Naughty Dog an American studio? Yeah, they're based out of California, Santa Monica. Okay. I was gonna say because I mean, Last of Us did come from the road it, in like it inspired in, in inspiration. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like it's 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 a, it's a cool source for a game story. Sure, I, I yeah, think I yeah. agree. Yeah, but like uh, like you were talking about color, like Metro, I think does a good job of making things like colorful but muted. Yeah, and fitting things mm. to get that somber feeling. Whereas, yeah, like, like Fall Four, it was like saturation Just levels everything's like super colorful well we were talking about the, apparently near automata does that yeah. very well as well very like, muted saturate like, stuff lots of beige and browns but also there is color and greens but they're all kind of like right like toned down a bit i'm excited to check it out that's an important thing what the world feels like mm-hmm. you know next kingdom hearts 3 mm. hold that's, on guys it's a big game it's i don't know i i've never played a kingdom hearts game and so <laughs> so I I have re- very recently learned about the storytelling in this game, or lack thereof. Whoa, whoa! So uh, it's Mickey Mouse. It's the tale as old as time. So it's one of those games. Song where as old as rhyme. I am not invested whatsoever the beast. in the story compared to most of the other games that I play. Don't care about but Sora. I do not. I don't care about. <laughs> I don't care about. The, I don't you, care about the heart. How is he so heartless? See your folded arms. <laughs> But, you make me feel like a nobody right now. Oh, no. You'll care about Sephiroth. Sephiroth's in it, right? Probably. And that's yeah. a Final oh, Fantasy character, right? He's, but, he's in the series. I don't know. Right? But like for me, the thing that like Kingdom Hearts does well is kind of like, oh yeah, like you know, it's just like cameos, 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 cameos. Like this is cool. Like and the gameplay changes based on where you are, and like that's what makes it interesting to me. And that's what like looking at what they've done so far, what they've shown so far for the new Kingdom Hearts, like. They are nailing that. Like the visuals. Do you think so? I think so. Oh I do. my God. Have you seen the Toy Story stuff? I, yeah. It I, looks like the movie. I haven't yeah. seen so oh much God, of that, I guess. Oh my God, it's fantastic. I do think they're nailing it, and I'm not excited about Kingdom Hearts 3. And I loved the first Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but I, I think I think they're nailing it. I think the biggest problem is Toy Story Where's World. Sid? Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm just not as excited about most of the worlds they've shown. Uh, mm. Like Pirates of the Caribbean worlds. Yeah, so yeah like, that was. I was kind of excited. The gameplay looked really, really like the gameplay looked that, sick. The like on the ships, boats, like yeah, shooting, shooting and stuff. I believe each other that'll be fun. good. The Frozen world. I also don't care about that. I actually don't care about Monsters Inc. either. Sorry. Uh, Toy Story looks cool though. Uh, the, yeah. That's my take on it. And then going back to uh, to previous ones, like uh, the Hercules is in it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think they're, they're just showing the ones that they haven't done before in the previous yeah. games. I think because. 
I mean, like looking at it and like it was the weirdest thing to me was seeing a realistic Johnny Depp right. next to very cartoonized right. like characters. It was like that. It just like ugh. like it I felt was into it. Like weird. there's like a meta joke going on there that I, mean, I was like the, the, buying into the characters. Like the the models and stuff looked good. Like it looked like Johnny Depp, and I yeah. didn't get yeah. this like uncanny valley feeling right. like in all the other movies. The voice acting seems still pretty yeah. acting as Johnny yeah. Depp. It's perfect. Yeah, it looked really good, but it was just weird seeing the like. Comparison like Sora being this very animated out character in a you pirate could, outfit next yeah. to Johnny Depp. You could even see the abusive soul behind his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we'd sneak something like that in, into this conversation. Um, have you seen uh, was it Soong Wong Cho Pro ZD? That that that. Oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aqua got muted or Aqua got norted. Have you seen oh. that? <laughs> that's been showing up yeah. yeah oh my god it's just so good uh oh man uh yeah. the sounds in that trailer <laughs> the lack of music <laughs> or or the weird like like lack, lack, lack of no lack of fully lack of, work fully that yeah that's what it right. is like, yeah there's so many moments where it's just like characters like like having like a grunt or like an ex- exasperated and there's voice. nothing to go back there's, it, there's like, the part yeah. like the part where they're like fighting like the big oh. robot toy and he like Pulls back his arm, and then punches, and they stop, and they just go, ah! Yeah. And there's nothing, no woof, there's, no. There's like a, a tumbling moment, and they're like, <laughs> but there's oh. no, there's no crunching of and, snow and or anything. Familiar? Yeah. 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 This the, reminds me that I want Tom Cruise shouting in that trailer that, to that be. Mummy what? Trailer. I, want, yeah. mummy tra- <laughs> I want them to take <laughs> the sounds. <laughs> 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 It was so ridiculous, and it is exactly what it brings back. But they showed like four different versions of this trailer during E3. Yeah, and none of them. It was like they showed it when they they make one trailer. Good. So they showed it something yesterday. The next day, what they showed at it wasn't the Sony one. Uh, No, they showed. Wait, it wasn't Sony, wasn't it? Well, they they had it at their at their own right because there was a there was a square one. Maybe it was a square one. But oh, they did do screenings. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So they showed it at that one. And there still wasn't any Foley work in it. It's like, yeah. guys, you had 24 hours. But it was to a like- different trailer. Like, it had more stuff. So the thing I found interesting, and one of my friends pointed this out, one of my friends who's really into Kingdom Hearts, like, knows the entire story. He knows all about getting norted? Yeah, like, he's played all I the games. step like, on me. Every single game to, like, get the story one. He was like, the thing that, and he was like, the thing I don't like that they did was show all these hints to the story that no one is ever going to get. Because no one has played the 3DS, like 358 over two, like whatever. He's like, I have, I know what's going on. Like the hints, I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I know that no one else is going to get it. Like they show a character yeah. that's got like yellow eyes and they're like zooming on the yellow eyes. And he's like, no one is going to know the significance at all right. of why that character having well, yellow, yellow eyes is a big Thompson. deal. I don't mind the idea of selling it. Like, like this thing is, this <laughs> game is going to sell it. well. All they need to do is do the bare minimum marketing. And yeah. that seems like yeah. what they're doing. Uh, because yeah. they're not trying very hard on these trailers. But if you're gonna, if you if you already know your game's gonna sell well, being like like sending nods to your fans is, I think, a cool way to go about it. Also, this is another like parody trailer, right? Like par- parody to Sony, like because we did not know that Kingdom Hearts was coming to Xbox beforehand. Phil Spencer was like, and this is the first time a Kingdom Hearts game will be on. I think he was just reminding us. Yeah, because I, I, I thought last year I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know it, Dylan. Don't worry. To be honest, I'm thanks, with you. Nick. I forget Xboxes exist most yeah, of the time. That's true. My so, do you go to yeah. a friend's house and they're like, 
oh, this game's awesome, and you don't see anything on the TV. <laughs> like, what you don't you see playing? anything in their hands. <laughs> yeah. What is this arcane contraption? <laughs> um, so yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, sea of Thieves expansion. Oh, I wrote nothing down about this. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to there's write. Nothing that's, to write. Yeah, that's the, that's the amount of content in the game. Oh. Go get a treasure chest. Come back. Do it again. Yeah. Well, obviously, they have to be Watch adding something to that. Skeleman. Yeah. There's actually, like some baddie in this one or something. I don't know. But don't is know. there, because it looks like it's just more skeletons. Was there a gameplay like, trailer, or was there just yeah, the yeah. thing where they where yeah. they showed... It was uh, all they, red. I saw the girl who, like, like the, 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 the mystic lady who yeah, wasn't she the like, captain. Wasn't she the main baddie? I didn't I say. literally was, was a bad guy. I was like, like uh, doing something else when that was playing, and I came back, and I was like, what's what? You missed so little. Okay. So she's like telling you like a prophecy, right? Or she's telling a character a prophecy but her prophecy is basically you will go to a new land and do the same shit again and that's it legends say there's gameplay somewhere (laughs) (laughs) legends say there's satisfaction to be found in a gameplay loop somewhere (laughs) satisfaction to be found for the low low price of 10.99 it's really it's really pretty though sure originally like the the water looks good sea of thieves was pretty to begin with i looked at that water and i thought wow you thought of WoW? I, no, I thought WoW. He's like, God, I wish this water tech was in World of Warcraft. I mean, that would be cool. Ooh, I'd be interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even like an RTS with like, oh, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> Just a collective like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. You've hooked us. Let's all go play World of Warcraft now. Battlefield <laughs> 5. Oh, we've already said we've everything. Already, yeah. Let's yeah, move well, on. They showed the, the campaign trail here. Going back we... to World of Warcraft for a moment. No. It's, 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 it's the World of Warcraft like current graphics, but just with that water. Yeah, everything is the <laughs> no, same. No, it's like the WoW Classic, <laughs> but with like really, it's like the GTA Five water tech. Yeah, Battlefield Bal- right. Five campaign trailer. Um, they hint that the main protagonist is queer woman. Um, she, oh my like, gosh! Saves like her her partner by like throwing her into a river to like avoid the Nazis. Uh, you know. It's a classic tale that all lesbians go through, having to throw your lover over a chasm to make sure that they're not found by Mike Pence or whatever, <laughs> you know, the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from my wife. Everyone. Oh, Everyone. I'm- That's a butch lesbian you're playing right there. <laughs> oh, that was Mike Pence. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was the dead. Okay. Sorry. Get me Frankie. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. No, 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 this is a lesbian named Frankie. Yeah, from that from that Netflix show. But um, <laughs> Frankie, Frankie in the middle. Yeah. No, well, there's there's some Netflix show with a lady named Frankie. I don't know. Continue. Forza Horizon Four. Okay. Oh, it's a the new game. game. In the Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon, Forza Foreskin Horizon. There are seasons. <laughs> what do you say? Foreskin Horizon. Foreskin Horizon Four. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no. Do you guys play racing games? I, I, Burnout. I used to. Burnout Paradise. I've been playing. It's a good I played, game. I played the original Forza. Was it Forza? The last one that came out in 360. Forza 3, 2. Uh, but if you pronounce remember. it how they pronounce it throughout Forza. the end. Yeah. Forza. 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 The place where you come for all your military they pizza the game, needs. So they probably know better than we do. It's true. Um, I mean, I, I liked it because I was able to use the actual car I drive in real life mm. in the game, which was cool. I've never played a Forza game. They're fun. Um, there's Forza Motorsport, which is like yes. the Sim ones, right? It's like your your Gran Turismo's, and then there's Realistic. Forza Horizon, which For- are a little more arcadey. Um, Need for Forza. Need for Forza. At last, the last racing game I played that wasn't Mario Kart was on GameCube. It was Need for Speed Two or Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit. Two, yeah. which was great. Good game. Racing but games are I fun. Like, 
I like the Dodge Viper. It's very lightweight. You'll hit something and it'll just flip end over yeah, end yeah. in Hot, Hot Pursuit Two. I, Mario Kart has superseded the need the, the need for me to have other racing games. I feel like <laughs> that's fine. No. no other racing game necessary. I like Burnout Paradise. I've been playing that. That's I believe good. you. I need need to I still reset. think the best racing game though is Shocks for the Xbox. No and Mini Cooper. Star Wars Pod Racing. Yes. No. <laughs> That's up it's there, though. Ridge Racer Type 4, the PlayStation 1. Okay. Yeah. I, I, all right. I that, people, is a fan, uh, the, that is a fantastic re- game. The music, the design, the gameplay. Yeah. If, you, if you get a chance, look it up. It's a really cool looking game. And it's got a rocket <laughs> rocket car in it. that like It's like a hover rocket car. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Are any of you guys going to get Forza 6? Horizon 4. No. <laughs> but are you going to get Forza 6? I mean, sure. Didn't that already come out? <laughs> Are you going to get it? Are you going to get the next Forza game? No. 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 I can pretty but, much guarantee. No. Also, uh, important to point out that any of these first-party Microsoft games are coming to both Windows and... So the next Halo, they yeah. said, is coming to Windows. The you, Forza you, games have been coming to Windows. See, I don't know if I like that. I, it's very consumer-friendly. Yeah. I understand yes. that. I, I love it. Yeah. I don't have any reason to buy an Xbox exactly. currently. And that's that keeps it. me away further. Well... If but you look at it on the flip platform, side. like that's still their yes. ecosystem, so they win yes. either way. If you yes. look at it on the flip side, this is just an argument for why they shouldn't have an Xbox. Because if they're just arbitrarily not putting <sighs> games on PC, if they're just arbitrarily putting games not games on PC, putting games not on PC, then they're making excuses for why they should have a console. Right, I agree well, with that. So, so everything should be cross-platform for them. I think for between PC and Xbox, at least. But the reason they should have a console is because. There are a lot of people who aren't going to buy a computer. Yeah, the the price is a barrier, especially right now with the prices of computer. Phones. Yeah, you could play Fortnite on your iPad. Yeah, but that's a <laughs> unique a, case. A but not on your Switch. Like you can't play State of Decay two. Like I, I was playing State of Decay two on my PC, which was like that means I never ever have to buy an Xbox because I've already yeah. dropped fifteen hundred dollars on a gaming PC that can play all these games that are coming out on right, Xbox. Right. But I understand that there are consumers out there that are like, I'd rather drop the three hundred dollars to have an Xbox because I don't have the money to build a PC. If there are if there were games I actually wanted to play on the I see Xbox. I see this as a as a multifaceted strategy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I see this as all right, they're in second place. Well they're really in third place now if you include the Switch, right? Yeah. Right, which you have to. Um yeah. They are what I see this. I see this as like a very um, this is a a Phil Spencer kind of like heart hearts and minds strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So he's setting up all these things. He's setting up cross play with you know Switch and and PC, yeah. right? He's Which setting is great. He's setting up backwards compatibility, going all the way back to the original Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. He's setting up um, guaranteed uh, um, first party releases on console and Windows. What that means is so so Xbox's like leadership has been kind of shaky like in the past like you had um, uh, Don Matrick before him he was pretty pretty we shitty. We have a three sixty for that. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty pretty <laughs> shitty shilly guy. Um, you know a, a bunch of people that uh, some other you know executives I've met well. But what this is is Phil Spencer playing a long game, not just a long game of like hey like we're we're like reigniting interest and passion for our platform. It's also him being like, I'm not going to be in this role for the rest of my life. So when I'm gone and the next guy comes, next guy, man or woman, um, next person, next yeah. executive into this role, they if they step back on any of this, they're fucked. 
Yeah. They like like they're fucked. Like like this is something that like say, you know, the next generation comes out and we get the Xbox 2, right? Um and and the Xbox 2 positions itself in the right ways that it becomes the market leader for the platforms. Like you saw what Sony did, right? Like Sony was like, "Hey, uh oh, we're the market platform, we're the market leader now. Uh we're not going to do crossplay because fuck you. We're the market leader." Like Xbox, like Microsoft can't go back on that. They can go back on that, but they'll lose. They'll lose a very important public opinion battle, which will just set them up for failure even farther down the line. So I think Phil Spencer doing this is like strategic plays of him like, this is where I want this company's future to be. And it might not pay out for us right now, but I guarantee it's going to pay for us, pay out for us better in the long run. I mean, that's a really nice sentiment. I mean, I, I think it, I, I, no, I, I agree. No, I think I'm not, and I'm not being sarcastic. I, I, yeah, that is a good sentiment. I have, I, I have a PC. <laughs> no, and I agree. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I have no interest in buying an Xbox. I mean, yeah. I kind of want to. There's no need to. I mean, there's still some that's before okay. they made this initiative. There's still some Xbox exclusive. There's still uh, uh, Rare Replay. I would like to play Nuts and Bolts. Um, I would like to play maybe try out Sunset Overdrive. Um, there have been listings like trademark listings or something. Um, or API listings of maybe Sunset Overdrive's coming to PC. We'll see. I'm trying to think back now on like Xbox exclusives. I mean, there was Rise, but Rise eventually came to PC. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Halo 5, technically. That. Watch the opening. Watch the opening cinematic of Halo it's 5. It's great. <laughs> Let me tell you. So it's oh, Mal. Okay, stop. <laughs> just, just stop. Uh, what's next on Microsoft? Uh, well, next I want to take a quite, quite? Uh, a quick break. Yeah. Quick break. Just to make sure everything's going good. I'm just going to remind here. you about this. Yeah, I'm just going to check it out. Thanks, Joe. That's great. And I, I kind of need to go. I thought you just need to leave. All, all this, I kind of just need to go. Yeah. All this like, talk of Microsoft of just made just, my bladder. just constricts my bladder. All right, guys, we're gonna keep the uh, the podcast running for the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab this microphone and take it take with it me with to you. Yeah, the bathroom. Perfect. <laughs> All right, those well, echoes. I'll we'll take a quick break and we'll get right back and we'll finish out the Microsoft stuff and get to everything else. And we're back. Hey. hey, it's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy. Man, wow, this, what a what a break, you know. There is it nothing. Is a whole fantastic. three weeks. Wow. Now we're back here. Wow. We really had to reevaluate. So we decided, decided EA was actually the best conference. Actually. In retrospect, yeah, with the wisdom, took some time. Of time. That Command and Conquer <laughs> game is actually really good. Yeah, it's really really yeah. awesome. Now that that's out and in the world, and you can play, it. I don't even need a PC anymore. It's right like now. at first we were like, why have even have an Xbox? Now it's like, why have any other consoles? You all need exactly. your phone. Yes, and love, and Xbox. You guys are Wait, too EA? ready for this bit. I don't. Oh my god. All right. So all right. what's so next? Finished Forza. Uh, then I really want a Zelda like game with with cars animal. Like you're jumping the gun. We're not there. We're not there yet. We're not there. Can we not? No. Or in chronological order. Forget I'll, about everything I've done. <laughs> Save that bit. Okay. I'll repeat those exact things okay. verbatim. Okay. Um uh then they announced a bunch of acquisitions. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Which is, uh, you know, pretty impressive. Uh they're making a new one initiative. It's in Santa Monica. Uh former head of Crystal Dynam- Dynamics is heading it. So Crystal Dynamics. I swear the initiative sounds like a supervillain team yeah. or something. Look, look, Marvel Civil bad. War. They're bad at studio names the yeah. coalition 
343 Industries. I like these names. Like, I don't fine. think they'd be bad if their plot was world domination. I think they'd be mm-hmm. good I mean, for that. They're internal references to the games they're making. The, the Coalition is the Gears Studio. 343 is Halo. That's why they are named the way they are. What is the initiative a reference to then? I have no idea. I don't think it is. Oh, because it's 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 like their new projects division. Okay. Um, it's also these strategic. companies showed a lot of initiative. Those, it's, I want to see the Samuel L. Jackson recruiting videos for these companies. <laughs> We're starting up a Microsoft initiative. Is that really what you think Samuel L. Jackson sounds like? Yes. Give me that sandwich. <laughs> he's, he's I want to have a bite of your he's, sandwich. He's almost British. <laughs> Can I have a drink of your soda? <laughs> I'm Samuel L. Jackson. Hello, Samuel L. Jackson here with the initiative. <laughs> Please join us in eating this sandwich. This is a mighty tasty burger <laughs> i've just heard that they call these royales with cheese mm, yes quite welcome to our new battle royale team <laughs> the initiative is gonna be in santa monica uh i think that's a strategic choice hey, who's gonna be in that who what what teams do they pick up who'd they acquire motherfucking well, nick Ninja Theory was one of them. <laughs> Un- Undead Labs. I, guys are jumping all of the guns. This Wait, is, just moving it no, along. Do you I have was, a thing you're welcome building? To post I was break. building to the fact that they're going to be in Santa Monica and Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica are there. So it's, I think it's a strategic choice to put them next to each other. Oh. Anyways. spy and steal. What, so. what, what, what teams have they acquired? Other teams that they've acquired, Joe. Glad you asked. Oh, not all right. Look, I'm tired of this shit. Who's the Frankie Muniz now? No, no, you're not doing it. All right, all right. Settle down, settle down. All right, Undead Labs, State of Decay, which is weird. People thought they already owned them since State of Decay is like a Microsoft exclusive. I like State of Decay, and I did the Games Pass trial to play State of Decay 2. Not impressed. Not feeling it? Mm. It just felt like more of the same with like minor changes. That takes initiative. Can you bring your mic down a little bit? Or bring yourself up? Yeah, don't grab it by the, the audio cord. Yeah, there we go. Is that, Yank is that, that out. It'll be fine. Uh, right. yeah, talk a little bit more. Hello, hello, hello. Sam Jackson here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, uh, Playground Games. So that's a Forza Horizon team. Forza. Which is weird. I thought they also owned them. Uh, Ninja Theory. No. That's yeah, this one hurts Joe. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, they're still going to come windows. I don't know. Are, are they yeah, the same? I suppose that's true. What, at least. what games are they? Have, they, they we well, played? they made that DMC game. So that Devil May Cry, like, that's not part of the regular yeah, series. Right. Weird they made Heavenly Sword, which was that PS3 launch game. They made Hellblade. Hellblade. Uh, Hellblade. That was, like, was the, okay, the big yeah. thing for me with that. It's really good. It's one of the best games I've played in years. I just think I'm going to try it. I think, that's, I think that's a good get for but Microsoft. I guess I just don't want Microsoft to have things. <laughs> I don't trust them. Well, I don't want Microsoft to have nice things. I mean, so they're going to bring a lot of money, but are they also going to bring a lot of meddling? And that is the True. concern, right? Like, if you've got an art-driven game like Hellblade... Which was done at a small budget intentionally. Like, right. Can they possibly add anything to that? I don't know. I think that would excite Microsoft because it's like, oh, they're really efficient with money. Let's give them a bunch of money. See what they do. And they're going to... They're but, just, and then they're going to come back with a game. They're going to be like, now gold. here's a bunch of notes to change it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting We need to see. some monetization strategy. But this is a single-player adventure game. Too bad. Do you have a Royale mode? <laughs> battle Royale mode. <laughs> Send Royale. sacrifice Battle Royale. <laughs> uh, and then Compulsion Games, which is making We Happy Few. 
just coming out soon. I thought it was already out. It is. You can play it. <laughs> yeah, early access. Um, they completely redid that game because it used to be like a survival focused game. Yeah. And yeah. then now it's like going to be like a Bioshock esque linear story driven oh. game. Mm. No, man, that world was wasted on a survival game. Yeah. yeah. Like that thing starts strong. I'm excited then... to see where it goes because there's so much character to that. Yeah. Whereas other games we talked about lacking, that one just oozes it and you're like yeah. where does this go and it, if it went it nowhere it feels like they've had a defibrillator on this series this this, this idea for yeah. like two years though yeah. mm. it's been like, stretched stretch pretty far I, when i first saw the trailers way back in the day i was like oh man look at yes. that look at that aesthetic and then i was like ah, now i'm like still i don't know <laughs> yeah. dystopian flower power england seems pretty cool i'm super curious it, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful i'm i will have to I'll see keep an eye out for it uh pub there's more yeah. what's this this is this a new game uh, yeah it's a uh, player unknown's battlegrounds unknown yes unknown. i don't know he's, he's very he's a rare quantity oh. um if only they had him only walk- 100 per match if only they had him on the stage then we could have known him they would have been known player known they done um, played themselves congratulations you played yourself. we get some new maps for that new maps yeah it's i'd fun. like to see it's a battle, battle royale, royale mode right. for it <laughs> All right. Possibly flying That's all out you of can a... say about it. Move on. All right. I'm going to skip some of this stuff because, I mean... It's... Just say the names. Tales right? of Vesperia. I'm uh, into it. People people really want that. I mean, um, Microsoft is definitely lacking in the JRPG department, much as they've always lacked in the JRPG department. So I'll good. always try a weeb game. Hell yeah. It's good. Uh, Division 2, they showed on here. That was later announced like a couple weeks ago. Um, I have a, a quick aside about the Division. It's on my PS4, and I don't know how. It just showed up there one day. I I didn't purchase it. I looked at my purchasing history and I, like it wasn't a wasn't there PS Plus thing. I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. I, 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 I didn't remember. get it with PS Plus. Yeah, and Nick gets like all the dang PS Plus games. Yeah, I just download them all just because. Yeah, like, I do too. You can just add them to your library. You don't have right, to download right. them. I'm excited to play I... that Mad Max game one day. Yeah, because <laughs> I have it. I launched it. I've heard. Not I launched only did it, the I played for an hour. End up on my PS4. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, like it was. It was like downloaded and ready to play. And I was very, con- I'm still confused to this day. So, I have so no idea how it happened. I'm interested because I got, I bought the division on PC oh, on sorry. Steam. And the thing is, it was terrible. Yeah. But from what I've heard recently, because at one point I was looking at my, like, people who I subscribed to on Twitch, I was like, a lot of them are playing the division. Like, that game Something came out a while ago. Yeah, they kind of redid everything and kind of fixed everything. Well, that's what Ubisoft has been doing, right? Yeah, With their, been, like, they, games as a service, right? Yeah. So you have, you have the division, you have. Ghost Recon Wildlands, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six, and For Honor. Yeah, like all those games have been just like they came out. They started off weak and they were terrible, and now they're all like decent. Like right. they're all worth buying now, which is weird to me because it's they came out how many years ago? But well, it's year yeah. three content wise for Rainbow Six. Yeah, Siege. A bunch of people are playing it. Well, it's because like you know if you're gonna make an online game and you want to make it a service or you like you want to at least it have some sort of tail, long mm-hmm. tail. You yes. have to support it, and if people have complaints about it, you need to you know fix them. That is something that surprised me that that works, though. I would just expect these things to go away. Yeah, they just, like, die off. But it is weird that they've had a, had a track record now of reviving things that seemed to be dying at, at launch. Now, if only they can start strong and stay strong. If only Destiny could learn from them. Oof. Woof. Um, so, so it's weird that they made just a straight sequel instead of, like, content additions to the Division. But because they're doing a completely new setting, which is in DC, maybe that's why. Um, they, I've always wanted to post apocalypse set in the capital. Yeah, yeah. Can we forever and ever put an end to the fake game 
commentary. The, the fake team up of like, yeah. oh man, all right, you stand over, over here, there. You, yeah. Oh, I love He's it. He's coming up on your six. He's coming up on your six. Like, oh, I gotta fucking, drop up this quest. Hold on. It's so unnatural yeah. and wrong. Hold up, Eric. I gotta level up real quick. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, what am I gonna get with this box? Oh, nice the destroyer. Loot. Nice, bro. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. That is so how my yeah. game groups go. Like, I love what they're doing with these trailers. I want more of it. In reality, when I'm playing with people, I'm like, oh, shit, I got a loot box. I'm like, fuck. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not nearly enough cursing, not nearly yeah. enough lackluster. I mean, they were very lackluster. Actually. But not nearly enough mumbling. This gives me an idea. <laughs> we should make videos. Like, we should we should dub over the Division trailers. <laughs> and, like, and, and just put our own, like. Real gamer talk. <laughs> no, mom. I. I, I I've already eaten. Hold on, I'm rubber banding, Dog barking in the background. <laughs> I do like the part where they go inside Air Force One, and someone tagged, spray painted inside Air Force One that like the crashed one. There's a big hole in the side. It says Air Force Gone. Uh, I'm like that doesn't even rhyme with one. Yeah, not <laughs> Air Force None. Air- I mean, it's just a one letter change. So I guess it's yeah, Air Force None would have been way better. Yeah. But even it's all bad. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, they talk some stuff about Game Pass. Um, yeah. The only interesting thing there is that they have this fast start thing, which uses machine learning uh, to like prioritize what it downloads to the console, um, given what people have played previously. So if they see that people are playing like the multiplayer first, and they prioritize downloading the multiplayer, so you can launch it and launch it to the multiplayer. But what about like? So you have to still choose to download the game, and then it's putting it's putting the parts of the game that people go after. Yes. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That is cool. I feel like it's a thing that no one will ever notice. But it's still like quality of life improvements. Well, point. Yeah, that you don't see are still important. Um. Then they did a big idea at Xbox reel, which is always um great to see all these yeah. cool uh indie games. Um, Blow is on there for some reason, even though like Blow is like a known quantity forever. Uh, yeah, Outer Wilds, which is that fig game. After Party, which is the people that made um, what they make. What's the game on the island with the kids? Lost. No. <laughs> not, uh, uh, it's the narrative. Castaway. No. Um, Lord of the Flies. Th- no. God. I can't think of what. It's uh. Is it a game? Yes, it's a game. Fuck you. Uh, I've never heard of that game. It's um. Oh 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 oh. Harry oh, Potter. Oh, oh shit. Oh, are uh, you ready for this? Uh, <laughs> it's got kids. No. Yes. Ah uh, fuck. Are it's they right. in the middle it, of the hold island? Hold on. Hold on. Oxen free. Uh, well, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. It's the people that made Oxen Free. This is their new game. It's two people. It's like a couple, and they went to hell, and they get out of hell wow, by very... out drinking the devil. Okay, that's a very it's, it's the plot departure of that game. Um, uh, I see on the list, Vermintide Two is on there. That is a pretty decent game. Is it an indie game? I don't yeah. know why it's in the surreal. It was uh, I forgot what company it is that made, but they are like an independent. They they were one of those companies. Games like, you know, Workshop. Well, well, you know, Games Workshop, right, they're just like, they kind of license that stuff out to like everybody. No, like, they literally do. Everybody. We, met, we met these guys at mm-hmm. PAX East that made this game called Doom Wheel. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's the vermin with the rat creatures. Yeah. And they're uh, in the, the skaven. They're yeah. in the Doom Wheel and it's an infinite runner. Yeah. Like yeah, they, behind they, the back they, infinite runner. They license runner. it out to everybody. But Vermintide 2, yeah, that license. by the fact that there's there's a first Time one, price. it's actually, a, it's a it's a Left 4 Dead style, like yeah. four right. player cooperative yeah, yeah, yeah. shooter. It's really Looks fun and really good. hard. I haven't I played the good. second one. I played the first one and I was kind of like, this is okay. I'm not super impressed. Mm. 
I've watched a buddy of ours who streams the second one all the time, and I'm just like, I need to pick this it's, up. It's really fun. This, it's got a good progression loop, a really yeah. fun progression loop. Were you thinking about Dead Island? I was doing thinking okay, about Dead Island. Okay, that's what it was. That's what it yeah. was. Um, uh, Wargroove is also on this list. I'm excited for Wargroove. Sable looks good. I saw the trailer for that. That was yes, fantastic. That was Callum Underwood, friend of the show, mm. uh, is scout for Raw Fury. That's the first game he signed for Raw Fury publisher. Um, and you know what? How he signed that game? They showed him a GIF, and he's like, "Yes, we will sign your game to publish for Raw Fury." Awesome. Well, the the thing that's interesting about uh, Sable to me is, I guess, the soundtrack is made by this band called Japanese Breakfast, and yes. they just played here in Richmond, like, oh really, a week or two ago at the that's really cool. Yeah, yeah a bunch I heard of my about that today. That. This is the, the guy. This is the guy who makes Sable. S- uh, Sa- so Sable Raw is Fury? What, what's Raw Fury? Raw Fury is the publisher. Okay, okay. Um, Sable's being made by two people. I forget what the dev studio's name is, but they're also uh, contracting a bunch of people. So they're contracting the guy that wrote 80 Days, that like kind of visual novel s like retelling of Around the World in 80 Days. Mm. Um, he's doing the writing, and then Japanese Breakfast is doing the soundtrack. I, I was very interested in the in the like art style of Sable. I do feel like it as a consequence of that art style. The world is very flat at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe they can kind of. Work and they also drop like polish. animation frames. So there's a part yeah, where he I like saw... jumps off the dune and he just like kind of holds his last like frame of animation from his jump. It looks pretty cool. I like that. Well, I saw some when they were just moving as well, where it looked a little stuttery. But well, I'm, I'm well, I, we'll the see. art styles got me really pumped. Um, Children of Mortars on this list, Nick. Oh yeah, I was Joe. really excited to that. see that. We played that together. Yeah, and I saw it at the same con, but not with you guys. Yes. I don't remember anything um, from that. It was the one... No, I remember what... Yeah, it looks like Diablo a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixel art Diablo kind of thing. Then we die. I just don't remember or, what happened when we played time. it. Right, yeah. That's the thing that they yeah, didn't no. really show at the um, con, but they were telling me or what, you know, that, that basically you die and then like there's like a family that you're interacting with and that family advances in time Road every time you come back. Game. Yeah. Yep. I'm really excited to see how that part plays. That's cool. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, it's got really oh. steep. I like. I mean, it looks exactly like the previous. Yeah, I like I, playing the first one. They were so. good. Big fan of Uncharted. Mm-hmm. That's just. An, I I don't know where that came from. I just Joe doesn't want a woman in his Uncharted. Oh, uh, okay. Hold on a second. Uh, the no nope, moving on. The Claudia Black <laughs> Uncharted game is really good. <laughs> you do love Claudia Black. I love Claudia Black. Yeah. All um, right. What session? Session is the indie skate four. Skate four. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, I did you see the chat? Were you watching any of the chat while that was going on? Mm-mm, mm-mm. It was a massive it was bedlam. Like, all of the skate for like predictions as it was playing, they were like, "Finally, skate for boom, 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 all the way down." And then session comes up on screen on screen, and it went ape shit. <laughs> well, it's funny because they're aping like the the skate stuff so much because it yeah. has a period in it, which is how skate did their logo mm. so there's a period in session i mean i th- i kind of th- i was like maybe this is skate four because like yeah. it's the guy like skating down this alleyway and then he falls and he's like ah yeah I'm like all right that's very skate ish of like Skate's break it S- breaking people bones. were like this is bullshit this is a this betrayal i'm gonna be honest i didn't know about the skate franchise before the skate either. four meme I, I know i know a few <laughs> of my friends that were really like they were into skateboarding right or they're into skateboarding and they love the skate series i've heard of skateboarding I mm-hmm. think there's a Tony Hawk. I continue. Okay. There's a Hawk. Yeah. Um, Black Desert Online's back. Nope. Kenny. Nope. 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 <laughs> we referenced this last year. Nope. It's like, what happened? Like, we're, like, they said Black Desert Online again. 
Yeah, they, there's no was point. there not like a DLC or an that, expansion or that something? Game, They're bringing the MMO to consoles. That game, it looks amazing. The combat feels really satisfying at first. Mm. And then you're and then you realize like I have no idea what I'm doing. Which kind of harkens back to old school MMOs where you're like, how do I do yeah. this? And you have to look it up. But in the case of Black Desert Island, you're like, literally, you have to spend like 40 minutes doing research on how to like because a lot of it is trading and like playing the market and stuff more so than other other MMOs, the combat's fun, whatever. But like, it just feels completely disjointed. It feels like back in the day when everyone was trying to make an MMO. I sold me on this. It's, it's, <laughs> che- I mean, check it out. It's Have you seen the opening in- cutscene? So it's like these guys <laughs> <laughs> jumping out of a blimp and then they go down <laughs> dune. They're going down dune. No, but it, it's a... It's All right, a, Dylan, you get one more of those jokes. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. Have you seen the Malcolm I mean, Miller reboot? It didn't do it for so, me. No, no. Like me and a few of my friends That's tried it and didn't really like it. Was Walter White? Who would you cast in a in the Malcolm in the Middle reboot? It would be um, who plays Walter White again? Well, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Frankie again. Muniz could give the exact same performance because he doesn't remember <laughs> it from <laughs> he before. He plays the dad now. <laughs> he, he, no, he just put him in. You're like, this is the first time you're doing this. Give us your natural read, and it would be a super interesting experiment um, to see how it goes just out. Just real quick, my Google assistant came up and just pulled up stuff about Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> Devil May Cry Five. Did you say Dylan May Cry? 5? Dylan. Dylan May Cry. <laughs> we talking about show. Frankie Muniz. <laughs> it might happen. I, I had a re- weird conflict with that game as I was looking. At, uh, for one, I just think they need their their long, beautiful white hair back. Well, that's uh, that's that's Dante. Nero. Well, I mean, Nero is the one. Nero is the guy who doesn't have, have that hair. Nero had long hair in Did four. He? Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I put, that was ten years ago, Joe. Um, Can't expect me to remember. A very scantily clad lady in that trailer. His like assistant, the yeah. driver. And yet, liked it. Okay, I mean that's just the kind of feeling and like attitude that Devil May Cry should have. Though. I, I I was personally a big fan of the logo as neon lights on the side of the van. Mm-hmm. Um, they flipped the van over and it still landed on the right side. I liked his uh his sword that he stabbed into the ground and then revved up like a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that I was pretty cool. Weirdly liked some yeah. of the flashy things like yeah. that. I was like, why is he revving his sword? That's kind of neat. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those games that like that like kind of early 2000s ridiculousness that you yes. saw in PS2 games. It's like, like God Hand now, and like but, yeah. Devil May Cry. Like those kind of like, let's just take it as far as possible. It's very but weird. can they do it? Because I don't have a lot of faith in Capcom. Well, they did it with the, the Ninja Theory one, which was really weird because I thought everyone loved the Ninja Theory one and that they would eventually make a sequel to the Ninja Theory mm. Devil May Cry. And then they show this one and say, Devil May Cry 5. And then people walk on the stage and they're like, we haven't seen a Devil May Cry game since Devil May Cry 4 <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Ignore it. It's like a black sheep of the family. <laughs> like, what? Like... Yeah, people love that game. So what what is going on? I I don't know. Should we? I'm sure. My Dante. Hashtag. But I I do worry about anything Capcom works on right now because it just like. Oh well, I mean, I feel like they knocked it out of the park with Monster Hunter World. So yeah, I think I think Capcom. I think Capcom is is performing well. All right. So wait, what? Inside inside story. Want some inside scoop? Please. All right. Um, one of my colleagues. That's the kind of thing I might listen to a podcast for. Hey. Um, uh, one of my colleagues from Train Jam, he used to work at Capcom Japan. He was a producer there. Mm-hmm. Um, the main guy that was uh, the lead at um, for the Monster Hunter series stepped down or, or left the company or retired or whatever. 
um, the art director for um, the series, then became the lead director, designer. Um, he brought in all the Westerners that worked at the studio, and he said, what do we need to do to make this game more appealing you know, hmm. to the West. Mm. And they were like, you need to simplify, you need to clarify yeah. things, you need to make and it they more appealing. Mm. I mean, and I think they succeeded in that goal. Right. So that's nice to hear that there is some strong, like... And, and there's and there's history of, like, account managers outside. just, like, you know, you know, saying no, you know, keyboshing like, projects that the, yeah. the teams are very passionate about. This is the same account manager that greenlit Rainbow... I mean, not Rainbow Six. Resident Evil 6. Mm. So we know how that went. Yeah. Um. So I really do think with like Resident Evil Seven and Monster Hunter World, Capcom yeah, that, has made Resident Evil Seven a is a good example. Of, so yeah. I think yeah, as much as, as much shit as I give Monster Hunter World, I think the ultimate was just that the game wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the combat, but I I understand that people do. I enjoyed the combat until it just became super repetitive, and I understand like what you're supposed to do is then switch weapons and like learn a different style of combat, but I didn't want to keep doing that. On like I don't know it, it felt like well, I wanted somewhere for my character to go that wasn't the same thing I could do from the beginning of the game. But the the thing that I love, especially now with what they're doing with Monster Hunter World, is the fact that they're coming out with so much new content on a fairly frequent basis. New content like as they, in like new things to fight, yeah, but not necessarily monsters. new things to do with your character. Well, that's the thing. Some of the weapons are also changing with the weapons that you can get from some of these monsters, like. Um, not that's what I wanted. The, yeah, well, some of the tie-ins that they're having, like for instance, they're doing a Devil May Cry tie-in where the great sword you can rev it like the freaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got an engine on arrows. Like, so, like my friend, one of my friends is really into the series. Like he's played all of them, and he loves Monster Hunter Worlds and spends like hours playing it because his whole thing is completion, completion, getting all the armor, like all the weapons. But he was telling me about some of the stuff that they're doing. Like they're doing a Mega Man tie-in where you can get a Mega Man outfit for your Palico and he shoots yeah. like little pellets and stuff at the enemy. Yeah. Like it's stuff but like, like your that, Palico already it. has a range attack. It's not changing the function of your Palico. It's just making them look different. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Like cosmetics are cool. Um, but but if if you rev the chain sword or the, the great sword, does it then do something different or is it still just you're revving it and then you use all the same attacks? That I'm not sure. I assume it's that case. I assume that... You're not gaining new gameplay or new abilities Pessimist. or anything. That's how I feel too. Yeah. I still I'm I'm glad people like it. Cuphead oh. and the Delicious Last Course DLC. With Chalice. With Miss Chalice. Don't forget that salt chef guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The Jolly Salt Chef. Mm. I haven't played the first one, but it looks really cool. Yeah, I haven't played. Have you just played it? I haven't. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Tunic. I feel bad. Tunic got a full trailer. wasn't in the indie yeah. ID at Xbox. I really love thing. a Zelda-like game where you play some kind of animal uh, with a little bit of faster-paced combat, maybe some rolling and stuff. Well, cool I aesthetic. have a game for you. It's called Tunic. Uh, oh. oh, I thought you were going to say Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I... Okami. Like Tunic. <laughs> Okami. <laughs> wearing... Okami HD coming to Switch. Wearing Tunic's... You get to wear a tunic? Uh, I believe he comes pre tunic with a tunic. Oh, that's right to the point. I'm into that. You're there. Um, it's a timed console exclusive. I believe timed console exclusive on Xbox. I mean, obviously, it's coming to Windows as well. Uh, some people are very frustrated with that. Time can change me, but you can't change time. Okay. Turn face Song. is strange. Uh, so what more about this game? Um, I mean, I mean, that's basically why I touched upon. I um, played it. It's it, we both played it. It's a really good it. game. It uh, is great. Next episode features Dicey. Oh my oh, god! Wow, the soul dev on Tunic. Oh, oh wow! Can he change time? 
Uh, yeah. ch changes. No, I don't. Know. Do, do they have an ocarina that can change time? Yes. <laughs> DLC. <laughs> um, I feel bad. Everyone, everyone makes that Zelda comparison to it's, it, right? It's, I mean, I mean, you have to. Right? It, it, yeah. has that, but, I mean, I it it, it but calls also, the comparison itself with the with the the angle of play. Well, wait, no, 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 because no, because Zelda was never isometric like that. Yeah, but but you're still looking at a at a aerial view. Uh, at, a, at a character with little heart health health things and the tunic. I mean, it calls those comparisons, it's and I don't think Zelda it's a bad one thing. looked like in your head. No. <laughs> you know, like the extrapolation of of looking down on that. But I think it does also like like there's definitely a thing where you want it to have its own identity. But there's also the side of it where if you compare it to Zelda, there's going to be a lot of people who go, "Oh, a Zelda? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. interested in sure, that. It works. Hopefully, I just no yeah. yeah. The new Zelda handheld games isometric. The uh, um the link between worlds. Well, I don't know about that one, but like the Phantom Hourglass as well, Spirit. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, they're, they're, like top, they're top down. Yeah, top down not, yeah. They weren't like full isometric. top down. You could see like the sides of walls and stuff. Yeah, but you could in in Link to the Past, right? And that's not isometric. That was just a design choice. All right, what, what let's move on. Okay, I'm just excited for them. I'm Looks glad good. Dicey got that. I, I messaged him immediately afterwards, and I was like, "Hey, it was awesome seeing that." Yeah. He was like, "He was like, that was surreal." Like, and, and they were <laughs> yeah. in the audience too, so that was really cool. Crazy when you realize that game developers are human beings, right? Mm -hmm. Who to thunk? Yeah. Who now, what's the next game we can talk bad about? about? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, 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 Jump Force. Oh, oh boy! Uh, it's One Piece Man versus Goku versus. Uh, that's Luffy versus Goku and Ichigo uh, and, and, and and Naruto. Much and, like uh, every anime light, game ever made, his name is. this game will disappoint lots of weebs and no one else. I've, I've, well, so this is the thing. I, I'm a huge anime and manga guy. I'm not going <laughs> to get this game. I'm a huge anime. I'm not going to. I am a huge anime. I'm not going to get this game. But I'm a huge are, anime. There are good anime games. You not want to make the jump for this one? No, because any game where it's a compilation game where they're just bringing a bunch of characters in, with the exception of Bryce Smash Brothers. And Rugrats Party Splat. And Nicktoons games or are Nick terrible. Yeah, yeah, Nicktoons <laughs> but, um, Party Time. But yeah, like the Dragon Ball Excellent. Z Fighters is it's a great fighting game. Yeah. And they captured the atmosphere and feeling of the anime in a video game form, but it the gameplay is good. The mechanics are sound. So uh, I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with this because I don't really yeah. see what they're doing. It was just like a pre-rendered CG, like here mm -hmm. are the characters type thing. But we'll we'll see. Um who's the protagonist in Death Note? Light, light. Oh, wait. Yeah, I thought that if was you where think I'm like, of what is light he as protagonist. Going to do? Well, it was right. the same same question as like, what does Phoenix Wright do in Marvel versus Capcom? What's and like, he hits him with yeah. the objection. Yeah, he like yeah. <laughs> he like he's looking for clues on the ground. He like finds like a bomb or something. It throws up at him. Um, but Moment posed the question in the Discord is like, uh, just writes if, the name of people when they die. Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, does, does light have to write uh, Goku or Kakarot to to kill? True. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm so Getting mad. I real deep in the mechanics. <laughs> um, Dying Light 2 I'm interested Narrative designer Chris motherfucking Avalon uh, Writing such things as Fallout New Vegas mm -hmm. Fallout 2 ah. Icewind Dale Alright yeah. That's a good yeah. pedigree yeah. Yeah. yeah And I honestly A lot of people gave Dying Light 1 crap I I was actually recently playing it Like two weeks ago I heard the ago. game's really good It's actually really fun I heard the parkour is really fun yeah, It's really intuitive Visually is very appealing So yeah It's cool uh, Battletoads I just want to say before we move on, oh. I'm really glad you know names to point stuff like that out because <laughs> names just fly by me. Like they don't mean anything like to me out if I don't. And they're like, "Holy shit, this Chris yeah. Avalone!" But I heard his name and I just thought in. about provolone. 
We Chris did, you Provolone. made that joke. Chris Provolone. And then I think we made like five other jokes after that trying to, to keep <laughs> up with that kind of thing. Get up to that level. <laughs> it's like, when you see this game, you're going to stream melts. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm here for, to have... It, but it, it's super insight. helpful. Like, yeah. It's very interesting to have that insight. Battletoads, though. Battletoads. Who likes Battletoads? I don't None like of us. Yeah. What? I'm just kidding. I'm not, I don't know if that <laughs> I, have no, I have no stake in Battletoads. Yeah, I know the peak of Battletoads will always be Battletoads Double, Double Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. And so... Is that the like, arcade release? What is it? It was, it was on, on Nintendo. SNES. Yeah. Was on, was on, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how many Battletoads games are there? I don't know. Three? I don't care. Really? <laughs> but... It it just holds this like very special place in my nostalgia, you know, my nostalgia hole. Yeah, Ew. yeah. I was trying to avoid that because I felt like a Joeism. Like I was like, I don't want to say hole. I, I don't do want to say hole. Say hole a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it holds a very special place in my heart. And so a new Battletoads could be cool, but we didn't see anything. So I'm not. I'm like on the verge of excitement. I'm like, I gotta hold myself back because what if I see it and it looks like trash? Um and so and they've always been two and a half D brawlers, right? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I think that's back cool that they're bringing that back, and, and we can't wait for it to be in development hell forever, and then they eventually cancel it. God damn you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just cause four, which leaked up via Steam. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, just, just a cause. cause. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just see, cause. When that, actually, when, why'd they make a new game? Just it's, cause. it's actually an entirely different engine. It is, but it looks too similar. <laughs> I will say how much it looks like the last one. Avalanche has a lot of. Irons of the fire between this and Rage Two and Generation Zero. It seems weird mm-hmm. to chuck out what feels like a, a, like a bad iteration, like a rehash. A, yeah, a rehash, and then like look at this tornado, which doesn't suit Just Cause oh, to me at know. all. If you're if you're what was it was it power Blizzard? surfing? Yeah, Wait, that what, might be fun. I, yeah, when you're to mounting be honest, a car, all they would have to say if someone asked them. Why are you making this? And, and they, they just, just went, cause just cause. I would be all for it. I'd be like, all right. Game of the year. Bye. <laughs> but I still haven't beat Just Cause 3. I really like Just Cause 3. I yeah. go back every now and again when I just want to blow stuff up. It's a good blow stuff up yeah. simulator. Mm-hmm. But when you beat Just Cause 3, are you going to feel like, I'm ready for Just Cause 4? Well, not for like another year or two. Yeah. Joe, Mike. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, I've played 10 minutes of Just Cause 2 and I've played 10 minutes of Just Cause 3 and then maybe one day I'll get back to one of those games. I played the shit I just got to. I 100%ed it. And then I was like, I feel like I'm kind of done forever. <laughs> like, I don't need to go back. Right. All right. I want to set the scene on this one because this one is, oh, it's so good. So they then Phil Spencer comes back out. Uh, they dim the lights. They bring up the Gears of War logo. Yeah. People, uh, such people, a tease. People freak out. It's like, oh my God, Gears 5 is happening. The Gears logo blows out and a Marcus Phoenix Funko Pop <laughs> pokes out of the hole. And it's like, what is happening? And then they're like, yep, that's right. We're making the game you want. A Funko Pop Gears yeah, of War game. They acted like it was something people asked for. <laughs> and then they say nothing more about it. And they're like, also, here's this Gears Tactics game yeah. for, for mobile platforms. Because we really don't want you to get super pissed about the Funko Pop thing. But who cares really so here's about that. the mobile? And then also here's Gears 5. Yeah, and then- <laughs> What's weird is that the Gears 5... like. 
I, I could see the idea of like, ah, oh, we're gonna trick them. Those are real games, though. <laughs> they were like yeah. almost throwing under the bus of like, you don't care about these. Yeah, whatever. Let's get but, to the real thing. But also, the Gears of War Five reveal was also just kind of lackluster, uh-huh. and bland. Mm. I mean, it's a technically pretty game. I think it's cool that they're focusing on the female as the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at this day and age, progressive. No, I do think it's cool though, and I do think that. Like Gears fans obviously will have something to, to go with there and have fun. Uh, but it's another one of these game series. I think I just don't like really pretty games. I think they might be overwhelming to me. I don't know. I, it looks like there's a lot of of depth uh, and I don't I don't care. Like I'm not drawn into it. Gears has more character than say Anthem when we talked about it earlier. Like But it's still Gears. Like Gears has always been Gears, yeah. relatively shallow, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're fun. Like, well, it, it's like the those games, like Anthem and Gears, reminds me of the Transformers movie series. The first one that came out, wow, like, wow that like, looks really cool. So I watched. I was like, okay, that was fun. But then when it's on the fifth one, I'm like, okay, yeah. And then now right. there's this Bumblebee one that's like, yeah. why didn't you do this from the beginning? Like, like, okay. like Anthony Hopkins. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right, and then Phil Spencer still out there. He's oh, like, had a great, had a great showing everything's great hope you had a good time and then someone hacks the stage oh no and he's like how could they let that happen um microsoft security's not good (laughs) what (laughs) and then they uh microsoft azure is an impenetrable fortress um cloud computing the uh, the, so they play a cyberpunk 2077 trailer Oh, which got me super hyped. Yeah, that Pretty looks good. fantastic. The first tabletop role playing game experience I ever had. Really, was playing Cyberpunk. It was not twenty twenty. Yeah, right. twenty twenty. And uh, in, in my first session, I had a um, pneumatic hammer for an arm, and I punched through a guy and hit the wall behind him. And I was like, I'm in love with tabletop role playing games. I will play these forever, and I always have since. And it, it's like huge for me. Uh, I hope this fucking thing is good. I think it. It's, I think it will. I think, be. I think it's gonna be fantastic. I think it. You know, if, if Witcher Three is an indication, also like they're doing things, they're making choices that are pissing off people that expect it to just be Witcher, but in yeah. the Cyberpunk future, yeah. yeah. They're like, why is it first person? It's like, well, maybe this is a different game. Maybe the type of game it yeah. is will will better suit being in first person if it's going to be a deus ex like but in a huge sprawling city kind of thing that i'd like to more like the first witcher game <laughs> tell me about the first witcher game show well you see you, you you do a sword attack and then you watch some animations but you gotta wait for just the right moment where the game tells you to click the button again and then you wait for a couple more minutes you do some more sword attacks hey joe i got bad news that's also the witcher 3 you're describing Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope that this game will have that freedom that's been missing in a lot of RPGs. Like, yeah, kind of like what you saw with like New Vegas and like especially older games like Fall, where you could just kill someone and you're like, okay, or the original Deus Ex. Yeah, and you're like, all right, Ugh. I can't finish this part so now. Good. I just like I was watching a really interesting. There's a really good documentary by Noclip about Bethesda, and they're talking about Morrowind, and they're like, we just wanted to make a game where you could do anything, and you could kill someone. And you're like. You broke the game. Yeah, you broke the main You're quest. Done. <laughs> you yeah. can't keep going. You you finished. But you at least they told you again. the prophecy yeah. has been severed, and yeah. then you get to reload, or you continue, and you're like, whatever. Yeah, I'm just care. exploring this world. <laughs> I, right. I hope it's something similar to that. Yeah, that I would was love my that that, uh, that Bethesda no clip documentary was the first no clip I I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't watch any of them, even though I've met Danny O'Dwyer at GDC. <laughs> I like, came up to him. And I was like. 
really big fan of your work, which is true. I really liked his work at GameSpot, but I haven't seen your no clip stuff yet. Um, so I'm glad I have now. Um, yeah, I think I think I think they're doing interesting. Cyberpunk's you know really big, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, is it? Well, the th- thematically, like Altered Carbon or that the yeah, new Blade the Runner movie. Um, um, what's the what's a player didn't Ready, do player, well one. Ready one. player One should have done better. Ghost in the Shell, like remake yeah. last year or two years ago, um, whatever. And I mean, sales numbers on Blade Runner were not great. No. Yeah, which I sucks. really liked it. I saw it's it on HBO. Such a great movie. My favorite well, movie since oh, Fury Road. But like, oh my god, just the the sets, like mm-hmm. the oh my god, the cinematography in that felt thing. like a living world compared to Altered Carbon, which is very generic cyberpunk. Yeah, it's like very Fun, CG. But yeah, yeah, but it's like the the world. It's like. All right. Well, you just made Blade Runner, but it's like, hey, what if we just did Blade Runner again, you know, but without any creativity? I was okay with it. <laughs> I was like, this but is was, just more cyberpunk, and I'm into it. You had like world class cinematographers and directors on sure. Blade Runner 2049. Like, like, maybe apples to oranges, but it's still yeah. like there was something left to be desired. I feel like cyberpunk like hits a lot of the good notes of like what a cyberpunk future should feel like. Maybe hold on, maybe not some of the thematic stuff because apparently there's some. Organized labor problems with CD Projekt Red, where or, oh, yeah, you know, organized you know labor is like a huge component of like cyberpunk storytelling, where it's like, hey, you have like bourgeoisie esque like elitism, yeah. you know, and under, under you know underprivileged wor- uh, working class that stuff. Joe, there's there's a problem with CD Projekt Red in that regard. Yeah, where they're like, you know, um, there was like an article, a French article, with like. Uh, um, are they i mean how, how big is i mean i know obviously they've had very successful games recently even the witcher 2 is pretty successful but like uh it's probably as big as a regular triple a team they also are they run gog so what way back in the day i i i understood them to be very sexist individuals that was what i heard back when the witcher one first came out but uh i don't know i haven't heard much about that since then so i guess we should boycott cd project red boycott cyberpunk 2077 so I, i'm looking at that article you're talking about and they're saying Unions are for low-pay workers. We're highly qualified, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like especially with the Ooh. conversation of organized labor in game mm. right now, it does it, it doesn't. And it's like, do you understand like the point, like why cyber like cyberpunk type stories were created? It was like it was like yeah. Reagan era like frustration, right? With that kind of stuff. At yeah. the same time, uh, sometimes storytellers can do things that they don't live in real life and, and tell the story of it anyhow like, of course i mean but, like it but it's just it's it's sadly ironic if that's the yeah. state of things that they are anti-union but making yeah. a game in a setting that they're also polish right yes and poland i have a friend who lives in poland is it, is it pretty socialized like, it's what? it's a very different culture and it's too much for me to even speak on because like i, I don't want to misrepresent poland here but well, let's do it. It, it it's a hugely different culture it's it's my buddies lived there for a few years now as an expatriate American, and it was a massive adjustment. He went through a lot of culture shock and a lot of depression just trying to fit in. They hate outsiders uh, wow. for the most part, like, you know, just in small towns, especially in that kind of mindset. Okay. And uh, there, it's, it's, it's very different culture. And I think that makes some interesting, like large philosophical differences. I still want to check out this fucking game. You heard it here <laughs> like, first. Ward, Ward Games boycott uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Oh, I need, I need to see a gameplay trailer. I need to see yeah. what's going on. I, 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 to be honest, I, I, I am excited for it in general. I felt like the aesthetic left something to be desired, and I couldn't figure out. I couldn't put my finger on it. I still can't. It looks like what it is, and yet somehow isn't quite as... 
maybe it's that Blade Runner 2049 is still in my brain. And there was a lot of great minimalism in that that also conveyed the cyberpunk world. It like it was more I feel like Blade Runner 2049 was more confident. And this feels like they've thrown the kitchen sink of cyberpunk in there and just hoped that worked. Well, the, the thing that was interesting to me when I saw the trailer was whenever I think cyberpunk, I always think nighttime, like nighttime, yeah. neon whites. And they didn't have rain. a lot of that. Yeah, rain, nighttime, neon whites, Noir. blues and purples and reds, like cool, but also like highlights of this like electric. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I always think of when I think of cyberpunk. But this trailer was like daytime subway. Like it looked like clean, mechanical. Like it looked a little bit like the best example I could think of is like if you took what was it Doom Three and put it in a well lighted condition. Like that's mm-hmm. what it reminded me of a little bit of like yeah. everything looks technically like advanced and crazy, but doesn't really look super dirty and like and you know like there was a bit of dystopia there, but it looks like some of most of it was like clean and kind of crisp. There's which, some like makeshift like things thrown together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it felt like like a cleaner like uh, dread, right? Like the newer. Dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm, I'm curious to see more. Yeah, I I, I want to see more. Like the part where the fucking like exec is like in the plane or the train oh, or whatever, yeah, and, he's and like, his eyes yeah. burn out because like someone hacked into his like neural interface. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, it looks definitely really cool. But like, I think the last game I played that was cyberpunky was an adventure. It was like cyber bar valhalla or something was like an adventure game, which is really actually really oh, really good. Yeah, 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 yeah really yeah. really good. But that's like that like when I was like playing, I was like. This ro- this is like cyberpunk because it's all these purples and blue. Like I was saying, like that color palette is like exactly what I was thinking of when I think like cyberpunk. So, mm-hmm. as long as they're aware that they're making a visual distinctly different choice mm-hmm. and they use that, it could be great. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it has to be daytime sometime. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like people are complaining how little this trailer looked like that first teaser with the woman in the street oh, and the yeah, bullets yeah. like I could scraping totally see that. bullets scraping across her face. Finger scraping across a microphone. <laughs> I can't, I can't, shouldn't pantomime. Pam- Let's all just scrape our microphones. Pantomime. A pant of mimes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, well, that's the end of Microsoft. That was the end of Microsoft. <laughs> and oh boy, wow. were they committed to showing a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty impressive. You know, it made out, a good show. Out honestly, of the, yeah. out of the first two press conferences, <laughs> yes. one would say that's the better one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. First round elimination in the tournament. The biggest um, criticism I could say is that it was just a lot of franchises that I don't have a lot of stake in right now. And a bunch that's of third-party stuff where that you can get on other platforms. And, and that's like the... I've noticed that's the conversation I've had with a lot of my friends about different... About E3 in general. They're like, yeah, it was cool, but it's just not a lot of games I care about. I want new IPs more than anything when mm. I watch E3. I just... In this part of the console cycle, you're just not going to see that. Your well, there's pe- some on Sony. Couple. Well, I mean, that like the stuff that they announced at Sony is stuff that they had already previously I, well, announced. Actually, and that's to be fair, I hadn't heard those announcements yet. So you saw a franchise reboot, and you saw you know a sequel to a very successful Naughty Dog game, and then you saw a new game from a, a, a well-known studio. Remedy. Um, no, Sucker Punch. Are you talking about? Uh, Ghost oh, well, of Sh- I was talking about Control as well. Oh, right, but, right, right. Um, yes, Ghosts of Tsushima. Well, they and, announced. They showed the trailer for it last year, as well. Yes, like it's but, been like, known. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like brand new stuff like yeah like i think control is the only like new new thing that they talked about oh we, we're not going to sony yet though are we no, 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 we're going to bethesda, we got town. bethesda next yeah. um yes let's go down to bethesda town baby um now they've bethesda, made maryland. I, bethesda sounds familiar have they made it's a place in maryland they're in that's maryland what you're yeah, thinking yeah. About. it's a oh. city yeah 
Did okay. they do Mavis Beacon teaches typing? I think I think they did. Yes. <laughs> uh, and eight billion uh, uh, Terminator games. Remember Wayne Gretzky hockey game. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. sports games at E3. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky was at like ninety six or something. Like something like that. All I right. Think, what did they actually do, Dylan? <laughs> All right. Well, so Pete Hines came out, um, who's like their big communications guy, and who was like, "Thank you, uh, our friends at Walmart Canada, for helping us announce Rage 2. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew WK came Everybody out. Everybody laugh. And game a, gave a uh, a spirited performance of the song in the trailer, and no one in that audience was into it except for like there, a handful of people. There was that one girl who was in costume who was like rocking her head, and she was like, "I'm gonna be into this because I'm here, and I'm excited to be here." E motherfucking yeah. three, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy for her. Yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of people though with just like blank expressions, just there, like there's it a good- sucks because like. Like, there's so many people who probably want to hear Andrew WK yeah. and, and see him in person. Like, I don't know who those people are. <laughs> I would hang Not out. Me. Honestly, I would hang out with Andrew WK and play D&D for hours. I think that would be a good time. He's a cool dude. He made, yeah. he made a Gundam cover album that Sunrise actually approved for him to do. Great. <laughs> which yeah. is weird. That's um, pretty good. Well, they did that and then showed a lot of the same stuff. They showed some gameplay of Rage 2. Um, people were asking if Aaron Paul voice is the main character and if so is that a callback to the episode of breaking bad where aaron paul plays rage using a light gun oh yeah <laughs> what a weird episode like little random thing to put in but there's so much depth to if that's the case and i wouldn't put it past it yeah. or avalanche or bethesda in general to do that that'd be pretty good um but it looks interesting paul. i mean it's a first person like actiony it, it kind of gives me some bullet storm vibes yeah um I, open world isn't it open world yeah i think they I were think, mentioning think, how I open so. world it was the first one was so presumably yeah. this one would be it just looked fine to me i, I the, the the purple cloud stuff was or like, i like the colors the colors are cool yeah but they in game looked kind of muted yeah yeah they didn't feel big and like like they they look so much bigger when you throw the actual smoke grenades in the live action live video. action trailer was way mm-hmm. more exciting yeah and then like in game it's like here's this kind of smoky kind like of purple filter. and it, it's probably what it would look like in real life because you don't have you know like like your perfect lighting to make your your soundstage performance but that doesn't work it's a video game make it look cool but you guys do know when you get really mad, like when you're like really upset about something, and you just you just see smoke, colored smoke everywhere. You know, like it just looks like a, a color me run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just man, what a what a crazy biology. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, the community manager for Elder Scrolls Legends walked out, and he said, "You will be so excited about this game. This is going to be your next favorite card game. Also, we're rebooting it with a different developer." Yeah. It's a good game. It, the well, thing is, you could say that it may have been a good game because it'll be a new game again. The problem was that it was like just Hearthstone with a gimmick. Hate just you. Hearthstone with a gimmick. <laughs> what, what, Hearthstone? What are you saying? Hearth, Hearth Blizzard's Hearthstone. Hearth. He has made a conscious decision Hearth. to pronounce this wrong Hearth. on purpose. Forza. Blizzard's Fortnite. <laughs> Hearthstone. No, but Hearth. the game is. It's a good game. I'm glad they said they're, they're rehauling the UI because it's like the most bland looking thing ever. Although the art's good, like the actual interface is real bad. I was excited to hear that they're doing stuff, but I'm not going to play it again. I want to. I want to. If I if I'm going to get into a new TCG, I want it to be not a Magic clone and not a Hearthstone clone. I like your note. Community manager looked like he was <laughs> <Yeah>. 19. 
Legal <laughs> hey, age? He <laughs> did. He did look pretty young. Uh, that yeah. guy was just very intense. Yeah. And I, so I had a bad opinion. So there was a point where I wrote something. I was like, "What's up with all the community managers giving presentations at E3?" Yeah. And then I was weird. also, but I was also like, I, I, Harris is a community manager. I would love, you know, if Harris gave like a, a presentation, I think I'd be all for that. You know, I've no colleagues that are community managers. Mm-hmm. I think that was a shitty opinion to have about community managers. I mean, they are just as much a part of the dev team as the develop uh, other developers are. You Don't know, backpedal. Right? Lean into it. No. Uh-uh. Fuck no, community I managers. No, I am pro game community managers. <laughs> Hates community I managers. I love community managers. We believe in community Communities manage themselves. Come on. What does a community <laughs> manager really even do? They manage, they manage the community. Yeah, communities do their own they, thing. <laughs> They're they self-governing. Your community might. Your community might be the the wild west. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, not the boss of me now. Um, right, Elder, Elder one, Scrolls. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online was the next game. Yeah. Um, I just like when uh, was it Matt Fyror when he comes up and talks? He's the lead on there. Uh, old Dark Age of Camelot dude. Which, oh. God, I loved that game. guy's got some pedigree. Yeah. I wish Dark Elder Scrolls Online makes me sad. You think so? Yes. Did you play it? No. But I played <laughs> it. I played it a bit. I played it a little I, bit. I own it. I paid for it. I haven't played it. I know. Tamriel like Unlimited. Yeah. Joe. It it looks like all the things I want. And I know it even if it's not like the most disappointing thing, which it will be, it's just too much time for me to invest in a, in a game. That is, that is my problem. So that's yeah. what makes you but sad. I feel like if you want more Skyrim, there's a shit ton of content in that game. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like Skyrim. Does it not? No. And it, it feels like they tried to make it not feel like an MMO and didn't necessarily succeed because it just ends up being the same kind of like get 10 netch leather and yeah. get, you know, four wolf pelts. Go here. Oh, well, get well, I'm talking about like the combat and, and stuff. No, but or even like the combat the, doesn't the, feel. How about the story? Is it like an action bar skill thing? It's it's. uh. So I think you've got some like some combat controls and then some like time skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the quests are um, are very much like any other MMO quest. So when you say the story, I, like I didn't play into like end game content or anything. I only played like the first two towns, but it just becomes every MMO thing. When yeah. You're playing with a group, and you're like, I don't have time to read this because the group wants to move on. Except, let's go kill some shit. Yeah, and that's that, why you should play WoW alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's an argument for that, but uh, it's surprising to me that that's still the formula for quests. Yeah, like this this far in. I just feel like there's so many better answers to. We've seen some better answers, like Guild Wars Two doing events and, um, well, uh, and, just, and just all the things you can do in an environment that are yeah. just like, here's things you know you might be able to do in an environment. You don't need to go get a get a log quest ID, yeah. go out and return to this person. Like, there's just it's it's weird. There's so many archaic systems, and part of me wishes I did play MMOs, but I know all these things systems that bog them down. And Elder Scrolls Online getting more and more stuff. When I got Morrowind, I was like, oh, no. I wish I wanted to play that. And now they get more stuff. And just The cycle continues. Yeah. Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls never changes. Um, Doom Eternal. I'm stoked. The sequel to Doom. Seems like it's hell on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, loved, a lot of people really love the last Doom. The last Doom was it, fantastic. I've not played it. I own yeah. it. It's really good. The the I played it for the free weekend, and it, I enjoyed what I played. The thing that was interesting to me is when they interviewed the director of Doom. They're like, "Yeah, we kind of developed all the levels and the gameplay, and then 
came up with the story afterwards. That's a like, good story. Like it fits yeah, Doom. It fits really well. And like the way that he like them talking about where they got inspirations and how they wanted the kind of cycle and like kind of you know introduction to gameplay to work out. It's like you know we and it's basically the complete opposite of what you were just uh, talking about. It's like oh like you know these quest givers blah 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 because I mean even the very opening of the game is him hearing like this person like you have to go do this and he gets frustrated and just throws the computer like <laughs> across the room. He's like fuck it, I just want to get my stuff and kill things and that's like you know that's what Doom is and the yeah. essence. You don't care about the story Big like testosterone driven yeah, kill fest. Like, there is a story there if you want it, but like no, you're just this badass guy going around killing things and it does it in a way. That the last Duke Nukem game just failed, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that should be exciting once we see more about that. Uh, Quake Champions. This is where I wrote why all the community managers <laughs> and then feel bad, <laughs> like it's Feels a directive bad, to you. <laughs> yeah. You're not saying like I feel bad about this statement. Just feel bad about this <laughs> yeah. statement. Make a point like to express some human emotion. <laughs> like you wrote on your bathroom mirror, so every time you go, like, in the wake up in the morning, mantra, you go to work, yeah. you're like, okay, I need to remember this. Just, like, memento tattoos down your arm. <laughs> Don't trust him. Feel bad about this. <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah. Community managers are good people. Uh, yeah, I mean, genuinely, they are. I, yeah, they deal with a lot of flack. Yeah. Quake Champions is fun. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. fun. You like it? It's yeah. just... Not enough. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I will, I will always have complaints about everything I do. That's with. why it's in early access. Yeah, but I, I do think it's fun. It really does a great job of calling back to the old Quake. Like Quake 3, I was like there again. You know, mm-hmm. when I started playing Quake Champions. And you, you're fast and you're killing stuff. And if you die, it's no big deal because you're back again. Like, I had a real good time playing Quake Champions. And uh, if you're craving that, it's for that. But that's like an itch that you only need to scratch for a little bit. Yeah. And then you get tired of it and move on. Back in the day, it was what you went to because there, there wasn't, wasn't a anything lot of else. other choices. Yeah. Um, hopefully, like, if they can do what, like, Ubisoft is doing with their games and, like, spurn it into something amazing, hopefully the, the, the community holds out long enough for that to be a case. Well, those community managers will be real important pillars to, to yeah, make that happen. Feel bad. Feel bad. Feel bad, this. Dylan. Uh, is that the name of this episode? Feel bad, Dylan. E3 2018. <laughs> feel bad about this. <laughs> uh, Praise getting some updates. I don't know if you want to focus I, I, on that. I'm actually excited because uh, despite all the launch issues with Prey, it is a good game. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I it has a really Praise. cool aesthetic. Um, the gameplay is really interesting and kind of out there and tries to do something at least slightly different with like the fabrication and like the weapon styles and right. like the abilities. So I'm kind of excited. Can you explain to me the connection between the original game with the name Prey and this game? Just the title. There's there's <laughs> no story connection. You play like, like an American Indian in the first one, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like it's magic by aliens. And, yeah. Yeah. And the second the original sequel to Prey was going to be connected in the fact that, you know, you're a human being playing like a share for bounty hunter in space which is really cool and i'm really sad that they didn't do that so they just dropped it but i mean are they are they holding on to any conceptual ties or are they just like no no no? those are two different games i've beaten the original prey the one where you play as an american there is no other than the fact that there's you're in space and there's aliens kind of a bummer yeah it's a little sad but i will say like what prey this recent one reminded me of was like day sex yeah, like the original, like it kind of had that right. feeling. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be an immersive. Scene. Yeah, where like there's like places where you can't go, but you don't have to go there if you 
don't get like you know there's stuff like oh there's a thing blocking the way and you need this strength augment to pick it up but you don't necessarily have to go there you can beat yeah, the game without doing that's it fun which is really interesting non-linear yeah so there's lots of replayability and like now, build different character builds you can now do. that i know that there's no tie into the original prey can you explain to me how this ties into eat pray love um well you do eat a lot of things okay and there are lots of times where you're running out of ammo so you're praying uh-huh and and you just, love your brother yeah you I love don't. your brother <laughs> Love your brother. You have and he loves a lot of my brother. brother. Love in, 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 in the game, there's actually love between brothers. All right. Okay. Now that you explain that, can you explain how it's related to pray for the gods? Um, you basically play as a god. Basically, uh, Bethesda's a bunch of assholes, and they made that game change their name. Really upsetting. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. It it it's a good game. I wish it wasn't just under this shadow. Of like, oh yeah, it's prey. Well, it's like the Why? same thing Why with scrolls. Remember yeah. scrolls, yeah. the Mojang's other game, and they're like, yeah, Bethesda was like, hey, this is too close to the Elder Scrolls. It's like it's a word. Yeah, you don't own the trademark on scrolls. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Scrolls was a bad game though. So oh, that's a shame. Um, yeah. So there's updates to that. Uh, Wolfenstein Two is coming to Switch. That's cool. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood looks interesting. A like expansion, standalone expansion sequel to Wolfenstein Two. You play the twin daughters of B.J. Blazkowicz in the eighties. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, that I didn't. Eighties is real big right now. Yeah, real big. That's gonna be really cool. Eighties. Uh, it's co-op, optional co-op. Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, some VR thing yeah. set in Wolfenstein Universe. Skyrim, very definitive edition, was a uh, <laughs> game of the year. A uh, very funny joke that they made yeah. an actual product. That's the best part of the joke. Like it's it's a it's a good joke, but then when you can actually go download this thing, that's genius. I mean, yeah. I it's very self aware. Yeah. In, in, in what if Keegan house? Michael Key has actually played Skyrim? Like maybe he seems kind of. He nerdy, seems but. like he would live. I'd believe it. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, there, a dorky there's enough life to have his, played some games, especially his, a main. Like that's a pretty mainstream game. Skyrim's yes. played by a lot of people. There's there's energy in his fustora. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. But he's a performer. He is but a performer. Isn't? Aren't we all just putting on a performance? No, uh, this is what you A lot of those presenters were not right very good performers. Yeah. Um, Andrew Wilson, let's, not a very good performer. Let's go back to Division 2 <laughs> with uh, those voice actors. All right. Big one. Fallout this is a big one. 76. I just like that you wrote Big Rod Todd. Big Rod Todd <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Ready to talk some Fallout Rod, 76. Todd. Todd Howard is so loved. <laughs> you see nonplussed. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> that I, I look at someone like Todd Howard and Let's I hear him out. talk. And I, I instantly don't trust him. And I kind of want to punch him. Wow. Like I wouldn't be violent enough. Sorry, touching your leg, Kenny. <laughs> just, 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 just holding it really. <laughs> it just <laughs> excites me to talk about punching Todd Howard, and I have to. I have to grip the nearest thing. Uh, I, I, I just something about him makes me worry, and I think it's. I think it's because of this. So you talked about Morrowind earlier, and the ability, the freedom to play that. Mm -hmm. Morrowind is my all-time favorite game. It is mm -hmm. the pinnacle of my gaming youth. It came at the right time for me to have a lot of free time to play it. I bought the collector's edition by accident. So I spent like all the money I had to get it. And, and then I got this game home and I was worried and I played it and it turned out to be amazing. And I didn't have any money to buy anything else. So I had to get like all the mileage out of it. Mm. 
it was perfect. It was meaningful. It, it, it was exotic and exciting uh, and a very full gaming experience. And I feel like since that game, I've been waiting for Todd Howard's company to do something equally as good, and they've always let me down. You don't think Oblivion? No. Is is a is no. a Oblivion not is good. not successor as, to Morrowind. Oblivion's story, if you follow like the main thread of it, it's so disappointing. It's a massive letdown. But people I think love the Dark Brotherhood. Dark Brotherhood always fun, love the Dark Brotherhood. No, people not, dislike the Skyrim Dark Brotherhood questline. They think it's disappointing compared to the Oblivion one. That's fine. But the the main story makes you not even the hero. You're just a bystander. And I think there's merit to that concept. You're CP, you C3PO. Yeah, you really are. I think there's merit to that concept, but it didn't work for me then. Skyrim, also fun, but there was never um, enough peril, enough like ramping up of the excitement with, yeah. you know, Alduin being just kind of another dragon fight, exactly the same as so many others you faced. Uh, so much that I just feel like he's let me down. And I, I really want. He personally. Well, he's the face. He made himself the face. Knuckle sandwich. He got really excited about being the face of his company. That's why he gives punch that the face. whole Fallout seventy six presentation. Sure. Well, also, I think he's a good. Uh, he is a good I don't, but I think I just I, hate I, him. I think he's a good presenter. I think he is a he phenomenal. Feel awkward at all? No, no he's that, just he's natural. He's, he's very natural. He walks out. and He's like, "This is what we're talking about." And like we talked before, he answers the questions people have. Fallout 76. All right, online survival game. What does that mean? All right, have you have these concerns. All right, can you solo this game? But he's yes. almost too it's, pragmatic. He reminds me of Christian Bale in American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I agree totally with that. See that. I totally agree with that. He's I too see pragmatic. Peeling his face mask off every morning and like looking at himself as he does it, like like staring himself down in the mirror <laughs> yeah. and just feeling his skin come off. Yeah, I want to see Todd Howard's business cards. Yeah, (laughs) Shell White, Eggshell White. (laughs) Well, on on onto the game. I know I rambled so long. (laughs) Well, wait, no, I think. Well, I think Big Rod Todd. I I I I I acknowledge how you feel. Big Rod Todd, are you saying he has? He's got he's got a lot to show. Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't know this about him. Now Um, I'm back in. The I'm just and I'm just enraptured by by what he has to say. No, not like, Bioshock. No. Um, it took me a second. To th- I was like, "What? <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> I think uh, they. I don't know. I. I, don't, I guess I fanboy about him. I think it's it's about cool. him and not his games. Well, you no, know, I enjoy the Bethesda games. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, compared to a lot of other speakers at E3, it's. He is like, a good yeah. speaker. The Fallout I will grant you. presentation he gave in 2015 is fantastic. It made it, yeah. it made you think Fallout 4 was going to be a good game. Oh, shut up. I uh, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion with Dylan. I think Fallout 4 was a good game. Not the greatest game. Yeah. I think it's a good it's not, game. Not even the best Fallout game. Not the best I would Fallout just show game. You it's a good game. A list of tweets on <laughs> on Dylan's account. I was account. complaining about the art style. We can talk but about those, that too. Those affect the rest of it so much. Sure, I agree. That's why I don't think Fallout 4 is the best Fallout yeah, game. Of course. I okay, think Okay. Still enjoyed it. I still think it has a very, for you. very good story. Oof. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. moving on. Baby Peril. It's just the inverse of Fallout Three. It's right. literally the inverse. But that's literally a problem for me. Like, why tell the same story okay, with an inverse? We're arguing about something that's been passed. You're right. Let's argue Continue about the future. To the future. All right. Someday, that's exactly what back. Todd Howard wanted. We'll play Fallout Four for a week, and that'll be the game we talk about on another podcast <laughs> in the future. 
Um, so Fallout 76 online, uh, kind of survival-esque game. Uh, you, you, you are a resident of, of Vault 76, 25 years after the bombs drop. Um, and you are, uh, unleashed out into the wilds of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been listening to it's that John and green and almost like there was never an apocalypse. Well, that's the very thing. weird. I was reading about that and like people were discussing this, like, but why would they bomb West Virginia? There's no reason. Yeah. Well, actually, there are like bunkers there's, and missile silos well, in West Virginia. But why not, not a lot of it's used West anymore? Virginia. We sure. should be talking about why we aren't bombing them today. today. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff isn't used anymore. Territory. There are some power plants out there, though, that could do some serious damage if you disrupted the grid. Okay, that I don't want to be put on an FBI, FBI watch list, so let's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but also, yeah. also, we're talking about a total apocalypse with Fallout. Right. Mm-hmm. If the setting is that the entirety of America has been blasted, s- nuclear winds are a real problem, then it That's would true. affect West Virginia. No, I agree. The DC, like, Norfolk, yeah. everywhere else. I have, I, have, I have a big. Huh? Oh, Mountain Mama, West Virginia. Mountain, yeah. Take me home. You oh, <laughs> interrupted to oh. ask. <laughs> I have been listening <laughs> to that John Denver song so many times since they announced that game. Yeah. Just by watching the trailer, you actually just pulled the song. No, I bought the song. Wow. You bought the song. Yeah, so wow. now I'm not even just Spotify. Yeah. You own music. the rights when they play it now. Do you get money? Yeah, I get royalty. <laughs> wow. I get an 800th of a penny. Not bad. Every Start time. calling you Mr. Take John Denver. <laughs> the, um, no, I agree. I think there's a real problem in the Fallout series where they keep ratcheting down the intensity of the yeah. nuclear war. Yeah. Uh, but... Should I try this out? Yeah, I'm that's the problem. I'm excited to try this I, out. I, as much as I can throw vitriol and negativity, then they started showing all the West Virginia monsters, and I'm super big into Grafton. the Sloth. The Sloth. Grafton monster, Mothman. Mothman. Oh, a lot of good stuff. I'm so in. Uh, <laughs> like, so, so the thing those that monsters I, are cool. The thing I'm interested in, I'm not a huge, well, I won't say I'm not a huge, I like some like online survival games. Like, I played Seven Days to Die, and I I've never played any I've of them. Played, I played Conan, Conan Exile. Is it Exiles? Conan yeah, Exiles. Yep. Yeah, so, but the big thing for me is that I have a lot of friends that are hardcore fans of these kinds of games. Some of them also being fans of Fallout, so they're freaking out. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, Like this is a genre that I love playing and put a lot of time into because they love the idea of this camaraderie and like building things and defending yeah. against other players. So I'm excited for it because they are because I know I'm going to have a core group of people that will play it all the time that's but pretty that's dope. also a downside if you don't have that will it be worth getting this if you're just by yourself and you ha- if you're playing on a you know so i don't know if they're going to be separating things out like they do in conan where there's a pve server and pvp yeah. server no it's it's so it's 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 um seamless shards so it's like mm. instancing where it's like sometimes so you'll you'll play you'll be on an instance you'll be on a server mm. and you'll, you'll make your camp and then when you log off and then you log back in, you might be put on a different uh, server, and then they see if your camp overlaps with another person's camp, uh-huh. and if it does, it despawns your camp and gives you like a little, the camp is what they call it, and it's like a, it's a um, movable like spawn point for your for your base, and you pick that up and you put it on a different point and just respawn your base. Okay. Um, but they said the, the, the player base Per server is going to be in the dozens, right? It's mm. not going to be in the hundreds. It's not going to be crazy. Yeah, it's just going to be you like running across another player will be an event, right? Mm. It's going to be kind that of important. Sounds exciting. I I th- I think it'll be really interesting, especially. But no clip documentary did a lot for making me interested yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, 
some other interesting things. Uh, the, I got this from the Jeff Kelly show uh, YouTube uh, stream where he had Todd Howard on. Big Rod Todd. Uh, there'll be no NPCs, so all the quests are like found quests. Interesting. So I it's didn't like catch terminals, that robots. There is a faction of ghouls that are mm, like yeah. semi feral. Right. Um, that will be, I guess, some form of quest givers. And uh, these, this, I think, this is also the uh, the faction that's holding on to the nuclear launch codes that you can access and launch nuclear missiles. Yeah. Which I also kind of have a problem with that from yeah. a narrative standpoint. Well, not only narrative, but um, griefing. Yeah, right? I mean, well, it's supposed to, it's like intentional griefing. I mean, the, there's going to have to be some kind of control in place for that. Yeah. It, What's the just, launch codes is the control, right? Yeah. The and, nuclear weapons we're talking about? Yes. You're saying someone would launch a nuclear weapon? Mountain Mama? <laughs> Take me home. They're going to they're gonna be launching nukes at Mountain Mama country? <laughs> That's almost, surprising. Almost heaven. You know, a rocket gets pretty close to heaven. Does it? Therefore, West Virginia. I always thought of heaven as more of a Transdimensional thing. Okay, we're 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 weeping now. <laughs> um, D- Dylan's head shake looked genuinely disappointed. <laughs> uh, they're still figuring out incentives for PvP. They said they don't want to make it griefy. Um, so we'll see what that what that means. Um, Real time vats. So no it's even like slowing what is that? What's the cool thing about vats? How it slowed down time. But oh, have, well, we time have we seen enough? Have we seen enough? Maybe. Well, also, that's a big technological challenge of like slowing down no, yeah, the yeah. global clock for all the players. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, that would be like, so obnoxious. So, so I think the way you would do it, I guess, would be like control, like an area effect or something. Well, how they do it in Max Payne Three multiplayer is that it's line of sight, right? So, if someone does a bullet time and you're looking at them, then you get caught you in also, bullet time. And yeah. someone looks at you, then they get caught right, in bullet right. time. And you kind of and you it could together. do that in this, but also like the Matrix has been out for a while. Like, no. <laughs> it, it's maybe it's okay to move on from yeah. slowdowns and bullet mm-hmm. times. Well, and I mean, like from, from like I mean, like Fallout. The reason why they did that is for people who were like, I want my turn based. Yeah, back. And, 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 and also and the was, shootings kind of yeah, bad. In yeah, Fallout it was 3. also because like I'm terrible at a shooter. Like I'm you know yeah. playing Oblivion or like you know Morrowind. Like yeah, you're just walking up and whacking people and maybe yeah. walking a few times. But like that, like oh, but I want to use guns now, and also because Bethesda had no idea how to implement. Guns. Right, right. Like, we'll just put the system in there, and it worked for the most part. And in yeah. Fallout 4, it slows down time because, like, the shooting got better. Mm-hmm. So it was less about freeze framing it. Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, they're thinking about doing mod support for private servers, Ooh. which is interesting. I mean, Clean Faces mod. I think a Fallout without mods is like that part is ingrained. So mm-hmm. it would be nice to have that. A uh, um, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon in your West Virginia. Modded server, but yeah. So that's uh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Uh, Thomas, the, Thomas the Tank Engine Death Claw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that's that's a, a lot of a lot of what's happening with that. I'm I'm excited to see more. Um, but I, don't worry if you don't want to wait that long for your next Fallout game, which is really not that long. It's coming this year. Uh, it's it well, it's coming out right now in November. But, I could play though. Like I just got my Nintendo Switch. I if you love. had one of those, oh, good news! What? Because now you can play the free mobile game slash PC game that's been out for a year or two on your Switch. Mountain Mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fallout Shelter. Also PS4. You can play it on PS4 now. Yeah. 120 million players. Wow. 
I also I did I did play that mobile game for a little while. I, I, like I tried it. It was pretty decent. It's pretty okay. Weird. It reminds me a lot bad. of uh, Sim Tower, which was like a nice nostalgia, but it was Sim Tower with a lot of bullshit I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I think it's a pretty good mobile game. It, it was a, it was meant it was made for what it was meant to be, like a mobile game. You're just like, oh, I'm on the bus yeah. and I'm going somewhere. I might as well just boop boop boop. Okay, cool. I'm here. Let me forget about this for now. Yeah. What's that? You like mobile games? No. I would love no. Elder Scrolls. That I can play on the go. They'll never do that. Well, let me tell you. They'll never do it. Elder Scrolls Blades. What are you talking what are about? You, well, what is this? Well, will fill your needs. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Jan fill you. Wait, that's not. That's an off, con, <laughs> yeah. off podcast that's, reference. That's a joke that can make it's you been sense. a long night. Frankie um, Munez. <laughs> and hey, we still got, <laughs> thank you. Still got plenty to go through. Yeah. Um, oh, Lord. We're going we're gonna to make this much faster. Okay. Um. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Blades. It's a mobile version. Looks of, pretty good. Of, I think it's cool. Joe's excited. Joe's like super pumped. I, I want to try it out. Um, I would love I to try it out. I think it does look impressive for a mobile game. It's still probably not something I would play. But since they got Fallout Shelter on Switch, I'm hoping that means down the road we might get to see Blades come to Switch, and then I'd be That'd pretty be cool. into well, it. Well, no, it's already. It's coming to. Other, it said. Uh, it said Android and iPhone. No, I'm it pretty said, sure. It said mobile console and VR. It okay. Says, yeah. Ooh. If and it comes to play, Switch, I'll be in, and, and I'll you can be into play against it. anyone on any of those platforms. In VR, do you hold a phone? No, you hold the the touch controllers. You're holding a phone, and it's just a virtual versions of your hands holding a phone in front of you. It's just like taking whatever's out here around you, just in your VR headset. Uh, that's the game somebody Don't needs have to a make. Phone, but have a VR. Someone needs to make it now before that idea gets out there. Mobile uh, game simulator. Man. On Oculus Rift. What's the next game Bethesda's working on? Uh, funny you should ask, because they pulled a fucking Nintendo from last year. Where they're like, not excited about Fallout 76. Well, fuck you. Here's Starfield. Well, and then, fuck you. And, and then they Big just, Rod Todd. Big Rod Todd. <laughs> He's they get and then they they so they showed like a little teaser of what Starfield will potentially be. It's like a space station out in space, and it in it a Starfield goes really, through where it's it hey. where it is. Yeah. They go through a wormhole or something. Seems cool. I like space. These last two teasers of the Bethesda thing were the thing that I hate. This is the lowest point in E three for me. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it, Joe? It's it was real frustrating. Like, don't show it if you're if you have nothing to say. Is my feeling. We knew that they were working on these two games. We had strong suspicions of what it was, I, and I just feel like this was just dumb. I'm going, I'm going away now. Yeah. Other game. This I I I thought this was pretty cool. Cause like, all right, you you did everything, and then things just like, all right. But we're gonna tell you about our next next game. Next next game saying, well, so Starfield says is for next generation single player experience, implying next console generation. Right. Yes. Five. After that, beyond that. Yes. Six. Yo, know, lights come down, and then flying over a landscape. Elder Scrolls Six, and I was like, wow, like that's like, not only are you doing it's, a new Fallout, you are like giving your roadmap. <sighs> It's giving Years a roadmap, out. but for a game that is a sure thing anyway. We already had yeah. the roadmap. Yeah, like we knew Elder Scrolls 6 would have to happen eventually. Yeah, but they the, the thing is they broke their cycle, right? Yeah. Because it's supposed yeah. to be Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Elder Scrolls and Fallout. So they did Elder Scrolls. Uh, they did Oblivion. And then they did Fallout 3. And then like, all right, Obsidian make New Vegas. And then they did Skyrim. Yeah. And like, okay. Sounds like they've been broken for a while. Well, 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 then so that's when started the wheel started teetering and then it was like, okay, they did they did they did Skyrim. Obviously, they'll do uh a new Fallout 
Or wait, so they did Fallout 4 first, and then they did Elder Scrolls Online? Was that the order? Yeah. Um, they had such a good line in their like their little video that they played at the beginning of the Bethesda thing. Bethesda. 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 Um, where they were like, at Bethesda, we, we like to play with things. We like to break things. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yes, you do. This is so you. And yeah. uh, and this is just they're breaking things again with that cycle. So I'm excited for, for Elder Scrolls 6 in 2023. It'll be good when that comes out. When we get yeah. footage of it in two more E3s. Yeah. Um, but next year will be another picture. I, I just think it brings something to say. Yeah, I, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me for him to go coming in a few years. I don't know. The Metroid thing last year like was like, whoa, okay, this is what they're thinking about. We it's, didn't know Metroid f- it's, Prime 4 was ever going to happen. Right, a Prime yeah. specific okay. series game. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. It had been so long. It had been like a decade and a half. Elder, yeah. Elder Scrolls was a known quantity. I mean, it, it's interesting to me because I feel like what Bethesda did and kind of set into motion, especially when they announced Fallout 4 for the first time, and they're like, yeah, we're working on Fallout 4. By the way, it's coming out in like four months. And everyone was like, holy crap, like what? Like, because everyone knew they were working on this game, but the fact that they like, we're announcing it officially, here's the video, blah, blah, blah. Also, it's coming out this year. And everyone was like, oh my God, because like I feel like not a lot of, people did that but now right. everyone is trying to do that because they saw that like reception where people were like holy crap like they're announcing game is not coming out in three years but this year yeah. like announcing fallout shelter available now <laughs> yeah. on your switch announcing yeah. skyrim on, unravel 2 on your apple 2 computer yeah <laughs> uh, well they did they announced it I, for I the it. uh the alexa and it was available yeah. that day <laughs> um one minor thing about fallout 76 um it's being made by uh, mostly by Bethesda Austin, which used to be former the former Battlecry studio, which was working on the game Battlecry, and that game hadn't been heard of in a while, and it's because so it's in good hands. They shelved it, and they gave them this project. All right, that's cool. Um, also, there was a lot of like, uh, if you watch the No Clip documentary about that, they were talking about how uh, they had to retrofit the 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 Quake netcode. Oh. To like the Gamebryo Elder Scrolls engine, interesting. Um, and like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, network engineers at the at the Austin studio that had experience in that. All right, that's Bethesda, done. Yes. Let's talk about Devolver. Ooh. Who wants to take point on Devolver? Because I'm. Let's let Joe have it. I think I'm he's probably most Devolver. excited. I I I was. Let me tell you, for a fake E3 conference, aren't they all fake? Yeah, uh, but All but right. I mean, I, I I I didn't know much about the history of Devolver with E3, and they have quite a history of E3 being dicks to them, covering up the. I mean, like they, to be fair, they well, were doing okay. All well, let's say like E3 is not an entity. The ESA is an entity. The ESA, yeah, running where, E3. Either way, they blocked off their little their little side event outside of E3 one year, and like they had to get like a balloon to like advertise their thing. And to be fair, there's a lot of criticism you can level towards the attitudes and the and the tone and the kind of pandering that E3 is, which a lot of uh, there was this like yes. Elder Scrolls five annou- six announcement that happened. Elder Scrolls five, yeah. Uh, Does it well, have that, dragons? That, that was announced as well. Actually, oh, okay. They they announced it for Alexa, but there's a lot of pandering and. It was Did nice. you see the, the opening cutscene for Elder Scrolls V where the Dovahkiin oh my God, jumps stop. off the dragon? No. That was your last one. Okay. Yeah, that's it. You're done. But that was a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> I, I wouldn't you say that. Gotta, you guys got to help me. Pat I haven't me on the back. watched an E3 in years. This is the first one I've watched in a while because I 
the announcements are going to come up anyhow. I, right. I, why am I waiting through all this stuff I don't care about to get to things I do? But I enjoy the group watch. Like we do in our yeah, Discord, was, we'll have people watch together. But I was consuming what I felt like was a very cynical experience. Yes. And and a very hollow and shallow kind of experience and then devolver came on i didn't know what it was like i didn't know what the thing was and i was like oh they're doing a little bit here that's kind of fun and then it was just a really like it was a satire of all the things i was thinking about and yes and and, and it portrayed all of these things i was like e3 like mentality and it and it was exactly what i needed to like be like oh man i'm i'm happy i trudged through e3 to, to get, get to, to that this. point, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it was by far my favorite thing. It was a fantastic I, break for someone who was just like tired of corporate, mm-hmm. you know, advertising bullshit. I guess it just to me felt pretty kind of empty. Like it felt like a lot of the same shtick as last year. It was that. So having yeah. not seen last year's until after, and then going back to last year's, so I was like, oh, they're literally telling. And, and then the they're exact- referencing. Mm-hmm next year's yes, by saying yeah. like oh she's gonna come back she's robocop yes. now or whatever and i was but, just like uh. but i'm okay because i love robocop <laughs> but and i loved everything about it in it as a first time experience i think if they repeat it a third year and make it the exact same shtick again yeah that's gonna be pretty sad it's gonna be old i think but for a first year seeing it i was, was they did have some it. really clever beats though the loot box coin being an actual thing got sold out uh, a couple days yeah. later um can't buy loot box with, with anymore. varying price points. Like, yeah, it like just kept changing. Two hundred, one hundred. It was down to seventy-five at one point. Yeah. yeah, that was when it went sold out. After that, it's it's smart to have fun with that stuff. No, yeah, I agree. I just wish the jokes were more biting to me, to to my vantage yeah. point in the industry. Yeah. The way you feel about Devolver is kind of how I felt about most of the games at E3, where I was like, I'm sure someone finds this fun. I don't, mm-hmm. and that's and that's kind of like that's fine. Like that's just that's just that's just like a thing. I can't be excited about like other people's excitement for Fallout seventy six, and that's fine. But it's just to me. So I had a, I had a good spiel, which Alex kind of argued against in the in the Discord, where I was like, "All right, if we're going to make biting, cutting like commentary, like let's not do a cryptocurrency. Like that's, that's been played out. Like that's like a bad Silicon but Valley. But they made episode. it a physical, sure, collectible like, too. Right, like which also goes with all of these collectible boxes where you get a maquette statue of marcus phoenix's phoenix's head and it those things are trash yeah (laughs) like those things are trash that they sell for a hundred bucks a piece or it's like the talking mutant head for rage 2 that you can mount on your wall that's like the talk i was like who would buy this is that real yeah i just thought it was a joke in the game no i think it's it's, i think it's a real pre-order thing so that yeah. yeah and so they're selling a physical thing that is a joke on that as well but it's just to me it was like if we want to do biting commentary let's talk about like Let's talk about how, like, let's talk about unionization and how all these fucking companies are afraid of that. Like, let's say, let's make a joke on that. Let's make a joke on, you know, how stilted these presenters can be. Let's, like, let's... I think they did do the joke on the stilted presenters, though. I mean... They talked about how the the, the verbiage used was really just nonsense, and they talked about how... It's, it's corporate but yeah, but, like, but the joke was explaining the joke. Like, there was, like... But it was still made apparent. It was still satire of the thing. Yeah. I, yes, there are other issues. They chose issues that were fairly well known. That was but that fine. makes it accessible as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's I think that was my problem with it. And that's what Alex pointed out. Yeah, is like you want jokes that are like way deeper. <laughs> right. That's why the funniest joke to me in that thing is the thing that they brought back was the Dave Lang Memorial Center or Memorial <laughs> yeah, Theater. It's really because good. It's like I find that hilarious because <laughs> I know who that is. I've met that dude. Like it's hilarious that they just keep making fun of him. Yeah. And then there's the part where they show the 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 hologram of him, and yeah. it's just like him <laughs> in his shorts, and he has like a soda, and, and he's, he's like looking around. <laughs> 
do, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. It's like, where did they get that footage? Did they bring Dave Lang in to do that? Like, that's that's funny. And obviously, that's not the cutting, biting satire that I'm talking about previously. But it's, I don't know. But also, Metal Wolf Chaos is a real game <laughs> I didn't know about before. Oh. The, the language that they used, the Richard, that's in the original game. That's not like that in Japan. They used these American voice actors, nice. And from software said, "Don't change anything. Like, like leave it the same, please." And <laughs> nice. So I like uh, how it's literally the same game. It's not like an up-res. Like it's like the same right. models and textures and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, the way you change weapons in that game is like you you open up a weapon selector and all these weapons pop out of your like your back and they're all attached to like a mech. So you have like a rifle and a bazooka and it's, it just looks so silly. Yeah. But they also uh, had scum. Oh, I, I, I kind of have nothing to say about Scum. Like, what is is this a like? I, is this a parody? Like, is this satire yeah, on like a battle royale game? Like I've been be. to their website and I still don't know. Yeah, I, I've looked. They have like details on like character types and 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 it just it's so weird. Uh, but my friend Pedro, that looked good. That looks I've seen super gifts fun. of that game forever yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this was a this was a, a world premiere for me. Shoot my hands, bouncing. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. That's gonna be a fun nuts. title. All right, Exciting. Square Enix, Monday, 1 p.m., Ugh. Big Apple. We could probably just skip Square Enix. Yeah, that honest, was kind of a deflating. Yeah, that was I nothing was like, there. What did, they, what did they show? Battle of the Tomb Raider we talked about. Who Final highlighted Fantasy Octopath Traveler? 14. I did. But all I all there is really to say about it still is that the tilt shifting looks really cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm going to get it. Babylon's Fall. <laughs> what about Final Fantasy 14 X Monster Hunter World? Oh, I think that's really cute. It is. What does that mean, though? Is it a whole new game? No, 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 no. no, no. no it's, it's content in, in in Final Fantasy they, they've fourteen. They've done right? it multiple times. Okay, okay. They, I, I wasn't aware. Yeah, they did it with Final Fantasy thirteen, where you're, where Whitening appears as like a cameo, and there's a quest line, and you get like specific cosmetics from that game. All right, they that's what they're doing with uh, was it the uh, Mega Man Devil May Cry thing? Yeah, right. Like they they kind of added a lot of their crossovers. Yeah. Okay, well, they, I'm less excited. I wasn't very excited to begin with. Yeah. Kenny, come up more on your mic. Uh, awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. We talked about Dragon Quest Eleven. For people yeah. who like Dragon Quest games, yeah. this is exciting. Is this Square we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I think like I'm I'm curious about Dragon Quest Eleven. I would like a return to form for Dragon Quest, maybe, but I don't know if I would play it. This like, is another opportunity way. for me to explain how much I hate the Dragon Ball Z aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like the tiny faces with the little eyes, and the little nose. Like the nose is like big a eyes. They're very big eyes. Oh, well, yeah. some of them did. Some of them had the very narrow, like <laughs> yeah. Goku eyes. Maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But either way, there's a very distinct shape. Like there's very distinct shapes that appear in this guy's art style. And I mean, this guy, like he has a lot of fans. That's great. This guy, this guy well, right uh, here. There's about this guy? Akira Toriyama. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. I that mean, fall. he's been attached to great things. He's uh, Chrono Trigger's artwork, you know. Mm. Yo, tell me about Babylon's Fall. I don't know. It's I just it's male Bayonetta. Okay. Oh, okay. In, in like a medieval setting. We talked about Just Cause for Quiet, the Quiet Man. Quiet man. What the fuck was that I don't trailer? Know. It's some. It's it, the main character's deaf, and he knows martial arts. I guess. You like it start. I didn't know that about the deafness, but it I like starts out live sure. action, and then it cuts to like in game. Yeah. yeah. Beats the shit out of some. And then stupid looking gang members. They yeah. just yeah. got some like Joe Schmo off the seat. And it's like, all right, you go put this uh, visor on upside down. They backwards, had some, some flashy. On. They had some flashy jackets. Everyone knows Those were high dollar jackets. Everyone mm. knows gang members are color coded for yes. your convenience. That's nice. That's actually true. Mm-hmm. It is kind of <laughs> yeah, it is actually <laughs> Bloods and Crips, man. Um, so that was square. Not a lot there. Well, um, oh yeah, we did talk about Kingdom Hearts. I got a roll in a second. Okay, Kenny's got a roll. 
Is there anything um, we missed for wait. you, Kenny? Is there anything we've missed? We need to jump to. Do, do we need to jump in time to anything? Uh, Thank you. Highlight. I would like to talk about Sony, but that'll be like another like three hours, eight hundred yeah. hours. Sony is my business. We're right gonna now. we're gonna go quicker through this stuff. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, I am. I am too. Um, Did we say anything about Octopath? Did you cover it? It yeah, looks he, great. Tilt looks great. great. Move yeah, on. Got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Um, we should go quickly, but not make it sound rushed. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft. Uh, highlights here. Big excitement about Just Dance 2019, right, everybody? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I love Stoked. it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, uh, Beyond Good cool. and Evil 2. The, the cinematic looked great. It, it looks, looks I mean, it looks so as good as it looked before. Yeah. Per curious, but we need to get into exactly. the spec work thing. Yes. With, so it's like Joseph Gordon-Levin walks on stage. I'm like, oh, cool, he's here. And then he's just like, let me tell you about on hit play on record or whatever. Yeah, hit record and getting freelancers to do spec work for us, and then we might potentially pay them. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, "We're we're putting it aside fifty thousand dollars to pay fans to make content for this game." And I'm like, "Dude, that's nothing." Right. Yeah. Uh, so that that kind of that stuff blew up, and like. Just to go and love it, like put an article out on Medium, and he was like, "Hey, this is our platform. Like, hey, we're so actually really nice." I want his idea to be good though. Like hit record and just his like enthusiasm about creators is exciting to me. You know, I like the idea of pushing collaborative content and that kind of thing. But if you're trying, trying to get professional quality art at, at, at no cost to the professionals or, or at no, at no uh, pay to them, is there an ethics problem there? Yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yes. The answer I, I, is. I think it's not from a lack of morality, most likely. I think it's from a lack of understanding. Yeah. I think what it is, because when he tried to defend it, it was like, oh, your platform's kind of bad, but you still don't understand that it's bad. Mm -hmm. um, he's like, 650,000 people um, since our founding of this platform have made $2.8 million. And I'm like, dude, you do the math on that, that averages out to $4 a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, 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 now... Let's think about what we can go with $4, though. You can get four bucks of gas, which yeah. is sometimes an eighth of a tank. Not too bad. You can get three items off the dollar menu at McDonald's and have enough for tax. Got to count for tax. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, like, this whole concept, like, when I think back at, like, Counter-Strike and, like, you know, people who make mods, and they just did it because they wanted to. And then, like, people like people noticed, like, wow, huge. this is blowing up. We should talk to these people. And then and they then, get hired. Like, yes. And that's such a time. cool time yeah. in, like, our upbringing right like to yeah. see people do it and think like that could be me i could get into that but then you also have the like well let's like introduce paid mods yeah and oh. how ugly that is and uh i don't know it's it's a slippery it, slope you got to find you got to think it through pretty hard it's just crazy to me because when you see like you know back in the day when people were making those mods they were you know they're doing it for free they're doing it just for the pure joy enthusiasm they have for this engine and this game and like I think when if you're a company and you see that you're like that person will go to extreme lengths to make how can a good we, product. How can I we think, bleed it? Yeah. <laughs> I think exactly. the genuine way you'd have to do this is not to go for some like 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 you, you need to set a low bar of, of visual detail, I feel like, mm -hmm. in a smaller project and then open it up to uh, so you have room or a wider pool. Yeah, and, and you're not offering money. You're saying, Hey, let's work together and build a thing. This is a really low budget project. The mm -hmm. budget is just for us to maintain our kind of administrative like organization of the people and we, we wanna do this thing where we talk with the community and build a community based like aesthetic. And is it so different than like YouTube? Or any other thing where it's like you guys provide all of the work in the content, 
We will host it, which is still a lot of work, obviously. Um, and then we'll take 50% of the profit out of that when the ads come. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty huge thing, right? Like, it, it is the model of the future because so many people want to create. You can't stop them. And, right. and capitalism is going to take advantage of that. And is it wrong? Is it morally wrong to take advantage of it when it's there and it's available? Well, and it's voluntary. I think the current state of like where, you know, organized labor is in that conversation in the games industry, I think they, they shouldn't be pushing this. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, they shouldn't be pushing this anyways, because it's, it's very you know advantageous. And, um, but it's like, you know, the YouTube argument, you're not recording over. No, no, it's fine. It's like, why is there stuff ahead of the line? And it's recording. Oh, it puts a buffer. It's like a silence buffer. Okay. It's I'm fine. Sorry. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it was an immediate panic. When it, whenever it hits the edge, it like adds a couple more seconds and that's how it records. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's like with YouTube, like that's a, like YouTube's abusive, right? Like they're demonetizing yeah. a lot of stuff. And right. like, and so you're still creating content and now you're not making anything right, and right. they are. And then, and they're being the opaque about what their rules are. Like, you yes. know, like LGBTQ creators are like yes. being silenced and they don't know why. Cause they're like, Oh, you're, we're demonetizing your videos because we think your videos aren't uh, appropriate. And it was like, I'm just making videos about my life. This is like a, just a diary. And just cause I happen to be, you know, part of the LGBTQ community, right. like your, your content ID shit is picking it up yeah. and demonetizing it. So I think I think it's kind of a bad scene. Um, you know, if they want fans to make stuff, just pay them appropriately. Just pay it, pay it. What's right? Worth. Or pay no one. But it, but the, what it's worth is based on who will put the work in and how much they like. You determine your own worth, right? Or the market determines your worth. But the but, market but is they have modelers and three D artists, yeah. and and all that stuff. So, but if someone will do it for free, then the worth of those professionals is immediately dropped down. Sure. Then no one should. Do this system, no matter exactly. How. But but people will right. Like if the onus is on the community to not pitch in, you're not going to get that. So you're in this weird, dark, like dystopian future for creators. It's weird. And if they don't do it, somebody else will. Kenny, do you need to leave? Okay, well, we'll take another break, and then we'll this go sad. very quickly through everything else. Kenny, you need to say bye to Joe. Joe? I'm not good at goodbyes. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. Is this one for me? I'm leaving on a jet plane. And we're back. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, We're I back, waited here for you. We've lost a very special partner. Mm-hmm. My my true my soulmate s- in life. My sweet, sweet Kenneth. Oh my yeah. God. What would Vaguely think to hear you say that? Kenny doesn't know about Vaguely. Can you you know, keep it on the down low here? But does Vaguely know about Kenny? Is he cool with it? If Vaguely doesn't know about Kenny. Can you keep <laughs> it on the down low here? <laughs> well, I know who I'm saying this podcast to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna hit highlights now, um, cause we're running kind of long. Um, all right, so we're on Ubisoft. We've spoken. We're like, were there highlights on beyond, this one? Beyond Good and Evil. Um, there are a couple. Oh. Uh, Nick, did you highlight Mario and Rabbids? 
yeah, man, I'm just excited about Donkey Kong. And Donkey that's Kong, all I got to say. Mario. Mario and Rabbids was this like shock hit for me. I'd never expected to like it. Now I love it. So I'm just pumped. That's all I got to say. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I I never beat the base game. So maybe I, I should... beat it to death. Oh. I did. I just like Todd Howard. Yeah. Yep. I mm. don't accuse me <laughs> <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Starlink. Okay. Well, I'm curious. All right. I, I don't want to buy thing about that. Is Miyamoto? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I doing the Super the Nintendo slippy, Star Fox? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just him coming out was like pure joy. He's just such a happy little man. And uh, and it got me excited a little bit. Then I looked at like the price of the box, which is seventy five dollars for wow, really? It's seventy five dollars for two captains, one of which is Star Fox, and like a vaguely R wing inspired ship. Oh, vaguely isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you know about this? Um, so so like seventy five bucks for that is too high a price point, knowing that there's also going to be all these other ship parts you can buy. You're looking at like if you want to s- jump in. And play the customizable, oh man, words, the customizable component game. You're like, I'm gonna have to put in a minimum hundred and fifty dollars, probably, and that that's too high of a price point to buy in, and then potentially have more down the road that you're like, oh, that's real cool, I need to get that. So, I don't want one of these games. I don't want a collectible physical piece want, game, a uh, Toys to Life game. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's the same thing I felt with Amiibo and with Skylanders. I think these are great concepts for kids. If I was a kid, I'd probably be really into these things. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amiibo's the last man standing, though. Who? Amiibo. It's the only collectible that like is still on the market. No Starlink. more. No more Lego Universe. No more. No Disney more Infinity. No more Skylanders. Yep. Have you guys heard about Starlink? No, tell me about. It. They got these little ship plastic ships. They got some <laughs> Amiibo in there. There's a Star Fox Amiibo. Have you seen the opening cutscene? <laughs> they start in the spaceship. <laughs> do, do they end up somewhere planetary? Like some kind of mountainous no they go higher oh in the space oh they they yeah. ski through space yeah man cool. astral it's astral amazing slopes. what they can do with opening cinematics these days <laughs> you tell me <laughs> the opening cinematic technology it's, it's just, just out it's off the chain i'm waiting for like out of this world opening cinematic technology to catch up with opening cinematic technology mm-hmm. but uh you know. i think you'll be waiting a long time yeah but it will happen um other stuff that Ubisoft talked about. They talked more about Skull and Bones. Um, their pirate game. Talked Party more of- about For Honor. The For Honor expansion. Uh, Crew 2. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's now in Greece again. Oh, it's in Greece for the first time. Again. Yeah, it's basically the same thing as Italy. Oh, oh okay. okay. I, I thought you were talking about Origins. I was, I was like, like, what are you... Yeah. Is it Assassin's Creed anymore? Well, Origins didn't look much like it. <laughs> Yeah, this really doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. Like if if they didn't tell me, I wouldn't have guessed. I mean, maybe there's some like that's a great symbol somewhere in there. I just but, feel like and, they should have shown off some either really cool combat or some uh some like big story stuff. Not like this merchant is upset. Like just, it was such a like minimal like non exciting moment to show I don't know, off. Small 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 moments. Moments matter, Count but it didn't matter. That moment didn't matter to me, and uh, but also Assassin's Creed doesn't matter to me. So. Fair enough. It it was weird. I like. I feel like they were trying to appeal to me with things like you could talk to this philosopher and shape history with the words you say. And I was like, man, 
but I don't trust you as writers, you know, to be interesting. Oh, oh no, Nick, how will you smoke? What? Oh, oh no, you in the podcast. People can't see that. <laughs> it's late. I'm what tired. And also, I don't smoke. Um, if you did, you'd have these right here. Yeah. <laughs> how could I? Moving on. Sorry. <laughs> PC gaming show. This was a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I this was like one I didn't watch live. I like turned back in and there was like trailers playing or not trailers. They were like interviewing them on the stage. I'm like, yeah, no, no. So I don't know who the guy was, but the presenter here was the biggest schmuck of all of the presenters. Was this the worst? This was the worst. <laughs> this is the lowest point. In the E3 this year, it, but it, seriously, he he had like a few buzzwords that he would go for. Like after he'd be like, "That was amazing, that was amazing, wow!" And you know, just like that that attitude where he was his his he was putting on this this air, and it was so fake, and and it just like it was like ah. Uh, on top of the fact that these games were very odd choices for showcasing, uh, they well, had. I mean, this is this is kind of like the catch all, right? Yeah, of yeah. anything PC ish. Yeah. Yeah. But there's gotta be. <laughs> gotta be better stuff to showcase um well the things we'll showcase from the showcase uh neocab um felix is working on this game uh it was a kickstarter it's kind of cool it's like a you play as like an uber driver in like a little the dystopian near future and you're looking for your friend who's yeah, like wanted yeah. the style looks really cool like the very i mean neo yeah. neon kind of thing it it was weird as the second taxi game that got d- 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 showcased in the pc uh, showcase. What was doing? <sighs> I didn't have. Uh, I missed the PC showcase, so I don't have a lot. Is that, is, uh, do you have the? I don't have the list. Uh, there, there was two, and they both had a very kind of, you know. Uh, Are you sure it wasn't just the same game? It was two different games. I <laughs> promise. You. I'm trying to look through the list of titles yeah, I have too, on here. And I'm like, I don't none of this. Know. Night call. That's it. I what, think. What was it called? Night call. Oh, that, that sounds that, like a, that, yeah, a taxi yeah. game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so who, uh, we, we have a, is, is, is this a local? Uh, no, Felix is just a friend of the oh, show. Okay. That's cool though. That's cool. Um, Hunt Showdown, who, who highlighted this? That's, Joe? uh, that's Kenny, isn't it? Oh, Hunt, no, 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 I, I did. Uh, no. I actually own that game. Blue, and blue is I don't Kenny. know what was said here that was, that was like, I, I can't remember anything new about it. Hunt Showdown is a very good game though. Uh, I don't know if there's anything, there's anything to add too much, but it is like a specific two-player experience where mm-hmm. you you go in with one buddy and and you're you're trying to kill a monster where everyone else does, and shit is scary because everything makes you feel vulnerable. If you hear a gunshot in the distance, you know that if you come near that player, two gunshots could kill you. Or if you accidentally go near some birds, they might they'll 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 fly off and make cawing noises, and other players will know where you are. This is a survival game. Uh, battle royale no uh, but it is kind of like a battle royale okay. it's it's not like a shrinking map thing it's a monster uh, hunting game that just happens to have other players in it right it's right and you the, the it's not it's not a shrinking map but rather every player is trying to get the bounty they're trying to be the thing the one that kills the monster in the middle and there's depending on the map there might be two monsters or one monster but the rush is to go to find clues to find out where the monster is and then once you get there other players are also ending up heading in that direction so it has a functionally similar kind of thing but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's a cool little game. It's 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 one of those one of those little sleepers. I feel like. Yeah, so that seems cool. Um. Uh, one other thing, want to highlight here. Uh, um, uh, Chris Dwyer announced their publisher, Untitled Publisher. 
uh, interesting name. Um, and they had three games on the showcase, Overwhelm, Morningstar, and Bravery Network Online. Publisher Unknown's Battlegrounds will be their best title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Overwhelm's available right now. And seems pretty cool. Uh, Will picked it up, so I'm curious what he has to say about it. Um, Nick, do you want to talk about Just Cause? One we already more? talked we, about we, it. Okay. The only, my big complaint about that one is, with the tornado, I want to destroy things. And if I'm seeing something else destroying things that I'm not controlling or putting on them in some way, like if you get like that game's crazy enough that you could easily get like a tornado beacon that you put down and it calls a tornado. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm into it. Okay. So little thing, but like, uh, that's all move on. Ooblets. Ooblets. Uh, I just, that uh, has been showcased last year. Um, and just excited for it to come out. Um, oh man, we're moving on to Sony next. Sony. Oh. All right. Big things. What do, what do, what do we want to talk about? Well, the presentation was terrible. It was weird because it did The Last it, of Us two. It was clumsy. One. Well, so I won't say it yeah. was terrible. They had they put forth an effort. Well, you know what they did? They the the the, 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 the Last moved of Us trailer. People physically. They moved people to a different venue after they did The Last of Us two. Yeah, thing. was that because weird there wasn't enough space choice. in one venue? No, it's because like the Last of Us two, like where they showed that, like was modeled after like the church. The church. Well, why not do everything in there? It's a great question. It was a smaller room, though. It did look like a smaller oh, room. Did it? Was it like okay. a limited audience that got to go see yeah, that? Yeah, I'm maybe. sure there was a, like, you were the first people here, or you're a Premier Pass Plus member. Well, they like, um, or something. You're because key investors. press were in that, and like yeah. the press were being shuffled over to the other venue, and they, and they were showing like stuff in between that, and people were like tweeting out, like, hey, what are you guys seeing? Because yeah. we can't see it because we're in transit to the other place. If it was worth the gimmick, it was only worth the gimmick to the people who are in that room. And yeah. it seems like it wasn't worth the gimmick. And it seems like they also could have pre-recorded that yeah. for them. Done it earlier in the day. And then, or, or not even earlier. Yeah, but yeah, yes, ultimately, yes. An earlier time. Yeah. And then and then still had the press conference start live for smoothness sake. It was a weird choice. All in all, though, it was a rough start to what I think was the best one because, in part, because I hadn't heard of some. This of the is the low before. point of this podcast. Joe's happy. Uh, uh, but lowest <laughs> point. There was. I mean, The Last of Us Two. Uh, we've had some brief conversations. I don't know how how it's late. I don't know how much you want to go into it. Let's be brief. I'm very excited for it. Obviously, the story stuff, but uh, oh, man, it's too uh, big we, of a topic. We've to got to talk about that though because there's so much buzz about the violence and whatnot. But violence is cool. Well, that game looks so visceral, and it's such a good juxtaposition to go from like sweet story moment to brutal combat, and how awful that stuff looks to back to sweet story moment. Um, And you know something bad is going to happen to that girl in that church uh, to lead to all that violence. You want that juxtaposition to tell a story. I don't think artists should be constrained to resist that kind of thing for the sake of not glorifying violence i don't think they should glorify violence ultimately even though i say violence is cool but i don't think they should feel restrained and the weird kind of outcry of like oh this game makes me feel uncomfortable so what art should make you feel uncomfortable sure but like also like i brought up earlier today was like oh we're trying to be like deep and meaningful with our violence also here's a dlc execution yes <laughs> that is the problem and then also like i remember when they demoed uh but also last of cool. us one for one of the first times and there was that encounter with like the raiders or whatever in the building and it ends with joel shotgunning a guy in the face and the crowd cheers yeah like it's people it's aren't going to there, interpret there, the message there is a difference it's a badass movie well, there is a difference between Last of Us One and Last of Us Two, and part of it is that you raised this girl. You have you have 
you have an empathy for this character, and now we're going to see the effects of this this kind of life on a character. And that's like if there's anything you can say about Naughty Dog is that they are very good at characterizing people, human beings, and making them feel really genuine and having those story beats where yeah. you're really really tied to what the character is feeling. And uh, I I believe that the the you know all of these visceral hits and impacts and things like that are going to feel tense and stressful like they often did in the Last of Us one, uh, and uh, you know the th- you, you people will always enjoy visceral violent impacts because it satisfies that like craving for a momentous feeling in gameplay. It satisfies the Morbid primal curiosity. urge we have to to beat competitors. Like part of the reason we have so many games where we're fighting people is because beating people feels satisfying it's like an enriching thing where we've triumphed over a mini objective and that might detract if if, you know if if you can only see the entertainment factor when you're playing it then it's then you know maybe that'll detract from the from the potential story value of it but i'm happy to see them try and we'll see if it actually pans out yeah i'm already sold because i'm a sucker for their for their games but and i'll probably watch him play it (laughs) because i Um, anything else big that we want to touch on this? We have Ghost of Tsushima. We have Ghost Giant VR looks really cool. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 looks really whoa, whoa, cool. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Uh, yes, it's all those things. Man, this is tough for me. You guys, we spent all this time talking about. I know. Talking about E3. This was my worry beforehand. Like going I'm in, sorry. I was like, we're going to talk too much. Uh, uh, all you got to hear was my negative vibes. Yeah, I mean, this is where I'm so happy. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to stop on Ghost Giant for yeah. just a second. Yeah. Okay. This is a like even though this is like a small game in the scheme of like people's hype meter. I feel like the idea of going into a place and just having this. Nick described it as like a toy, you know, playing with toys, but in VR, and you know that that means you get to have animated. But they're like living toys. It's like you know, it's like what you fantasize about as a kid, where your toys could have lives of their own, but you just interact with them. And God, it's like it's so cool. That's like fantasy. The idea of like you know, crouching down and, and visiting people that I, you know, characters that I've grown fond of. I love the, the, uh, the immersion of VR and it's like, like, I, like it's weird how much I love it. Like I haven't felt like it makes me feel more childlike than just about anything else in the world right now. And so that kind of thing is just like, I'm so pumped for that game. That's one of my highlights of the entire show. That's cool. And yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is very pretty. Yes. <laughs> gorgeous. Um, so gorgeous. I wonder how it'll play like when you're really controlling that. Yeah. I mean, damn, it looks good. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, right? Yep. They're, 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 they generally make very quality gameplay. I don't doubt the gameplay will be good. Didn't look particularly interesting on the gameplay side, but I feel like you might, it might just be enough that the, exper- the experience is as beautiful as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Kenny had some interesting things to say about it. Oh, let's hear those now. So in regards to the food player for the opening of the Ghost of Tsushima, Many people had comments about how it was a Caucasian man wearing traditional Japanese garb, playing a traditional Japanese instrument. However, it has come to light that that individual is actually a master at his craft from Japan, just happens to be Caucasian. So it's very interesting to see this conflict between what people perceive as cultural appropriation, but is a really cultural appropriation if it just happens to be a Caucasian man who was raised in that culture right. with those skills. That's all I have to say on that. I try to add it's his name is Cornelius Boots. Well, he yes. gets a free pass on everything. Yeah. <laughs> his life has been hard enough. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and those were Kenny's thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima. I love that Kenny guy. I mean, thanks for being here, Kenny. It's 
straight to the end. You're you're a true friend, <laughs> hero through and through. Yeah, he's a true Joe's man. You're a real trooper. Um, anything else? Uh, I mean, Death- you can't not Death- talk about Death Stranding. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, they finally showed like, gameplay of it. I'm really excited to care to deliver packages. Everybody's making that same joke, and it's true. <laughs> well, actually, it may not be because this is a Hideo Kojima right, trailer. There's got to be more. This could just be stuff that they decided to make in, in territories you may never see. You know, like yeah, it, it's so hard to know he, what he, it's going to really be. He even said in a in an interview afterwards, "I just wanted to show. I just wanted to make footage to show the blue collar guy that this guy is." Which means that this might just you know even though it's in engine, could be character building. It's in just engine. yeah, it's just showing who this guy be is. You see him fall, amazing. and it does build him up as that kind of John McClane. Like you know, he's 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 oh he's falling over in the water. He's going over these you know he's not John McClane's per- always falling over in the water in those he, Die well, Hard John Mc- movies. John McClane does get hurt. No, crazy but, how much glass is no, in the water. Just falling over in the water is all. But the John McClane type is someone who is down on his luck yeah, and perseveres. And every man, yeah, and yeah, and so. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of like theory stuff that you on, of course, too. There's tidbits about time fall and yeah, uh, you know, all these and how like the baby might be like his extra life or something. Like if he dies and like right. the baby yeah. is, he like, grows from that. Yeah, the whole entire thing with him getting the goosebumps and the tears and all these characters. It's an allergy to to this purgatory realm. They're experiencing allergic reactions. So when you see the tra- tail the tra- uh, the, the trail of tears. of tears. When you see the trail of tears, you, the trails you, of tears. you, will, you will finally know sadness. Yeah. Um, not a reference to pray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you tell me how this game ties into that universe. Uh, but but it's but it's it's the it's the the kind of baked in uh, tears of all the allergic reactions he had in the past. So I just love those kind of details. I'm a big sucker for these like over you know overly dramatic, very pretentious you know mind games i mean you know i give kojima a lot of shit or kojima games a lot of shit because like i feel like they're kind of like up their own ass a certain way like you know they make you bend over backwards to like believe the the story that they're trying to sell that said i'm just excited for him to do something that's not metal gear yeah Yeah. i'm excited for that i think he's a genuine artist i think art often doesn't work for a majority audience but i think it's amazing to let him play and have fun and see what it produces i will not personally play the game but i will watch friends play it i will look up stuff about it online i want to know what is in that guy's head but it's probably not i mean unless it turns out that it's like surprisingly good gameplay then maybe i'll pick it up but if it's just more of his kind of stuff, I'd so, probably watch it. There was some nice things in the interviews I watched with him where it was, you know, they, were, they had an interview with the guy, one of the developers of Horizon Zero Dawn, Ooh. because they gave the entire engine to, like, the, the, the Death Stranding is in the, uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn engine, yeah. And they're working with him, too. They're, like, showing him, okay, here's how you, you know, here's how you uh, maximize this engine. I always had that 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 curiosity because, like, the Fox engine was obviously belonged to Konami, so I was like, what are they making this in? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and... Kojima was very humble about that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, I mean, and of course, you're going to be in an interview. But also, I watched another thing where they talked about, where they, talked about they had that big the, the lady reveal at the end. It's like, who is this person? Yeah. Kojima is a huge fan of Bionic Woman. And he said it was instrumental in his development as a child. And that he always dreamed of working with this actress who played the Bionic Woman. So that the actress they showed in this big reveal at the end of the trailer was the Bionic Woman. But they, rever- they reversed age. Her. Yeah. But, but we also see her in a, the photograph that he has as, a, as her like current age. 
So, you know, there's a lot of time stuff in this thing. Yeah. But um, but either way, he was just super excited. And, and seeing him in an interview with with her as well was just like adorable. He was just like, you know, I, when I, I saw her solve problems without violence and it was it just changed my life. And I was like, oh, this is adorable. He's that's pretty so great. Yes, he's pretentious. Yes, he thinks he might be the god of video games, but he has uh, endearing qualities as well. Yeah. And so I say, give Death Stranding a chance. Spider-Man killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. really in, in that gameplay trailer or in that yeah. gameplay video. I, yeah. I, had, I had. So there's a theory that he's not killing anyone because that if you people say if you like zoom in and look close, everyone who goes over the edge of the building has a web tether and they just you know you, fall to the. I've building. seen it on some of them. I've seen it on some of them, but I don't know. I some of them didn't. Look the like the that theory either. is they all get it. I didn't. And that he I doesn't remember seeing people like inmates fall over the. He's edge. throwing people off the roofs. In Wait, the are we talking part. about the raft? The video they uh, showed at the. No, you're right. I guess I'm thinking of the the when they went back after after the, the, the conference. Okay. You're right. That's yeah, true. the post stream. Uh, yeah. But during the in in the asylum or in, in the in, it was basically Arkham Asylum <laughs> Spider Man uh, in the prison. He is just fighting uh, people in there. He still like threw some dudes into metal bars. And oh stuff. yeah, that he would, fucking like threw a guy he, into he like a cell. A guy with a with a giant he like webbed a, a, a giant brick structure yeah and slanted on a guy's head yeah that guy is dead yeah. <laughs> you can't web him out of that unless you have like electric shock powers and you can defibrillate him back to health well it's like and um, then he'd just be like an oozing pile that he's like i live but kill me uh which is a good origin for a spider-man villain <laughs> it's like um i remember when mason was playing like arkham knight and he was talking about you know you always had the 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 heart rate monitor in the detective mode and he was like driving the batmobile and he like wheels around a corner and like just slams into a guy with the back of the car and he goes flying and he like looks over it's like you know 10 beats per minute he's like still alive and like zooms <laughs> off nice um yeah i'm excited for spider-man yeah I, it looks like not good spider-man yeah. fun i don't think it looks super innovative but i'll still enjoy it yeah right <laughs> i just want a good spider-man now game. but who is in charge of the sinister six yeah who's that sixth man it was gonna be sixth man <laughs> yeah that's his name sixth man yeah he has the sixth sense it's a bruce willis tie-in oh god Haley joel osmond oh, yeah <laughs> all right next is nintendo that's a big one for us is it well yeah. it wasn't a huge <laughs> conference but it is a lot of hype there was a lot oh, of fun yeah. reveals in there <laughs> Uh, let's I, talk about some minor stuff that has already like either been announced or launched. Uh, sure. Pokemon Let's Go, redo of Kanto. They put the Pokemon Go mechanics in it. I think it's fine. It's just fine. Um, I that, have friends that who love Pokemon Go. That Pokeball, I'm real psyched about that Pokeball. $99 to get the game plus the Pokeball. That's, that's and, and if you get them separately, it's $110. But if you get them as a bundle. I've been awake for like 68 hours doing this podcast, so I can't tell if you're serious. <laughs> Are you really, really hyped about the Pokeball? Which I think is cool. Yeah, but I think it's cool. Like you're a big Pokemon you fan. You put the Pokemon in it and you shake it around and you hear it. It's still your, They're still using the fucking Game Boy sound effects. Make new sound effects for these Pokemon. I don't know. Those sound effects are so classic. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I, what's funny is my buddy was like, I, just, I spent all this time and I finally got a Mew playing Pokemon Go. And now you buy one. <laughs> just, yeah, you just get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pokemon Quest has already come out. I already forgot what that is. Played it. It's no good. It's not good. It's a bad mobile game <laughs> on Switch. It's bad. This is my fear. We got that. We got Fallout Shelter. We got fucking uh, Sushido, which is a $50 it's mobile so, game. That's such a bad game. 
do not do this to what has become my favorite console. Do not I've, dump I've, these shitty mobile games on here. And Pokemon Quest is just one more. I've played Sushi Striker. It is not good. I played that demo. Yeah. It's not fun. It's Wait. like 30 minutes of anime, and then you play a match three, and it's not fun. Yeah. I am real disappointed that that game is as costly as it is. And uh, Nintendo can do and, no wrong. And Nintendo is promoting it so hard. It's in like my newsfeed every day, and it's like, God damn it. Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but also, Pokemon Quest was not feeling that. Uh-huh. When I did, that. I have a friend who's super into Pokemon Quest for some reason. We it's, chill, I've seen, our buddy. I've seen, I've seen people into it, and I'm like, it's, yeah. You, you send the Pokemon out, and they run by themselves, and they go fight, and then sometimes you hit a button, or and you make hit them auto, do, do a spin. Oh, and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you just watch it. Yep. Great. Yeah. I don't know. I think it. I, don't know, I like the styles of the Pokemon, but that's about it. Uh, Super Mario Party got announced. Yeah. Super Mario Party. We've made it. Yeah. Final Mario Party. The SNES has caught up. Yes. Here I was thinking I was so cool making Super Time Christ. They got to go Super and steal my back. naming strategy. Well, first you need to make Time Christ and put it out in new grounds as like a free game. Yeah. And then you come back yeah. later with, with Super Time Christ. And then I can make Super Time Christ Neo Turbo. Mm-hmm. Dash. And Super Alpha Time Christ plus plus. Infinite. Super Time Christ Ultimate. Uh, I'm excited for Super Mario Party. I'll play that yeah. two Switch thing. There was something shown like online like a year ago where someone was like, look what you can do if you like it was like uh, like a prototype type build of like you can make two switches talk to each other and do stuff across screens. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. And then now Nintendo's doing it. And that's so cool. I, I mean, it's been confusing. It's like you got this great ability to go and like meet people who have switches and do s- local things, jam your switches together. <laughs> and it's Please. like <laughs> that vigorous <Nope>. motion. <laughs> do not jam anything at my switch with that. But what? what but. Can he jam his switch at things? It mm. just doesn't seem like there's been much. And this is like the, that. I mean, on top of the fact that I'm just happy to have like a back to back to kind of classic Mario Party structure. I like Mario yeah. Party games. I always have. They're fun Individual to play. Individual movement. Every character has a different kind of advantage set. Lots of fun stuff in it. You can roll zeros. You can That's roll great. zeros. You can give yourself a handicap of 99 stars. Online play, which is a big like Mario Party is about getting together. But voice chat has become so ubiquitous, except not except in Nintendo Land. Switch. Yeah, but no, you Nintendo use... Land's a different game. Right, yeah, right. I'm sorry. I wonder if you could play online and have like a ongoing game, like Words with Friends style. Like Nick like and I could start the game, in the middle. and then Ooh. I could like make oh. her play. And then... oh, I suddenly got way more interested in this game. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah, know. But, but, I made, I made but that up. <laughs> the asynchronous wouldn't work with mini games. That's true. Unless, That's true. Unless they made asynchronous mini games, which right. would be cool. If you so could do like that, 82 mini games in this one. I don't know. You're no, you know way more about this game than I did. I just I, saw I watched Super one of the Treehouse videos. Oh, that, okay. That, like, you did see them putting down. the switches together, right? Yes, I saw that. That was in the, the yeah. teaser. You can jam your switches together. Yeah? Yeah. Jam them up. I uh I am excited. I like this is a perfect party game, so have you seen the teaser where the, the opening cutscene from Super Mario Party? I have it. Can you describe it? <laughs> so Mario Luigi and then uh Wario and Peach. Is Nathan Fillion voicing one of them? Yes, he's voicing Wario. Oh, Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, into it. Does he do just like a normal Nathan Fillion just, voice or does just, he no, it's give Nathan it Fillion. his all? It's Nathan Fillion. Oh. Uh, anyways. Fortnite. Fortnite. available right now. <laughs> it's available right now. Goddamn. I'd, I'd like Fortnite to do something like a Battle Royale style. Wait. I like I dropped the ball on that, that goof we built up to with the February 22nd thing. The Days Gone, that zombie motorcycle game 
that Sony talked oh, about. Wow. February 22nd. Is that the one where you have like hordes of zombies and they're yeah, like, they're like da- water. They're daisying? Yeah, it's or, almost is like. What is Daisy? World War Z. World War Z. Yeah. They're World War Z. They're like flooding. Yes. It looks really cool though in, in a game engine. Yes. I don't uh, know if it's a good game or not. Well, it's it coming be. out February 22nd. What day? February 22nd. The day you should not release your game yes. on. Anyone or, else releasing a game, stop any, now if that's your plan. Please. I, I reorient. One, one of these games is going to move, and I yeah. guarantee it's going to be gone home. I mean, gone home. Uh, Days gone. Interesting. What is um, Killer Queen Black? I, I must have missed that one. Oh, uh, do you know what Killer Queen is? The Queen Song? It's This is the Joust game. She's yeah, it's the Joust. It, oh, I did it's see. It's the arcade, like, okay. eight versus eight. or four Yeah, that looks kind of fun. Bring it to the Switch. Look cute. It does That's look cute. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I've for, never seen the arcade version. I had no idea what it was. I've never touched it because it's always at, like, MAGFest or something, and yeah. people are always playing it. Or is that GDC? People are always playing it. Good call, then. It does seem like a pretty limited thing. Yeah. But fun for a breakout and hangout kind of thing. You know, like, we're the, hanging um, out. Let's play some 4v4. They had, or, or 2v2. So, Bumble Bear is the publisher. So Bubble Bear like focuses specializes in like indie arcade cabinets. Mm-hmm. So they published Killer Queen, and they had a, a Bubble Bear guy on the Giant Bomb stream, and they were talking to him about Killer Queen. I'm like, this is great. Talk to me about fucking Black Emperor, because that's the Bumble Bear game that I want to hear more about. Because it's fantastic. I hope your uh, hand punching motions catch up on the mic. I'm sure I'll be fine. Okay. Um, Fortnite. The only thing I want to talk about Fortnite is that if you played it on your PS4 already, you can't play it on your Switch. Bullshit. And it fucking sucks. So yeah. thanks, thanks Sony, yeah. for not wanting to do. Cross- you have to make a new account, cross- right? Yeah. Also, I maybe it was just because it was opening night, but I played Fortnite the night it released. So laggy, like unbearably laggy on Switch. On Switch, oh. yeah. It's just like uh, Mario Tennis had a similar problem. Yeah, that's got me, me worried about, about like, is it the Switch hardware? Is it something with network with well, Nintendo's networking? Like. Fortnite, it would be Fortnite servers, servers but if there's some kind of network protocol they have to deal with or something on the switch I, i'm just hesitant not declaring anything because it could also just be that like a million people were downloading Fortnite that night and everything was you know needed some time for that to, to drop off and now it'll stabilize maybe Mario it's Kart fine. runs mostly fine online but not 100 percent of the time i've never had any hiccups with rocket league on switch, on switch yeah but maybe they're using separate servers i don't know yeah um Martin Aces, we're all going to play all the time. It's such a good game. So it's good. surprisingly There's good. so much depth in that game. When we played that demo, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I oh can't wait to I see the what tur- else I won the has. tournament twice. Nice. nice. I, not, I didn't win once. I got to the end one time. Of course, lost. one of my tournaments I won because it was just lagged out. Oh, really? But I also I, lost the tournament from just lagging out where we couldn't even hit the ball. I was mm-hmm. just serving. Yeah. And yeah. Going that over. bothered me. Yeah. Um, no, I got really good at. So I thought my original strategy was like, oh, I'm just gonna like outperform them and get you know get the ball, you know, get them out. And then there was a point where I was just like, no, I'm just gonna break their fucking racket. Fuck this dude. Yeah. And you know, you just build up your meter like, oh, super move, boom. I'll send it right to you, no problem. But there was this guy that kept blocking it. Yes. And we were just in a stalemate forever. And then I finally snapped his second racket, and he was out. And I'm like, fuck you, I won. Give me that goddamn trophy. Uh, honestly, I got to a point where I didn't have a, like I got pretty good at blocking both the super moves and the like the star hop punches like yes. the, like hits. Yes, and I like that. Well, it, if you have meter to slow slow yourself down, you have to for it, some yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's it took me a while to get the hang of it. 
the learning curve felt pretty darn good. At yeah. first, it didn't. I was like, this is frustrating. Well, if there was a single-player mode, the learning curve would be way smoother. Yeah, uh, but yeah. this trial by fi- fire of like playing against other people, yeah. was, you got, that was intense. Any, so any, so yeah. intense. Any skill level. First, you play a new uh, like, like a newbie. Then you play a guy who's had 10 tournaments. Yeah. 81,000 points. Yeah. I dig it. And I think they, they had another game. Uh, something small, yeah. Something that we maybe a few people very might be we into. We'll get to it in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, have a good night, guys. And um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is every ultimate. character. Everyone is here Never. except Waluigi. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I was moved. <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a like it's it's like they didn't have to do. I, I don't know. It's not even like they've done that much. They haven't built up a new game from the ground up. They've added a lot. That's not to say they haven't done a ton of work here. And despite them just kind of like remixing the last Smash Bros, I'm pretty fucking excited. Remixing, for this. but it's like, but like they still had to do a lot of work to get all these new characters in. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not I, I like, but it is. It's 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 not a brand new title, and yet it is one of the most exciting things. But and they're also ratcheting up how technical it's going to be. Yeah. And I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. It appeals to me. I am. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. and I was also tickled by all the people that aren't Smash fans that were super pissed off at that Nintendo stream. They're like, Not being fuck? anything more after Where that. Where the fuck? Where's the Metroid? Where's Animal Crossing? Where's, Where's Animal Crossing? Crossing? Where's Yoshi? <laughs> Where's Halo 6? Yeah. Oh, I, I like him. Where have- is Frankie Muniz, Nintendo? Where is, is he? What have you done with him? Here it is. Give him back, Nintendo. Everyone's here. Smash experiments on Frankie Muniz caused him to forget. Oh my god! But uh, all these different like Zelda like like franchises showing up: Ocarina of Time, Spirit Tracks, Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, uh, Ocarina of Time again. It's like that's good stuff. I don't like the new Zelda model. The Spirit Tracks one? Yeah, uh-huh. she looks very like the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Yeah. Uh, see it. I, well, I'm happy to have old Ganondorf back. As much as I love I'm, Twilight I'm Princess not, Ganondorf, I'm not. I love Twilight Princess Ganondorf. I, mean, I got you. I, like I looked at it. I'm like, actually, this is a pretty good, yeah. pretty good model. Like this is a good tribute to Ocarina of Time. But mm-hmm. like, I really like the Twilight Princess Ganon. There is a real controversy here, though, with these characters and their new models. Solid Snake. Have ain't, you seen? Ain't, ain't so solid anymore. Not yeah. as much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is not all about that base. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Mixalot would be less than interested. I don't know any butt-based music outside of that. This anaconda uh, don't. He doesn't have one of the honky tonk badonka donks. Thank you. His butt's smaller. <laughs> You're welcome, Joe. <laughs> but his his quads are looking good. Super ripped. So are the quads. So are Zero Suit Samus's quads. You're yeah. seeing it. It's like a friggin' divot. Yeah. Like well, Somebody posited that his butt is the exact same size on uh, on Solid Snake. <laughs> it's just that they, the legs are so much bigger that it looks smaller by comparison. I, I, I didn't play much Brawl, so I'm excited to play all the Brawl characters that they took out. Weirdly, afterwards. I played a lot of Brawl. Maybe more than Melee. Wow. Um, which, I mean, Melee is... I was tripping. Definitively. Have fun with that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, we, we played it like casually in college. Is like, just like, what are we doing? Playing Smash Bros, I guess. And that, I mean, we weren't. If you're not playing competitively, Brawl is great. It's it's it's, it's a good it's a good Smash Bros experience. Sometimes you do trip, <laughs> and that's a weird thing to yeah, put in the video. It's a game. Very yeah. odd choice. Yeah. Big fan of Subspace Emissary. Kind of no. hope it comes back. I I I do like the idea of having something else a to campaign. do. Campaign, yeah, yeah, but not that one. 
That one was a little rough. Though the bosses were really cool. And the know, boss I, rush was cool. I think the 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 them all interacting with one another was was funny. Yes. Oh, and I, I well, what I really want is a Nintendo crossover RPG. Yeah. Mm. So this is what I've been saying for years. Been mm. saying it for years. And they all play tennis. I mean, mm. if you have to do it that way, that's fine. Why isn't Link in Mario Tennis? Why is Donkey Kong there? Why isn't uh, Wait, Kong, is he? No, he's not. No, or at least not. he wasn't. I the, wouldn't be surprised if he was because he's been in Mario Kart. Well, they have for, a chain yeah. shop in there now, and they have Spike. Those like are a, great additions. Like I'm enemy? actually happy with. I that. just think that's a weird like Spike. Like all out the, of all, all of the, the enemies, all the Kooplings are going to be there though. No Spike, uh, the enemy, the generic. No, you think it was Spiny? No, s- Spike, Spike is a Koopling, isn't he? Yeah, but there's a, no. Is there a Spike Koopling? I'm not sure now. I'm gonna look this shit up. Google Spike Mario enemy. Chain Chomp's a lot of or fun to play. Spike though. Mario Tennis. Chain Chomp is fun. They've got a Koopa. They've got a blooper coming as an added deal, free DLC later down the road for nice. This Mario is Tennis. Spike. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not a Koopaling. No, he's just a random enemy. I know what he looked like before you even showed me, and for some reason in my I head, is he from Mario Brothers Three or Mario Brothers or Mario World? Well, yeah. Either way, Chain Chomp gets real sad when he loses. And it's sad to see. Or when he misses a ball. What a poor big boy. Bounces it on his head. The door move. You alright? I thought I heard noises. I think, you're, I think it's fine. Is it a g- Anyways, g- g- ghost? Rosalina Or is, could it be Ridley ready to break into Smash? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ridley's pretty, That's a cool Ridley thing. murdered Mario. <laughs> and Mega Man. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> stabbed him. And so Ridley. With his tail. That, that's so Ridley. Yeah. Weeknights uh, on Disney Channel. It's funny. I've been asking for Ridley since before Smash Bros. existed. What about Goku? I don't. I don't. What about James Bond? Okay. Uh, only if he's in first person mode, though, at all times. <laughs> does does the thing golden eye where he like points in different directions and then zooms in on his head? Uh, I mean, wh- who else could they add <laughs> at this point? Uh, uh, Waluigi. Going- Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Forever absent, but he'll be a uh, an ally. So that's something. Yeah, he's always been a assist trophy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Gino. Joe loves Gino. I think Isaac from Golden Sun was an assist trophy in Brawl. Yes, he was. So if they bring, I mean, I want Isaac as a playable character. Yeah, that'd be cool. Exciting to have Roy back, who debuted in Smash Bros. Melee before he was in a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. It's so exciting to have 20 million Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers. He likes. He can play as two different ones. <laughs> Their voices are different. Yeah. One sounds like this. It's so similar. One sounds like this. I I didn't understand what that was about. <laughs> I was like, did they play the same audio? What? It's actually... It's, it's different. It's different. It's you different, can tell the difference. But damn if it's not close. And how could that matter? I, I like to believe that somewhere out but there, there's Sakurai, like a though. That's like the, the little, the little nuances that he obsesses he over. Somewhere he read it. Like he read so a forum, and joyful. somebody was like, "I really missed the old Ike voice from Brawl, where he said I fight for my friends. Now he sounds more like I fight for my friends. And it's I not just, even that dramatic. Well, I, I was, no. I was heightening it for, for yes. the sake of drama. Nick. Yes, thank you. Anyways, yeah, it, that was red, and I, I think that's great. You know, he's almost like a community manager. <laughs> The, the pinnacle of all gaming creators in the world, really. Like, if we, were, if we had to pick one job that mattered most, 
Probably be community managers. This tr- this joke is the worst part of you. And three. that's <laughs> feel bad about that's it. That's award ga- games cast prod <laughs> promise. I'm I'm drunk. All right. <laughs> well, I think we've reached the end of our rope in terms of E3 yeah. talk. Yeah. Um, it was a fun time. It was a long time. Yeah. If you've listened to this, holy shit. You you unlocked yeah. a special award games loot crate. You're the best part of E3. Buy the key now on ward-games.com for yeah. $1.99. Loot crate, that feels like a bit of a joke that's already been played out. I'd rather you go after unions or something or like working structure in games. So go after Poland. <laughs> Wait, that's been done. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it worked out before the, the ambitions got too big. So. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, goodbye. How do we end this? Dylan? All right, yeah, sounds good. Uh, thank you for listening, um, Joe. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Oh, hey, no problem. It was me and no one else. It's true. The Joe. Yes. Where can we find you? Hey, you know what? Uh, we have a YouTube channel called Instant Replay Live. You can find that on YouTube, the place where it is. You search for Instant Replay Live. We've got Let's Plays on there, but more importantly, we have some secret upcoming projects that relate to rolling dice. And also, we're on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter? What's the Twitter? At INST Replay Live. Ooh, that's not a very remember. good Twitter handle. I could remember that right <laughs> that's now. That's okay. Yeah. Um, They're hard. Nick. Yeah, that's me. Thank you for coming on as well. Oh, man. Thanks. I was expecting Joe to plug his personal Twitter, but he didn't. So it's you okay. guys just plugged as a unit. So <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick and I have never been plugged yeah, as a yeah, unit. You switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you guys so much for being yeah. on. Thank you, Kenny. Kenny, uh, thank you for being here. It's a real you, honor. Thank you for leaving your cigarettes, Kenny. Kenny, where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can find him. Uh, I don't know his Twitter handle. Kenny and Spenny, look that up. Yeah, so. try try checking that out. It's on Netflix, <laughs> probably. Kenny G, you can look that up as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good uh, way to find Kenny. I believe it's uh, Marginal Meeting at Marginal Meeting on Twitter. Okay, oh. um, check out South Park, where you can find. Kenny's a recurring character, a long uh, franchise beloved mm-hmm. entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen he to has the game. powers where he can't die. He or he always comes back after uh-huh. he dies. Uh-huh. It's very listen to the gambler by Kenny Rogers. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, you might um, also check out the films by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, <laughs> if you like this podcast, head down to uh, Denny's and, <laughs> and see yeah. if they'll rebrand to compete with IHOP. <laughs> Benny's. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't rebrand to Denny's. <laughs> They went with Benny's. <laughs> um, the B stands for waffles. <laughs> Very late. Um, but thank you all for listening. Um, if you like this episode and you'd like to listen to any more of our episodes, uh, you can find them at ward-games.com um, or online. Uh, we're on Twitter at Ward Video Games or anywhere you listen to a uh, uh, podcast, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast. I hear that's big. Um, guys, thank you so much. Eat it, Benny's. <laughs> uh, good night and good luck. See you next year. See you on the video. Yeah. <laughs>